Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuned into the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. My Bob and I rise by, and I'm on your way go. We invade the airwaves. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Indeed, indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend that we are live on the airwaves. <clears throat> Once again, it is your man, DM Cool, and welcome to the show. Now, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on the show, so I apologize for not being on the show, but we are back and in full fashion right now because not only are we back on the show, but this will be the final episode of 2018. So you already know what that means. It is time for the sixth annual, yes, I said it, sixth annual year and special, a.k.a. the Yes Show. That's right, that's right. And now, whenever I do these shows, you know, year after year, I don't come alone. I come rolling through with the squad. Who's the squad? Who's the squad? Who's the squad? Who's the squad? Who the squad is. You know, you want me to tell you who the squad is? I'll tell you who the squad is. I have the squad assembled, all right? So, with that said, first man towards my, I guess, more so the left, I would say. Do we get music? Sorry? Do we get music? No. We get music. I'll save that. I'll save that. I'll save that. So, first man I have up on deck, man. This guy right here, he is a multi-platform content creator. Videography, graphic designing, YouTube content, anything you need, this man got it. As well, he has a mean spatula skill in the kitchen, all right? I'm talking about my man, Marcus Brown in studio. Say what's up to people. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? And what's up, everybody? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, this man right here is no stranger to Cool Rio. Not only has he been on the show, but he has also been a panelist for a year in special, which is last year. Ironically enough, it was his first time on the show. So he didn't know what to expect, but he came through with the heat. And I can always appreciate that. So, Marcus, welcome for coming through again. And thank you for coming through again. Thank you for having me again, man. All right. You know, I love this. You know, I love absolutely, it. absolutely. We're here to shoot the breeze right now. On my right side now, mid-right, I should say, this man is no stranger to cool radio. However, it is his first time in the Maximum FM studios. First time this guy is a recording artist, and he is also a podcaster as well. He has made the jump from one platform to the other, but sure, either yes, way, sir. he's still ripping it on the mic no matter how way you slice it. I'm talking about my man, Audric Rose. We got music coming. We got content coming. Thank mm -hmm. you for having me. Appreciate absolutely you, uh, letting me... Uh, be a part of the show. Yeah. 2018, and the, the, the last episode, man. So. Mm -hmm. And tell people the name of your podcast. So the podcast is called the No Hard Feelings Podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, it's me, three other dudes, mm -hmm. uh, Jay, Scripps, mm -hmm. and Nate. So the mm -hmm. four of us, we kind of just got together. Uh, we're family members. We're also just friends. And we're just brothers at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we got together and just decided to do a podcast. We just shoot the shit, pop right. culture, uh, relationship shit, uh, clowning people, clowning yeah, yeah. each other. We just have fun with it. You know what I mean? So right. we do it on a weekly basis, and uh, 
Yeah, man, it's it's dope. That's it's, it's fun. Up. It's fun to do that and yeah. the music at the same time. Exactly. I mean? Yes. Yes. Simultaneously, yeah. yeah, I loved it. <laughs> and finally, to my far, far right, this man right here is no stranger to Cool Radio, a frequent collaborator of Cool Radio, and a friend of the show, and has also had the most tenure as far as being on these year-end specials. He's, it's been a bit of a two-year hiatus, but he's back to claim his spot. <laughs> I'm talking about Mr. Rock, Pop, and Hip Hop, my man Goliath. Pause in studio. You know, whoa, yeah, uh-huh. hey. What's popping, partners? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But how you been? How you been? I've been good. It's good to be back in here, yo. Absolutely. Long time. Long time. Ladies and gentlemen, the squad is assembled. Every man is here. All hands are deck. It is time to kick off our sixth annual year-end special. Avengers in this bitch. All right, here we go. <laughs> Here's how it follows, gentlemen. So, we have a variety of topics to get through on tonight's show. So much so that it will be a two hour special. Okay. You heard it right, folks. Two hours on Cool Radio. All right. So, here are the following topics that we have here we have top moments, we have top five videos, top five singles. Top five albums and top five artists of the year, as well as the top five wanksters of the year. So, gentlemen, I hope you went through the wanksters list uh, because we are definitely going to go in on that near the end of the show as well. Now, here's how everything's going to follow. As far as the top moments category, that one is going to be, you know, Russian roulette, so to speak. So, whether you chose five topics, whether you chose one, ten, it doesn't matter. You say to us what you feel like were your top moment or top moments of the year, regardless of where they ranking in your book. You just save them for what they are. Now, as far as the, the rest of the topics go, top five videos, et cetera, et cetera, those are going to be your top five ranked from five to one. So five being the, uh, the lowest and one being the highest. And how we're going to do it is this. We're going to name off each of our selections. Uh, you give a brief description of why you have that in there. And then once you're done that, we'll leave some room to delegate as far as, you know, do we agree with that? Do we disagree with that? And then we'll move to the next person, so on and so forth. So with that being said, let's get started with the moments of the year. All right. So my top moments of the year, and I was literally just rattling these off of my head. I chose five. No particular order, but here they are. So first moment I went with was the release of the Black Panther film which was arguably the biggest film of the year. Um, Second thing that I chose was the resurgence of Rap Feuds on Wax. Um, Third thing I chose was Atlanta Season 2, topping Season 1, and getting a lot of critical praise and discussion off of that. Um, Also, hip-hop and R&B being represented very well at the Grammys this past year. They were nominated in big categories that I found, so I thought that was dope. And then the final thing I listed was Beyonce's performance at Coachella, That's one of the biggest performances that we've ever seen, and I feel like it just solidified Coachella as a hotbed for hip-hop shows. As far back as, I think, 2011, 2012, that's when they started making their stake in hip-hop, and I feel like now hip-hop runs that show. It's one of the biggest independent concerts concerts of today, but I feel like a lot of mainstream acts are hopping up on it, too, because of the success of hip-hop and during those concerts. So I chose that. Uh, Black Panther, one of the biggest films of the year, as, as we all saw. The first superhero movie we've seen with a majority black uh, cast, it pushed the agenda for more diversity within within film. Um, also, Atlanta season two. I mean, Atlanta is arguably the best TV show out right now, in my my humble opinion. I've never seen it. 
I think you'd appreciate as as a recording artist, you would appreciate the hell out of it. And I just love the fact how all the characters are written so well, and it's not very stereotypical. Like season three is coming. I don't know when it's coming because season two took a while to come, so I don't know when season three is coming. But there is one coming. They they're they're damn well better be because the way Netflix is casting their shows left and right now. With that guy. Yo, they I, went in hard, and then now it's like they got to recoup and get rid of all the dead weight. Basically, yeah. because they... Hold on, hold on, wait, what do you mean dead weight? Uh-oh, uh-oh, here we go, yes! Okay, okay. Discord! <laughs> Discord! Is, is yes! Fresh Prince on there? Fresh Prince is gone now. Yeah, so okay. a, lot, a lot of things are See, what Netflix did is they tried to steal a lot of the shows from the, the different networks. Mm-hmm. So they went after HBO. They said, we're going to take all the comedians and steal all your specials. Mm-hmm. They went after um, all the other different networks, and they took all the shows, right? Uh, Fresh Prince? It's not before. Nef- who's going to watch Fresh Prince on Netflix? I think- I th- here's my theory. Okay. I think too many people are watching it. They're not letting go of it, and they want to push the new shit. All right, so I, I'm going to jump in because this, this is my business <laughs> as the video guy. Okay, so the thing about Netflix, uh, without going through the whole history, they license a lot of their stuff. So okay. they have to renew every whatever the agreement with each company. Mm-hmm. So they, like every business, they got to look at it and say, okay, well, where are we going? Yeah. What is the show going to make us? Yeah. Do we keep it or do we not? Um, it's funny because years ago, uh, the, you will never see anything that's Warner Brothers on Netflix. Mm-hmm. The reason why Warner Brothers was going to go into their own Netflix type of streaming business, so they did not give any licenses to uh, so Netflix. Mm-hmm. But then something changed, so they flipped the script. So that's why now you see HBO shows on there. On Netflix. And I think what's happening, like they, like I said. They so, no, 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 stop all that. Yeah. Answer Uh-oh. the question. Yeah. Why, why no Fresh Prince? They just... Because, <laughs> no, no, because think about it. You still want Fresh Prince. So, again, I don't know. But you haven't seen every episode of Fresh Prince already? That's it. That's it. That's it. Like, yo, how many times they rerun it on much music? But No, 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 but I think that ties into it because you got to think... Look at us in the room. How many times have we seen Fresh Prince? Tons of times. Tons of times. Like, I've seen every episode at least five times. And At least. Okay. You're saying it's time to let it go? Yeah. It might be because... You can buy the DVD set, man. Go on YouTube and... You can actually watch on YouTube legit. You don't even know what Fresh Prince is. Yeah. So who's right. really watching it? You know, the reason why I like to bring that up because when it comes to my list today, there's a lot of business involved. So right, yeah. So we'll get into it when we talk right. about it. But okay. and, and on top of that, kind of like what like what what Goliath and what you're saying as well, Marcus, is the fact that they are buying so they're investing so much into their own content, like as far as like what they have licensed, like what is being presented by them, that whatever is being tied to other networks and other film studios, they're cutting it because. They have to pay those studios to, for the rights of their titles and their characters. For example, the Marvel stuff. Right. They have to pay Marvel and Disney for the rights to use Daredevil and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and all that. Yeah. But because Disney is launching their own streaming service next year, Pulse. it's basically a conflict of interest, and now they're competition to each other. So now that the contracts are up for those characters, it's like, why renew the season? So that's why Iron Fist got canceled, but they kind of had a rough start, so you saw that coming. Okay. But then Luke Cage got canceled because like, they, couldn't come to, they couldn't come to terms to what they wanted to do in season three. So like, well, you know what? What'd no, you hear? No what? disrespect. I heard season two is trash. No, it's not trash. Listen, <laughs> it is not trash. Okay. It's not. Listen, listen, listen. Not gonna bother, bro. I'll say this, okay? And this is me being the non-Jamaican here. So <laughs> what do what do I know? <laughs> but basically, I've lived around Jamaicans long enough to know when I can hear a proper accent or an accent that's been watered Are they down. Bad or not, bro? For the most part, they're good. What? A couple of them were like kind of iffy. Okay. But for the most part. It's not like you're listening to like Bob Marley speak, but like they had, they you could tell they did, they did their but homework. They got to break it down though. Like people who are watching that can't understand a thick Jamaican accent. 
Okay, but you can say the same about Black Panther, though. They have thick African accents you in there, still too. Understand, you can understand it, though. Yeah. Clear. I, I don't know. I don't no, know. you know what? The accents on Black Panther weren't that good. Oh, stop this. <laughs> stop <laughs> this. No. I know you're thinking about... No, 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 no. no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know you're thinking about Forrest Whitaker. I know you're thinking about him. I didn't even think of that. The Prince. So now how they polish the I went to school with all Africans, and I'm telling you, like... Okay, but, like... Africa doesn't have one singular accent. There's no, different accents and in that's different the problem, regions. Because in Black Panther, they tried that that accent. What, what, the, what, the, what, the, what is that? You know that one. <laughs> What's that? Kitty, what are you doing? <laughs> that, that accent. They all tried to do that Like the one. more West African yes, accent? The, the West African. Okay, the only ones who actually did the, the more oh, West African like, ones. Can you do that again? Titi <laughs> Lion, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> the only West African accent I picked up was from Umbaku because, like, his his particular tribe, they wanted to pick up the more Igbo style, the Nigerian style, whereas the rest of the country picked up on the more South African style because yeah. they they did the the, the they did the uh, the what's the dialect basically. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one they picked up. So that's the one they tried to replicate. So the South African style, like the, the more Bantu region, which is more Southern and Eastern, that's the one that they picked up on. Whereas the Umbaku character, he picked up the more West African one. Even the white guy, um, the guy who played uh, Claw, his his accent was South African because he was. Uh, representing the the more the, the the Dutch colonizers basically, so that that was the accent that he was picking up in particular. So I thought those accents were authentic. I would say with Force Whitaker, his his wasn't bad. It was just extra, like you just over enunciate on certain yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Like I Zuri son of Badu. Like, it, <laughs> like I felt like I was watching like a Nigerian film. Like it was yeah, a little too much, a little too extra, too much. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, going back to the whole Netflix thing, like. They're cutting their ties because they know that a lot of people are trying to catch up with them in the streaming business. So they're going to invest more of their money into more original uh, content. And then whatever they already have right now, as far as titles that they don't own, they're going to have it on the server for X amount of time. They're just going to let it go eventually because they figure, why pay the extra money? All I'm saying, they better be bringing some shit because 2019, they're increasing their prices. Yeah, I got that too. $17 wait, 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 a month yep. for me. 17 How much? 17 Why so much? Because I, I have the 4K package. Oh, sure. And then also, I have like... the 4K package if you have a 4K I, I have 4K TV, yeah, yeah. and also I got like f- like four family members on there too, so yeah. But still, for, like that goes a long way, man. Like especially if it's at the end of the month when you paid all your bills, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, damn you, Netflix. <laughs> Exactly, but yeah, that's my top five right there. I think I, I think I got everything. I, I mentioned Black Panther. I mentioned I basically mentioned Beyonce and Coachella. Not a huge huge Beyonce fan, but I give credit where credits due. I and oh yeah, rap feuds, man. Honestly, rap feuds in 2018. I mean, most of them were like a few of them were duds, but for the most part, it's like I just respect the fact that they put it on wax and not on Twitter, like we've been seeing for the entire decade. So you know, Drake pushed it to you, of course, and then we had that we had that triple threat match between Eminem, MGK, and what's the name, Easy, uh, Easy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we had later in the year we had Tory Lanez versus um, uh, Joiner Joiner Lucas, yep. which is dope, and they, they later revealed that they were just kind of sparring with each other, which is dope. I'm cool with no, that. I like that. I'm I'm good with that. So I just love the fact that they brought it. The only the only ones who didn't bring it were Cardi and Nicki. They're just Guana like school catties. kind of sus. Yeah, very sus. <laughs> sus indeed. But yeah, that's my top five. Um, Marcus, you look like you're itching right now. So I'm a, I want you to get to uh, my your moments. Your moments, so yeah. Actually, I can't mind short because a lot of my moments are actually going to be on my list. Okay. okay we'll okay, probably okay. talk about them throughout. But um, three things I've had. One of them was really funny. He's always like, throw something funny in there. Uh, first one was Kendrick being awarded the, uh, the uh, Pul- Pulitzer. Yes. The Pulitzer Award. Yeah, that, that was big. big. Huge. I mm-hmm. like, that's 
big music guy in all cultures. Okay. I yes. could not believe that. I was like, right. this guy really first rapper ever to do that. As yeah, well. and it's the fact that it's Kendrick who is literally on walk saying, "Hey, I'm the greatest to ever walk this planet." And I'm like, well, maybe he's he is. Got a point. Like, uh, he's in the conversation. Yeah. I'll put him in the convo. Um, my second thing is uh, Wu Tang's second, uh, sorry, 25th anniversary. Ah, okay. you know I'm a big Wu Tang fan. Yep, yep. Like I just said last year, I've, I own a dollar dollar bill. <laughs> um, so that was a big thing for me Man, because um, again I grew up listening to Wu-Tang mm-hmm. the fact that I actually saw one of my favorite groups hit a tw- like a, a milestone that's huge to me right nobody get, does the 25 anymore no, I don't it's think hard. my favorite yeah. group's doing their 20 right now the locks, locks so yeah. Yeah. right right and then uh, the third one I just thought it was funny um, so Nerd mm-hmm. performing at the NBA All-Star game so that's Wh- which, they, so was it halftime show then? Halftime show. So I don't remember that. It was just funny to me because they brought all the mascots out. Yeah. And the mascots were dancing down the stage. <laughs> that's and hilarious. I don't know why that just sticks in my head every right. time I think about like it's just, it was just funny. But that you would expect that at an NERD concert, yeah, like something exactly. goofy. Yeah, so yeah. it was just goofy, funny. Was, right. Like, hey, hip hop is like there. It's like right. we talked about again last year. Yeah. Hip hop is just on the rise. Right, now right, right. it's there. Yeah, yeah. Cool. For it. sure. All right, perfect. Audric, your your best moments of the so, year. I thought the fiber is supposed to be hip hop based, so mine are gonna be right in that realm of just hip hop things that sort of set up. That's cool. Set up that's cool. Here. Yeah, like yeah. I said, locks twentieth anniversary. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking huge, man. I grew up on this stuff. Money, power, respect. Uh, and they recently did a project with Dipset. I don't know if you guys heard that project. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> 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 listen to some tunes. Yeah. So uh, that project goes hard. Okay. And. What I'm thinking for 2019 is maybe go see them on tour if I can, man. Wherever I can hit them, mm-hmm. just make it a point and goal to say, yo, I've seen them live. Because right. that, that would mean a lot to me still. Right, right, right. Uh, so that stood out to me. Uh, Drake can push a T. You touched on it. And I don't know how deep we're going to dive into that. Pause. But um, to me, that was hip-hop at its peak this year, where it was like two of the top heads kind of going head-to-head. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know how you guys feel about the whole... There's a certain limit in beef. There's certain things you can say. Let's talk say. about it. <laughs> How do you guys feel about I don't think there's that? any rules, man. You can yeah, whatever. like, there's so no... I can say whatever the fuck Yeah, there's like. no rules to shit. Up. Like, yeah, yeah. 20 years ago, Tupac once said, my fofo, make sure all your kids don't grow. So why are we now, you know, kind of backpedaling and be like, oh, you shouldn't say this, whatever. Like, I get it. Like, there are other people involved. I get it. But, like, we can't switch the rules for certain so people. there's no hard you, feelings. You, you got to keep the same energy. You got to keep the same energy. And I feel like when it comes to Drake, I feel like the goalpost gets moved for him. You know what I mean? Because people were, were bitching at the fact that he said that stuff about Cuddy, but they're forgetting the fact that Cuddy said stuff about him first. So it's like, once you say something to somebody, you've now made yourself a target regardless of your situation. Like, wasn't didn't Jay-Z diss Nas while Nas was suffering through cancer? Like, where do we draw the line? You know what, what I mean? What did he say, though? Huh? It was a takeover record, basically. It was a takeover okay, record. Okay, so okay. You're, he's dissing them while a man is down, essentially, right? Mm. But no one ever says that, right? But if Drake says something about Kit Cudi having depression issues, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, PC, PC, whatever, right? Yeah. So it's just like, no, like, let's keep the same energy. Mm. Let's keep it fair. Let's referee this like we would any other matches and draw it down the middle. So, like, with me, when it comes to this Push Steve versus Drake thing. I feel like they... They don't do that. It's not It's not even. I don't think it's even, no. Like, from the people that I've interacted with, like, online and stuff, like, not, like, like trolls or whatever, but just, yeah, like, yeah. people like, in, like, in, like, my social networks and what have you, I feel like they were kind of giving Drake a hard time about that because they're saying, oh, you know, he felt big when, like, he dissed up Meek Mill and all these people, but now he actually went against a real spitter. Now he has nothing to say. What can you say about after story added on? It's like, well, you never gave him a chance to. Mm. Jay Prince never gave him a chance to. We don't know what he was going to say. 
if Jay Prince had to step what if, in, what if they're just saying that and there was nothing? But we don't know that though. This, these are unknowns. You know what I mean? And if Jay Prince, I think he had some heat. I do too. I honestly think because we know Drake, especially us in Toronto, we know he's battle tested. We know from the days when he battled Aristo and all these cats from back in the day. We don't know. You know he smashed his day. That's why <laughs> Kanye sure is digging on him right now. You think so? And won't let it go. I think so. When they asked you him to clear, so? they asked him to clear the record. Yeah. Why would Kanye bring that to Twitter and bring and exactly all up again? And, and did he have that one record on Scorpion? Um, uh, what's that one record he had on Scorpion? In your feelings. No, not that one. Uber extra over hills. Like that's not Scorpion. That's no, that's not Scorpion. No, that was no, no, that no, no not, not that one. I know which one. I know. I know the one you're talking about. But no, he had a record. I think it's called "Can't Take a Joke" or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where he says Uber X to Baldwin Hills. Da, 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 yeah, da, da, he keeps yeah. referencing. Yeah, like he's basically he's saying yeah. that how he had a booty call with one of the Kardashians yeah. because they live in the same neighborhood apparently. So you're saying that's what it is? I I think it's part of it. Did you see her tweet? She jumped in the beef today. She's like, don't threaten my family. And how can you come at somebody who basically made you? He's saying, right. there's no Kanye, there's no Drake. Right. That's what she was saying in the tweet. So even she's in her feelings over it. Exactly. Do you think that's needed? Why she got to get involved? Because she's trying to defend her man. Like, I can't blame like, her oh, for oh, that. Hold on. Uh, Kanye said what he needed to say. Right? Right? He did, yeah. Did Drake say anything? So that's the thing. <laughs> there was a phone call where Drake made some Was threats. there a phone call, though? That's what Kanye said. He said, I just Man, got him on the phone. All we've been hearing is Kanye. We're not hearing nothing from Drake. Okay, all so, I said was but Drake's playing is Drake smart, though. That is smart. <laughs> that's one thing I've noticed this year about Drake. Okay. In the past, he would say things, say whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This year, he's been really quiet when it comes to his okay. beef. It's like he's right. on this whole, when he did God's plan. Right. He basically said, hey, I'm on this whole spiritual plane. I'm on this next level. Right, right, right. Then Pusha T came at him. He said nothing. No, he waited for his album, strategically put in his album because he had to say something. Right, right. And then Kanye comes at him. All that stuff happens. He was on uh, LeBron's um, uh, under, show. Oh, show, whatever. Oh, the, the, shop, yeah. the shop, the shop. The shop, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said whatever he said on that show. Right, right, right. That's pretty much what all Drake, at least from my understanding, Drake's yeah. pretty much said all year. Right. So okay. to the point, like, Drake's been really quiet. <laughs> and is he, he doesn't care. Maybe he has something coming. He knows. Right. But this, it's weird. I think it's weird. I think... I think when it comes down to it, Drake is playing it very strategically. He's a strategist when it comes to the controversy, basically. That, that's what I've noticed over the years. But so, and, is, but so is Kanye. Like, when it comes to when it comes to when, when he wants to sell something, when it comes yeah. To rollouts, yeah, yeah. But he'll just speak erratically. All right, all here, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. Kim's jumping in. Who told you to jump in? She's jumping in. Right, right, right. So who knows? Who? I, I get yeah. it. All I'm saying is, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying before, is when it comes to Drake, the goalpost is often moved. Like, remember when when uh, uh, Pusha leaked, uh, leaked those pictures of Drake in the, in the blackface or whatever? Yeah. So <laughs> many people were saying, oh, Drake is a coon, Drake is a coon, da 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 and they were failing to look at the context behind that. Like, he even had a Jim Crow t-shirt. So you obviously know he's not trying to be a Sambo for real. Like, right. there is a purpose behind this. But no, we don't want to wait for context. We're in the outrage era where we got to be mad at everything before we even know what the story is behind exactly. that. And then we found out that it was for an art project that he did way back in 07 with a photographer from Toronto. But no, because people hate Drake so much, they'll take any little thing and stretch it out to make it justify their hate for him. I'm just saying, call it even. Call it even. That's but you it. can't call it even because that's just how the game goes. Like we just said, yeah, but no like rules. no, 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 like call, uh, no, no. You, you just said there's no rules. Calling it even is almost like a rule itself. If it's just, just be fair. Yeah, but if, was, if, was, what you do for one, do for the other. It was mm-hmm. Drake's camp that said, okay, it's too far. Blah 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 blah. It wasn't pushing them. It was Drake. 
All, Even all, Drake said it was too far when he when Pusha said that shit about his manager. About or, forty. Uh, about forty. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. When he said that, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, I think that's. I, think it. I was driving. I was like, oh, <laughs> "Fuck!" My my just kind of sunk in. Like, yeah. All this reminds me about what '96 what, when Tupac. Said uh, Prodigy, you said you yeah, said, yeah, yeah. And when you, and when you do that, that, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, they hit him up record, right? Yeah, he's like, "Cut it, that motherfucker!" Yeah, it's like Chino Excel, fuck you too. He's like, "Damn, I don't even know that guy." So I think, like, ever since then, it's really no holds bar. I mean, you could definitely question the morals, but at the end of the day, that's just how the game is played. It's like it's war, right? Like you're gonna win by any means necessary. Right. I'll I'll say this, like the the MCs who are who are involved in this, you do what you gotta do on wax, basically. Yeah. When it comes to the fans, just be fair. Mm. Be fair. Like, don't boohoo on this man because you hate how he's on the radio all the time and all that stuff. Don't, like, just keep it fair because I know, like, if there are any allegations of Pusha T being, like, uh, a Sambo or whatever, people would be like, well, he still, he, he still reps for the hood, though. So he cool. He good. I'm just like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> like, I like both rappers, but, like, just call it, just call it fair. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, what else did you have on your list besides that? So other than that, I mean... We also, I think you kind of touched on it, but not really. Uh, the Nikki Cardi, right? Um, I felt like Cardi just had this spurt. Uh, I think she joined on with uh, management with Migos, and her shit just sort of took off. Right. Uh, Nikki had plenty opportunity to sort of. I think she had maybe two or three rebrand opportunities to sort of put something out and then sort of she's get, had, you, get you going. She's again, had you know I mean? bare rebrand opportunities. And her shit just won't catch. Like yeah. I, I don't know if if. I don't know what it is, man. Because her shit's not that bad. It's, it's, you you know what it is. You, you know what it is. When it comes to Nikki, she's been the same caricature for the last ten years. She is Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hoganing herself right now. Like you, there's only so much you can get away with with the Hey Brothers and Let Me Tell You Something, Eat Your Vitamins. <laughs> like you can't be doing that for your entire career. You got to evolve. Gotta yeah, because otherwise. What audience are you caring to? Are you caring to like twenty year old boys and twenty year old girls from the suburbs, or are you trying to grow with the culture? You got to grow out of it. You got to grow out of your gimmick. And I don't think she's been doing that. Like the whole Hiroshuka Barbie thing, the whole Chun Li thing. Drop the Barbie thing, then. That yes, right? drop that. Like so, you got to evolve. Drop the Barbie thing. Like NWO. Like <laughs> put it an NWO t-shirt. Yeah, right. Put it this way: If Jay Z was still rapping about being on the Marcy Projects and hustling crack, would he have aged this well? Hell no. He'd be like an underground rapper who's talking about, oh, I missed back in the 90s when it was real. No, like, he's evolved. He's no longer Lucky Lefty. He's no longer whatever rap pseudonym he was going back with in the 90s. He's so, evolved. So, to me, then, this isn't that Nikki's losing. It's just that she hasn't evolved. So, we see something new on the scene, a new act. Let's just go with that. Basically. It didn't have to be Cardi. It could have been anything else. Basically, yeah. yeah. Her, her, her persona, the way she acts, the way she's very ignorant. Like, I can't stand that, but... Mm-hmm. The musicality, I, I like the production. Um, she's not bad on the mic, whether she's writing or, or someone's writing it for her. No, no, she's she, dope. She, she's tight. I, I like yeah. her energy. Yeah, she's so doing her thing right now. Her for sure. And basically what <laughs> she's doing. how long she can keep it going. Because her album wasn't bad, by the way. That's... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Private, privacy. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you guys have that on your I list. I got it but, on mine. That, okay. was, that album we'll was fire there. when it yeah. dropped. We'll man. get this. All right, fair enough. He's like, I don't know, man. I got something Was it that obvious? I know, I know. It was definitely, it was definitely a hard album. It was definitely a hard album. Like it was bumping everywhere. I'm not, I'm not taking that away from her. All I'm saying, going back to Nikki though, it's just like with Cardi right now, the whole Babbage image that she has, and like 
how outrageous she is. That's basically how Nikki was, you know, back in like 2009, 2010. Different flavor of it, but like uh, same type of style, right? Okay. So we already have that right now at Cardi. She's fresh. She's prime. Mm. Whereas Nikki, like, you've fallen off. Like, your album gets wor- your albums get worse every time they get released. But, but that was the thing. She missed the she missed the ship because when she released her album, it was a whole time where we were expecting her to talk about Meek, the relationship yeah. that was going on in her she life. That bus. Instead, yeah. she just came out with a bunch of "I'm still the queen," "I'm the right. shit," blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, and yeah, everyone's yeah. like, "Why are you still talking about this?" Right. If you know you're the queen, you don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Like, look at hip hop. You need to talk about it. We had this conversation the other day. I know we talked about it. Like, about braggadocious. But okay, but here's the thing though. Yeah. When's the last time you heard Jay Z say, "I'm the best rapper alive"? He doesn't need to say it because chances are he might be the greatest rapper of all time, but he doesn't need to say it. Like the proof is in the pudding. The man put out a classic album last year. I think he says it. I think he just says it in an older, smarter yeah, way. Yeah, he says it in a different way. Like, like that What's Free Verse. I'm on he was saying. Yeah. You guys are on that. Yeah. Or the, I'm here. You guys are there, right. but I'm here. I'm still yeah. going to be here. I'm talking right. about this stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm investing in her art. You guys are putting money bricks to your phone. <laughs> <laughs> or like, your yeah, ear yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? So, yeah, like Nikki, she just needs to mature and evolve, and she's. Creeping into her forties and she's still doing that same <laughs> gimmick. <laughs> it's true. Like she's creeping into her forties. It's true though. You gotta grow up, man. You can't be crusty the client your entire life, man. Like, like grow up, man. I'm sorry. Like Peter Pan, like never, never land is over, man. Like, like get over it, honestly. Right. So like, and also like she's the biggest hypocrite when it comes to like female empowerment and all that stuff. Like if you're really on that, you would collaborate with I a didn't Cardi. Like that she was playing victim. She was doing a lot of crime. She, yeah. Lot of yeah. Like what? get over it. Come on. Get over it. Come on. Like, if you are about that female pattern and shit, yeah. you'd be bringing up other female rappers with you. True. Like, how come we've never heard you on a record with, with Snow the Product or, 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 uh, or what's this girl's name? Rhapsody yeah. or, or any yeah. other, yeah. like, okay. strong female MC coming up. But no, you always want to rap along the guys. You want the guys to have their eyes on you, but you don't want to bring up any other female MC. And whenever someone's creeping up to your spot, she gets defensive. Like, remember four years ago when Iggy Azalea was popping? Mm. Oh, she got mad defensive on that, bro. Yeah, you look at, you look at Cardi. Be she's getting mad defense with that. I don't know what other female rappers come up since within that time frame, but anytime that happens, she gets very defensive. The only other female rapper she's collaborated with outside of Cardi, but that was more of a business thing, was Foxy Brown. And Foxy Brown, like, she's not relevant, right? So she has something to lose in that. Yeah, she's tone deaf, man. No, she's oh my god. <laughs> I don't I don't mean to this, but <laughs> I don't mean to this. I'm just saying. And with did, that, did, how did you feel about the record though that they did? Whether well, well, motorsport or whatever. No, no, no. Uh, Foxy and Nikki. I didn't even hear that record. Oh, okay. I didn't even bother. Just, just keep moving. Yeah. I didn't even bother. Just yeah. Keep I'm not a Nikki fan. Like, I've tried listening to her albums. I, I listened <laughs> to her first two albums. I'm like, I, I, it's not for me. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hurt myself over this, man. I'm good. Uh, did you have anything else on your list? Uh, the last thing that I had on my list that was important for me this year, where hip hop was concerned, was uh, the release of C5, the Carter Five. Okay. We waited okay. and we waited and we waited and all the legal stuff cleared up and finally done. Mm. Finally, we got the Carter Five, so we'll talk about that. Okay, okay. I don't know if you got. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk about it. We'll talk okay. about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and, and, and that's all you got. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So, Paul, what's what's your uh, moments that you had? Okay, so like Audric, <laughs> I did mostly hip hop, but mm-hmm. I stayed within the hip hop. So my first best moment was MGK versus Eminem, mm-hmm. and I liked it because we got to saw. Oh, we got to see like the white rappers go against each other. And I think people forget about them, mm-hmm. and Eminem has a chip on his shoulder too right now. Because he released that one album with all the pop uh, features. Was it? Is, is this the album before Kamikaze? Yeah, yeah. What was that called again? 
I, I know, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Though. Yeah, yeah. So he released that one. It wasn't like really well. Was there something that had to do with like a like American flag on it or something like that? Was I think Ed Sheeran was on there too. It was. Yeah, yeah. And Pink was on it as well, right? Beyonce, all of them. Yeah, he had a whole bunch of pop people on it. Towards like that pop audience, yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, and got a lot of blowback, so he a had to lot, prove himself. A lot. Yeah, he, he's forever he's struggling, man. Well, I'm so. sorry. Now, Kamikaze was hard though. I, I heard, I heard, but he's just. Oh, you didn't hear it? No, I didn't hear it. Never listen to Kamikaze? What? Nah, because honestly, man, like I just been disappointed. I didn't go year end and not listen to Kamikaze. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, like there's so many albums that came out this year, right? All right I'll, all right. I'll say this about M, man, like. He like ever since the Eminem the Eminem show he's just been struggling man he's been. But that's struggling. M. He'll come out with like a banging album and the next three are gonna be trash and he comes out with one good one and then the next one. But I feel like that that kind of stunts your legacy a little bit. It doesn't though. Like, like you'll always be People in like. People don't remember the failures. When you look back on Jay Z, you gotta remember like Jay Z, all his albums went platinum, but mm-hmm. that's because he's doing things. To make it go platinum. Right. Like, pairing it up and getting it on your phone. Um, touring with other big artists because he can't do it himself. Right, right. right. Jay-Z plays that game. Everyone <laughs> doesn't play that whole perception game. He just puts it out. If it goes, it goes. If it doesn't, then he'll right. right. But like, if I had to the g- number one paid, mm-hmm. like, touring artist. He makes... Um, I think like a million plus per show. Oh yeah, and I won't take that away from him. like he'll he'll still have that audience that will go and see his shows and all that stuff. But I just feel like if we're comparing art to art, or whatever, like between J and M and M, I feel like J is aged better than M. I feel like M sometimes tries to encapsulate what he once had before, as far as like the edginess that he had. Mm-hmm. That's why he tried to do the Slim Shady LP Part Two and what have you. Mm-hmm. And there were just a lot of missed opportunities on that album. Like he had a record with Kendrick Lamar, and like they did some stupid like goofy record where they're talking about what they would do on a first date or something. I'm like, come on, you got Kendrick on here. But who's buying M albums, right? When you talk about Jay-Z, he's speaking to the black audience, the black struggle. Eminem can't really talk about that stuff. He can talk about his own struggle. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, the white guys will <laughs> appreciate it and like, whatever. But right. I think it's a little bit harder for him, so he kind of has to stick with that. Oh, you know, they all, they came up with that Slim Shady stuff, so mm-hmm. that's what he's going to keep carrying on with. Right. Ah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, go on with yeah, your list. Yeah. The reason why that was one of the best moments, though, um, again, is because that was the time, I think it was right after the Drake and Pusha beef, or mm-hmm. maybe before, I can't remember, but it was like Around that, that time. nothing was going on in hip-hop, yeah, okay. There was nobody was talking boom. about anything, and then boom, for like a whole two weeks, mm-hmm. it was all about the white rappers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> again, I'm going to touch on the Nicki versus Cardi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 this is a long time. This, sometimes it only lasts two Yeah, weeks. I love that wet on wet on white cry, man. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> the Nicki and Cardi thing, right. because obviously propelled Cardi and I'm very disappointed that Nikki instead of taking the high road she um, you know she was slandering people and I think that turned a lot of people off on her yeah. too I mean it made me listen to Queen Radio and I think she has a great personality for radio when now, she's how is done that? how is that it's good. Okay. It's good. She brings on different art uh, artists and different people. I feel like she just spills tea shit. on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all. They all do is talk shit. Like, that's like good. she called Travis Scott like the fuck boy of the yeah, week yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, all because like he sold more units than her. Yeah. Like, like petty. I know, she's petty. petty. Yeah. Like she's a catchy man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, gone. Like shit. So that that was entertaining. Yeah. Um, I want to. Is this your queen? I'm sorry. I want to say Meek Mill's comeback. Like. Yeah. You got to remember, Meek Mill, they like tried to bury this guy and he went to jail. Um, we all forgot about him. Then he came out, started doing his prison reform. He dropped his album, which we're going to touch on, but I'm already calling it a classic. Uh, <laughs> already? <laughs> already? Already. Already. Whoa, Drake, Drake squashed the beef with Meek for whatever reason. Oh whatever reason they did, Meek Mill <laughs> is on a trajectory right now. Um, Takashi 6 ix arrest. <laughs> We were all we were all waiting for the debtor in jail, and it finally happened. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it was just an arrest. Um, and then the next big moment was the murder of um, 
XXX Tetsnaucion. Oh, right, right, And right, then right, Lil yeah, Peep yeah. overdosing as well. So the, right. two, the two murders, or the two deaths there. Right, right. All right. Well, we'll touch on the Meek later, because I'm sure you have him in your list. I, I, of course <laughs> Okay. Well, we'll, we'll go get we to will. that later. Um, <laughs> other than that, yeah, I think that, that covers it for the moments, all right? So... Now it is time to get into the next segment, which is the top five videos. All right. So this is where we get into the nitty gritty now. We have our rankings. Marcus, you have the devious smile on your face, and I love it. We're going to get in our rankings now. Top five videos ranked from five to one, five being the lowest, one being the highest. So you go from five and then four to three, so on and so forth, okay? So with that being said... Oh, yeah, and once again, the rules are as followed. We mention our top five. We give a brief description as to why we put them in our top five, and then we leave the floor for delegations and what have you. So with that being said, let's get to it. So for top five music videos of the year, number five, Drake, I'm Upset. Number four, The Carters, Ape Shit. (laughs) Scoop, scoop, scoop. (laughs) Um, Number three, Childish Gambino, Feels Like Summer. Number two, Kendrick Lamar featuring SZA, All the Stars. And number one, probably no surprise, Childish Gambino, This is America. Now, with number five, I'm with Drake. I'm upset because I thought, first of all, as the song itself, I didn't really care for the song. But when he made the video into a Degrassi High School reunion, I thought that was genius. Because it fed on people's nostalgia, and also it goes into the fact that Drake can make fun of himself. Even though he's like this big high-profile celebrity, he's not afraid to make fun of himself and have a good time. So I really appreciated that. And I thought like they really made the most out of that video. Even going back to his video for Hell Yeah, F and Right, um, the song itself I didn't really care for. But with the video, it was a hip-hop bar mitzvah. That was dope, right? So Drake has a habit of you know kind of flipping songs upside down once he puts it into video format. And I feel like he did that with that video. Uh, the Carters, Ape Ship. What I really like about the video is that they shot it in the Louvre, which is one of the most prestigious museums in all the world. And I don't think any musical act has done a music video in there, let alone a hip-hop act, basically. So it was good to see two influential black figures in that type of space, where I'm sure they had to pay a shit ton of money. And money. Oh, yeah, they got money. <laughs> and on top of that, not only was it, it in the tab. Exactly. And you would think that like it was being shot in an European art museum, but they showed black art. In that, in that setting. And I think that's something that we need to see. It can't be just the same thing that we see over and over in music videos. We need to see that component. We need to see that hip-hop can grow and evolve and age gracefully as well. So I thought that was dope on their part to do that. Um, number three, Childish Gambino feels like summer. I felt like it was a perfect video to close out the summertime. Um, what I loved about it is the different spaces that people were operating in, like all the characters in the video. All so the you, all the characters. So you had the Migos playing ball on on the hoop on the street or whatever. You had Future stealing Drake's bike. I thought that was hilarious. Um, you had you had um, you had like Jay Z and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, like old school casting on, like the new dances, or whatever, which I thought was pretty dope, or whatever. And what I loved about that video is like the way it starts, the way it ends. It sh- starts off with Childish Gambino walking off as the sun is like, in kind of like a dusk mode, basically. So the day is coming to an end, and then once he walks into his home, it kind of signifies the end of the summer. Like summer's over, that's it. It's a wrap. So I thought that was really dope that they went with that concept. Um, Kendrick Lamar says all the stars. I really wanted this to be the best video of the year. I really wanted to. I just love the fact that they showed off black excellence in its rawest form as far as showing the kente, showing like, the textiles, showing all the aspects of African culture, no matter what part of the continent uh, it was in reference to. And just the fact that when it comes to music videos that promote movies, 
it's very cliche where you'll have the artist performing and then you'll have clips of the movie playing in between each scene. They didn't do that. Like, if I didn't know any better, I would say this is its own original video, basically. The only thing that kind of larkens it back to the Black Panther film was that scene in the middle of the video where uh, Kendrick is walking with the Panthers, basically. But then you can also equate that to the Black Panther political party as well. So there are so many double entendres that are happening in that video. Just... The exhibition of black of black art, black excellence. You saw people, you know, in all of their beauty, whether they're dark skin or light skin. Like, there's no divisions. There's no divisions at all. It was just beautiful. It was just a beautiful video. Like, I can't say much more beyond that. And as someone who is of immediate African descent, I'm so tired of seeing like the fucking like, uh, fucking like wildlife or world whatever UNICEF and all that shit. Like, I love seeing. You know, beauty like the beauty of that continent shown in so many different ways. I'm glad they did that. And then number one, Childish Gambino, This is America. Man, we needed that video. This is the video that we, we needed. needed. Yeah, it was and like to start the year off. Of that. It didn't even start the year. I think it started, I think it was like second quarter of the year, like yeah, April, May ish. I think yeah, so, yeah. And I love the fact that like even though Gambino is dancing the video with the kids as well, there's so much chaos happening in the background of the video that it makes you watch it a second time, a third time, a fourth time. Every time you get you're hitting something different. Exactly, which adds replay value. And when's the last time we've had that with a music video? And all the things that are happening in the background are things that are happening right now in America. And on top of that, you had so many people who did like their own remixes to it because they were inspired by it. Like I saw this is Nigeria version, and they were talking about the Boko Haram situation and all that. I loved it. Like I just love how it inspired everyone to kind of do their own thing, except Nicole Arbor, but we'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love that. I thought I thought it was dope. I love the cameo from SZA. Um, I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope. They talked about the Charleston shooting uh, when he had the AK shot the choir like that. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but like it, it grabbed your attention the moment he had the gun and the guitarist had the, the mask on his hand. He shot him in the helmet. Oh, oh shit. Okay, it's about to be a thing now. So yeah, those are my top five videos. Um, delegations, gentlemen, who wants to chime in? So number one would have been This Is America? Yeah, yeah. Number one is This Is America for me. I can't argue with that. I really yeah, can't. That's yeah. my number one too. Okay. I, I'm not going to argue with that at all. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think which one I would take out. Right. So right. I'll give you my list first because. Right. So I'll give you my list one more time. So number five was I'm Upset from Drake. Number four, Ape Shit from the Carters. Uh, number three, Feels Like Summer Gambino. And number two, All the Stars from Kendrick and SZA. I have, I have three of those on my list. So I'm going to say right now, only uh, one of those are on my list. Only one of them. Okay. So if you have no other deliberations of, uh, of my list, I am willing to take the, uh, give you the floor right now if that's the case. Okay. So I'll, I'll go through my list. So number five, mm -hmm. ASAP Rocky, uh, Sundress. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but I'll explain it in a second. Yeah. Um, the fourth one, number four, is the HomePod ad called Welcome Home by, by Apple. Interesting. That's yeah, a twist. So okay. I'll explain that one. That I'm not mad. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, number three, King's Dead. Jay ah, okay, okay. Future and I was James thinking Blake. about that. That, that, was my, that was my honorable mention to be honest. Number two, Sickle Mode by uh, okay. Travis featuring Drake. Okay. And number one, This is America. Okay. All right. So the reasons why, so, okay, the ASAP Rocky video is actually fairly new. I think it only came out about maybe three weeks ago. Okay. You guys remember the mannequin challenge? Yeah. Where everyone, yeah. So the whole video is just one big mannequin challenge. <laughs> so every shot is like everyone just standing still. Yeah. They flip the camera to another shot of someone standing still, mm -hmm. and then they flip back to, and they're telling a story with this. Right, okay. It's one of the most creative videos I've seen probably in a while. Right. Actually, all these videos are creative, but this one was very 
original creative. Right. And it was just basically, I guess, it's about some girl who sees ASAP, goes in the club, mm-hmm. pretty much shoots up the club, mm-hmm. and then she leaves with ASAP. It's like, it's a whole storyline. Okay. So I'm not mad at that. can see, it's a very interesting concept. That's right. why I snuck in as number five. Okay. Um, my number four. Okay, so the HomePod commercial. It's actually, so it's directed by Spike Jones, but okay. they use the Anderson Packs Till It's Over. Okay. So it's very interesting where, uh, what's the, what's the, the dancer's name, uh, FK, FAK Twigs, some British dancer. Okay. She's dancing through the house, and literally, imagine if you had like a fridge, and then you were able to paint the wall with the fridge, so like the lines of the fridge kind of spreads across the wall. The cool thing about it is they didn't use any special effects. They actually pulled the wall apart, and another section pulled out, and everything was done live. Again, another, uh, you know, I'm a big video guy, direct, produce, and everything. Yeah. It was probably one of the visuals, again, another awesome visual. So it's kind of like pop art in a sense. Very pop art. Okay. Yeah. And the fact it was Anderson Pack. But I think for me, what I put on the list is that it's also another example of using hip hop and more of a pop commercial uh, sell product. Mm-hmm. Like hip hop is getting bigger. Yeah. Bigger and it's the biggest genre in, in all of music. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, King's Dead. I just thought that was a fun video. I love that video. Um, the Wolf of Wall Street theme, I love yeah, it. Yeah, or just the fact, so I always imagine this song um, when it was you know, being introduced to Walt Disney. Yeah. So Disney executives <laughs> are sitting there like, oh yeah. man, we got Future on my record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my kids love Future. And then uh-huh. they listen to the song yeah. and you know, here's, love it, love it, Son of a man, no. And they're just like, oh, okay. So I, that's my joke. I love that so much. It's just, so that to me just summarizes that. Um, number two, sickle mode. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there on all the lists. Travis Scott has made more appearances on my list than I ever thought I would ever put straight Travis up. Scott. Straight up. And straight like up. to me, he was just a straight up guy. Okay. Until this year, I'm like, okay, all right. But we'll talk about more about him. But right, right. that video was just good. Um, it looked pretty, mm-hmm. very nice. Uh, again, very technical, mm-hmm. but. I want to talk about my number one, which mm-hmm. is the one I agree with you, mm-hmm. is This is America. Mm-hmm. I remember the moment I saw that video. Oh, where you remember where you were? I remember exactly where I was. I was in my studio, mm-hmm. sitting, working on um, some project. Mm-hmm. My buddy, Top Boy, okay, Zamar, yeah, yeah. shout out to Zamar, sends me the link. Because he had, he had uh, performed on, <laughs> and he hosted um, Saturday Night Live that night. He did, yep. Yeah, I remember that. And then that. he sent me this video. So, no, he walks out. He's doing his whole dance yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's doing his yeah. cute. And then he pulls out that gun and blows the guy's brains out. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, he brought a gun. <laughs> he brought a gun. <laughs> so, the whole video to me is crazy because, like you said, we needed that video. Mm-hmm. The messages and the sub messages mm-hmm. were just insane. Like, I, it was the first video I saw that, that was that deep since Element by Kendrick. Okay. Kendrick's element was a really deep video. Again, mm-hmm. sub messages, all the messages behind it. Mm-hmm. This one, like, I think it's better than Element, and mm-hmm. that's a big thing for me to say. Um, even little things like when the kids are dancing, mm-hmm. if you actually watch their faces, mm-hmm. they're all dancing the same, but the expressions on are their different. faces are different. That it kind of tells a story of what's happening in America. Mm-hmm. One kid has this, the the fearful look. Mm-hmm. One kid actually kind of has a like artistic sad face. Mm-hmm. Um, even when they did that pen, when he's like, "No, I got to sell it. It's a tool." Yeah, he yeah. Pans across. Yeah, and everyone's and recording, recording with the like, cell phone. Like yeah, those little subliminals. Like it was just brilliant. Just yeah, smart. It's like a world star moment. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, it was just not only just one of the greatest videos. Like it was cinematic magic. Mm-hmm. That's what I called it. Right, for sure. Uh, Audric, what's your uh, top five? Or actually, before that, do we, yeah, do delegate, we have? Yeah, yeah. Delegate any anything so, we want to add on to that? I don't really. I gotta be honest with you guys. I don't really watch music videos no more. Like I, so, I, I okay. have a list, but I like. So that's one point I want to add into all of this. So again, I've been into music videos since like since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, 
let's say the last five years, music videos has taken a very oh yeah, nosedive. Yeah, last year, probably towards the end of last year, Kendrick and the end of last year, mm-hmm. and this year, I think people are putting more effort into creative efforts into videos. So that's mm-hmm. why my list is the way that it is. Mm-hmm. These are not just dope hip hop videos because they had you know booty shaking or whatever. Well, right. Of course, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of booty shaking in that, in well, that, that was video. Yeah. <laughs> if it is a booty shaking, then yeah, yeah. You might not get points. Right. But <laughs> at the end of the day, they're all creative. Um, Beautiful looking films. Yeah. Like there's some efforts put into it. There were. Absolutely. I have made an effort. When you said that you're adding music videos for the first time, I went back to make sure I didn't miss any music videos. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of you no know, effortless videos out there. Yeah. So that's why I was kind of, this list is kind of like, well, I want, like, again, Spike Jones mm-hmm. getting his Anderson Pack and put into a music video that's essentially a commercial for some uh, electronic product. That's mm-hmm. a huge deal. Right. And to be one of the best videos, not only a hip hop video, probably one of the best videos in general. Mm-hmm. Again. I thought it was. I thought this year was kind of the come up for music videos. Yeah, yeah, it was a resurgence in a sense. Okay. Um, before we get into Audrey's list, any any delegation? Do we agree? Do we disagree with anything on there? No, I like it. All right, cool. I, I don't mind the list at all. Again, I don't really. To, okay, so where do you watch your music videos? Uh, I watch them all. So you'll YouTube. you'll hear music videos out, and you'll just go to your phone. You go to YouTube. You go to your computer. Uh, yeah. So let's say if a song comes out. Uh, I, Track to see the videos out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of my, a lot of the people that I work with, all my clients or whatever, they'll send me links. Say, hey, check this out. This is cool. Got it, so got it. I think, I think that's a big part. Like, mm. I don't watch MTV. Or I don't watch much music anymore. Mm. So I don't it's never caught on TV. It's more so phone. Social mm-hmm. media I've never seen any of these videos on TV. <laughs> yeah, me either. Me either. It's all, it's all social media for me as well. True. True. Okay. Okay. Me, I'm more of an audio guy. I do, I do audio engineering, songwriting. So I'm always in the lab. So I'm not really looking. I'm more so listening. Mm-hmm. So all the the the, the sonically f- sound frequencies and where everything's sitting in the pocket, making sure the song sounds full and big. You know what I mean? So right. I'm more the audio guy. So if I'm seeing a video of a visual, it's something that someone has posted or somewhere that I'm following. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's cool. And it's just literally a snippet. <coughs> I watch the snippet and I just go on with my day. Right. I won't sit down and watch the video. So I'm going to give you my list based on things that I've seen on I guess my timeline or basically via sure, social media. Sure, Let's put This Is America to the side because I think that is number one. Right, right. I, I think we all, that's a clear yeah, consensus, yeah. <laughs> so five, I'm going to go with Proud. Uh, that's 2 Chains, YG, and Offset. So oh, okay, okay. They yeah, got yeah. their moms in the video. And it was, right. I, I, really I remember that one, yeah. Uh, four, J. Cole, uh, ATM. Oh, I wanted to put that on my list so badly. That video was dope. I, that was an honorable mention for me, too. Um, three, Ape Shit. Okay. Two, Feels like summer, mm. and one I'd have to go all the stars. Okay, for sure. Okay, so, um, that's a again, proper list. Not, not much of a breakdown where it's like I'm watching to see all the little things that are going on in the videos and all that because I'm I'm not really the, the visual type of guy. Like I mm-hmm. I just I'm more so the audio. So again, that that's the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I if I could remake one of these videos, oh, I'd love to do number five only because it was relatable. You know what I mean? Get get. Get my next bridging on a track. I'm like, yeah. Yo, get your moms. We got to dress them <laughs> up and, and let's get them in and, and make, you know, just, just do something cool, something different. Right, because you know I mean? the moms were looking kind of hood in that video, they, man. But, but, that's, but that's them. That's right. two chains. That's, that's those guys. Right. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's my list. All right. That's my list. Dude, any delegation to that? Anyone want to add on to that or are we pretty good with that? That, that's so, a, that's, so, so you put This Is America is not on the list because it's almost like the Gresky of yeah. music videos. You just yeah. don't. Assume it's number one. Just you just know, you know. Yeah. Okay. If you know, you know. So yeah. just for this year or in general, I'm just curious. Ooh. Like, would you bring it up next year? I would say, I would say. Yeah. I I haven't seen a video like that, like that video. Okay, I was wondering if you're saying like it's like the greatest video of all time. Like, stop 
making music no. videos. No, 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 Or no, 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 just for no, 2018. Yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. Jackson for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, he revolutionized yeah, the music yeah, video. Michael Jackson has the greatest video of all time? He, arguably, yeah, yeah, arguably. Yeah, yeah. Which one? It, a lot of them. A lot of them. Like, yeah, Thriller, like, one. Thriller, oh, Remember right. the Times. He has a video where there's weird. literally this every... I'm just going through my Rolodex right now. I see his eyebrow, bro. So you say it's not Michael Jackson. Or you? that wouldn't have came to mind like it came to their mind. It wouldn't come to... Thriller, definitely Thriller. Yeah, because like, that changed the music video yeah. game forever. It did. Okay. Yeah. I go, let's use that as an example. So if you use something like Thriller as the as the touchstone mm-hmm. of what vid- music videos are, mm-hmm. I think This Is America is probably the closest one. Ooh. I'm not arguing with that. Yeah. Okay. If you had to do like a, like, and, and this is going to be a very vague thing to say, but like if you had to do like a top 100, I wouldn't be mad if This Is America was in that. Was was or wasn't w- was in that? Oh, it, of course. I yeah. think it, I think it should be. I don't know where yeah, in the top one hundred, but top the with the with the conversation. Yeah, I'm okay. not even talking about in just hip hop. I'm talking about in music in general. So am I? Okay, because like the the conversation that it drummed up and how it ties into what's happening yeah, right now. It's very yeah. topical. Very. So the way uh, way I look at it as well. So something I had in my notes. I did. This is America is one of the first videos I've ever seen that actually generated merchandise. Because I remember this going through like Twitter, Instagram, oh, and seeing like I didn't know like. This is America dolls. And <laughs> this is America paintings. Like I mean, because people were inspired to yeah. they reacted to the to the video, yeah. and that to me was a big deal. Like to say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna take my company and make a little figurine. Yeah. that's him pointing a gun. Yeah. or him like doing whatever. Yeah, I don't think any other music no, video other than maybe Thriller mm-hmm. has caused that. Definitely not. It's it's up there, man. It's definitely up there. Yeah. All right then. Um, well, I just got D for a second. I was like, it did. Yeah, we have to think about that for a second. It's like <laughs> that, that, the dead Yeah, for real. Uh, Glass, what's what's your list? Okay, my list for top five videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, at number five, I got Good Form. That's Nicki Minaj. And good no Form, way. don't kill me. I've never, <laughs> I've never even seen that. I haven't seen it. But the, the name, I'm just, I can only imagine. Go watch it. Go oh watch gosh. It. Um, just just watch it. You'll see. Okay. Um, number four, Taste and Tiger. He came out with a video this year? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still alive? Like, Tiger made a crazy no, comeback, made, oh, man. Yeah, that, that okay. song, yeah, that's yeah. one of my top songs. Yeah. But that, that video also really sold the single as well. So the single went triple platinum. He's officially back. Um, but that video really sold sold the song. Yeah, it's your generic hip-hop video, Offset from the Migos is in it and whatever. Mm. Bear Girls everywhere. But it was what he needed, Summertime, to come out. It was a hot single, so he ran off with it. Um, sickle mode number three, just all the different effects and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Travis Scott coming on the horse, walking like on the street, whatever. That was mm-hmm. crazy. Um, ape, ape shit. A lot of that was green screen, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Remind me of like the 50 Cent G, G unit. I remember, yeah, in like the early mid 2000s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for like Hater 11 and yeah, all exactly. that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so number two, ape shit, same reasons, D, why you said it, just because. They constantly elevate themselves. Whenever Jay Z is involved mm-hmm. um, with Beyonce, um, they just separate themselves from everybody. I remember when Jay Z was wearing the button ups and was in the car with like the Dana Patrick and the racing people. Back oh right, like, show me what you got, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's okay. just always like, "You guys over here, we're over here. Mm-hmm. You're shooting it in front of the, like your hood buildings. Look mm-hmm. at us, we're in this yeah. museum. We're showing this art, whatever." Right. Um, and Elevating the one, culture. Exactly. Number one, this is America for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not even mad at that list. Yeah, it's, I, I it's, just I gotta watch that big form. What's it called? Uh, good form. Good form. I, I gotta like good for him or good form. Like like. Form. Good form. Okay. Yeah. See, that's why I find this. See, not can only imagine. Like that's the only one on the list. She was petty in it because of course she was in it. Of course. So so one of the apparently one of the bartenders or strippers that screwed Offset. Uh huh. Um, she put. Uh, her and her sister, so they're two famous Instagram oh, girls. Wow. So she put them in the video as like oh, the wow. second main characters, yeah. for just to jab at. Um, but she's doing it to drum up so people can go and watch it. She's right? a chatty patty. Like. She is though. It's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Listen, any any person who ever had Nikki in like their top whatever, like kill yourselves. Like honestly, like she's 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 a joke, man. She's just she's a walking meme right now. But so, question, yes, about that. So the tiger. Video sold the single because I'm not gonna lie to you. When I was doing watching all those videos, I saw that video and I was just like, skip. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think the it, song itself sold. The, not, the, not the song, the, yeah, the no, the, the, the song went triple platinum, yeah, but record, the video yeah. helped sell the song because of all the booty shaking and all and what it stood for, summertime, and just whatever it was. Okay, so people were into the song because of the video. The videos. I don't even know. I'll check it right now. I don't even right. know how many minutes. So basically, it was like a seasonal record to like kind of give him like a quick buzz tune up before yeah, well, he goes back into hibernating. Exactly. You can't 479 say million views. You can't say quick buzz tune up because prior to that, Tiger was nowhere. Like yeah, you were saying, he the man was, like when he he was, was dancing, with, swinging in the rain. He was doing some R&B records. I don't know yeah. what he was doing. Right. His, his last <laughs> album when he was with Kylie, I think at the beginning of the year or whatever, uh-huh. but... His last album sold a thousand copies in the first week. Like this guy went tinfoil. Yeah. And then dropped taste, and now he's back. He's invited <laughs> to all the parties. <laughs> he's at the Grammys. He's at all the different BET Hip Hop Awards front row seats. Like hey, he revived his career. Did you get the album though? <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to hear the singles, the strippers. That's what he's coming out with. Right. That's what fair taste enough, is. We just want to hear him in the strip club. Oh, I, I didn't like that. Right after Taste, he came with that next two. That sounded exact just same. like this. Yeah, like, come on, man. Switch the shit up. Like right. One of, them, samples, one of them was everything. a little different, but the other one, I think... And didn't Nicki Minaj say that like he has like a fake hairline or something like that? Actually, uh, we mentioned that on my podcast this past week. I, it, if you look at before and after videos, the hairline was receding a little bit. Right. And all of a sudden, it just came back. It don't just come back. <laughs> it don't just come back. Yo, it came back like his career, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the 479 million yeah, views helps. Yeah, like you said, Beijing. 479 million views. Yeah, man. That hairline is back. Yeah, you got to touch with the LeBron's guy. Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> I honestly don't know why he don't just shave it. <laughs> oh, man. Because they're going to go after him like they do with Tori. You think so? Yeah, they're going to go after him. Oh, Tori as well? He's got a fake hairline too? No, I mean, Tori's hairline's all the way back. Yeah, he... That's all they come at him for. Right. I thought he was East African, to be honest. But really? Yeah, I thought he was. For, like, before I, I knew anything about him, I was just like... Because <laughs> he's a Brampton man, right? So I was just like, okay, so he might he might be from that from that sect, but whatever. But anyways, you know, if we have nothing to deliberate as far as the, the videos go, let's go into the next topic, which we will got, be the top five singles. So the same rules apply. Uh, in order from five to one, as far as what you thought were the best singles of 2018. So with that said, here we go. So, top five singles. I have J-Rock featuring Kendrick Lamar in Future, King's Dead. Uh, Number four, Childish Gambino, Feels Like Summer. Number three, Drake, God's Plan. Number two, Childish Gambino, This Is America. And number one, Kendrick Lamar featuring All The Stars. Now, for... For J-Rock and Kendrick Lamar in future, I love that record because not only did J-Rock snap on that record, in my opinion, but 
Kendrick went off. And I love the fact they went off because we heard that weird-ass verse from Future in the second half of it. And I feel like when, when Kendrick and Top Dog heard that in the studio, Kendrick looked at, Ken, sorry, Top Dog looked at Kendrick, Kendrick looked back at Top Dog, he's like, yo, hold my beer. <laughs> and he just went off, red light, green light, red light, green light, we light fast cars. And I'm just like, yo, he went in. And I love the fact that he performed that verse at the Grammys this year as well. And he had like that... um. He had that drummer wearing like that white cloth wire just going in on that Japanese drum. I thought that was dope. And then the final portion of that of that of that verse where he's saying, F your mom, F your dad, F the society, F the cops, F your daughter, F your whatever, whatever. And while he was performing that, you saw the people on stage at the Grammys getting shot one by one. Like boom, 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 boom. And it reminded me of like all all like the the gun violence that's happening in America or whatever. So that's what it kind of brought it back to. And then because it was tied to the Black Panther film, he he uh he brought it back to that concept when he said, um, you don't want me in the title that y'all want me under. I am Hail King Killmonger, something like that. So I thought that was dope how he brought it back. And like when you look back at the at all the chaos in that verse, it ties back to the Killmonger character in Black Panther because all that guy wanted was chaos. He wanted to kill anyone that was in his way, whether it was your mom, your dad, your grandma, anyone that he thought would be a threat to his overall revolution. Exactly. He even said that to T'Challa in their final fight where he's like, yo, I'll kill anyone who thinks of who, who thinks of joining forces with you. So it brought me back to, to that scene in the movie, tied it back to the song. I thought it was dope. So I had that at number five. Uh, number four feels like Summer from Gambino. When he put out that summer pack where, where it had feels like summer and then i think summertime magic i think it was called um summertime magic was cool but when i heard that that do 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 and then hear the guitar coming i'm like okay here we go here we go (laughs) that was a little warm-up thing no no, they were both tight man they were both tight i just love feel like like feels like summer hit me a lot harder because i'm someone when it comes to production i love that melodic shit i love things that are melodic i love how the sounds come together and what have you, all that chill vibe, and that's what he gave me with that record. And I played it nonstop when I first heard it. And when I saw the video, it made me play it even more. So that's why I had to put it on there as well. Um, number three. What do I have in number three? Number three, I, oh, yeah, I had Drake, God's Plan. That's number single, three. Yeah, that's my number three. Okay. Yeah, I, that record was popping for almost the entire year. and But it's three. It's three. I know. Okay. I know. I know. There, there's two that were better than this. I'm just gonna say. Uh, be- better in terms of what, though? Let me get to that, my friend. Yo, feelings are being hurt. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. Yeah, I like. I like God's plan because of the fact that it had a bounce to it. Um, you could play it almost anywhere, and the stuff that he was saying in that record was relatable to anyone basically like when you're when you are successful or when you're reached when you're trying to reach to a monica mix of success there are certain people out there who will wish bad things for you because they feel like they don't want to be left behind or they just don't want to see you prosper for whatever reason basically and i felt that drake was speaking to that so added to the fact that that song was still everywhere even despite you know how old it was like i remember during the nba playoffs that was like a constant record that was being played i remember i remember when the raptors beat the wizards 4-2 i saw a meme of that record of the video actually and you just saw uh demar Derozan's head on drake's body giving money to like bradley beal and john wall they're all crying and everything and anyone who knows me knows i hate the washington wizards and i hate the people who ride for them oh my yeah oh i hate them 
Why? I hate them. They talk so much shit and can't even live up to it. They're the only men that believe in their own hype. So you're happy they're struggling right now? Hell yeah. 100%. Because I've been saying about them what everyone is starting to realize now is that they're all talk. This is, and I know I'm kind of going off right now, no, but cool. this is a talk team. Shit. This is the year end. I know, right? <laughs> this is a team. That has never won 50 games in a regular season ever in franchise history. This is a team that has never gone past the semifinals in the conference before, ever. Yet, for whatever reason, John Wall and, ba- and Bradley Beal were listed as a better backcourt than DeRozan and Larry. For whatever reason, they were listed as a but better that was, team. That was like a year ago, man. I, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Not only that. They were listed as a better team despite these shortcomings. But the Raptors have had 50-plus win seasons. They've no, had, no, they've no, had, no, no. The Raptors are first place, and we still have no no um, Christmas game. That's that, that, that's a different time. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Small market team. In their eyes. In their in their eyes. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I know what he means. I know what he means by that. I, I, I know what he means by that. So we'll take a break from my list for a second. So what he means by that is this. Because... Yes, we know Toronto is the third or fourth largest market in North America in general. But in their terms, in their context of small market, they're only talking about America. And in the eyes of America, Toronto is a Canadian city, and that's a fact. So the American market, as far as like the NBA's advertisers and what have you, they're not looking at the ratings that Sportsnet and TSN are pulling in. They're looking at the ratings that ESPN and TNT are pulling in because those are their cash cows right there. So they could care less about what's happening in Toronto as far as the ratings are concerned. It doesn't matter how good the team is. It doesn't because matter how good the team is. It really doesn't because look at who's playing. Look at who's playing at Christmas this year. The Knicks are playing at Christmas. because I'll, I'll explain why. Because they're the largest market in America. Yes. They're number one. People aren't watching because of the Knicks. They're watching because of New York. Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay. That is the allure that they're trying who, who, to sell. Okay, who are they playing? The Bucks. Matter. I think they're playing the Bucks. I would say it goes far. It doesn't matter because if you fill Madison Square Gardens, right. that's your biggest. Exactly. Biggest People don't so, watch Knicks games for the Knicks. They watch to see who is going to have a great game in the Madison Square Garden. Whether it's Kobe, whether it's LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, there's so always going to be one star who's going to have a crazy game or a crazy moment so, at the so Garden. It could be the Warriors or it could be. Last year was Embiid, I believe. The, oh, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, they yeah, played, they played last, last year in Christmas. Yeah. yeah. But what you're saying, it, yeah, it's New York, and it doesn't matter who they're facing. So it could be the four and twenty Phoenix Suns. Yep. Or it could be. I think they're playing Christmas this year as well. Actually. No, they're not. Don't. Say I think they are. Don't I'm not even trying to joke around. I think they are. Always going to be four teams that play. Yeah. It's always yeah. going to be the, L.A., New York, mm-hmm. um, Boston, Boston. Yeah. and San Antonio. Yeah. Every, I don't think L.A. played last year. No. Oh, the, uh, L- yeah, they, L.A. They, always they, plays. They, Whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers, they always play. Yeah. Yeah. Always yeah play. I think it was Clippers versus Lakers last year. Yes. And they were both terrible teams last year, but because it's L.A. They're going to watch. And now that LeBron's there, they're definitely going to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think this year it's uh, Lakers and uh, Warriors, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And let me just say something about the Lakers real quick while we're, oh you know, getting. <laughs> Listen, it's the last show of the year. Let me get my shit off. The Lakers are the most self-entitled privileged team in all of basketball history. How? What do you mean, How? For the last six years. We, no, 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 hold on. Okay, if you're going to talk about all of basketball history. Yeah. Being self-entitled and privileged. Yeah. Look at all their hardware. Okay, but I'll I'll counter you with this. When so you I'll walk into Staples Center, they got statues of like five players. They got Shaq, Kareem, Magic, statues. Okay, but I will counter you with this That's though. Greatness when you're I will counter you with this, my friend. Yes, they have all those titles under the belt, but they don't even have the most titles. 
Boston has the most titles, and you don't yeah, see and you don't see Boston bragging about Celtics culture and Celtics Boston, history. Boston Not as much as the Lakers, though. No, no, Boston has. Yo, if you don't sign with the Lakers, they will tell you about how you're not you're, made you're, for Lakers culture. You're comparing L.A. With Boston, and so you know bad. Boston is a working class team with working class culture fans, right? And LA is all about the flash and the. And that's part of why I don't like them because they're so privileged and self entitled and pretentious about where they stand. Even if they're like fourteen and sixty seven, for example, I'm just right. throwing numbers out there. They will every every sports media network will always talk about oh, well, who can Lakers sign this year? Who can they sign? Are they gonna get LeBron? Are they gonna get today? But but that's the thing though, you can't just. Hop on greatness. You have to work towards it. And the problem I've had with the Lakers over the years is that they haven't tried to rebuild and they haven't tried to groom the up and coming talent that they've had. I feel like Brandon Ingram, for example, I feel like Brandon, I feel like Brandon Ingram could have been a bit better if he was in a better situation. Whereas over the last three years, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. You say you washed? Oh Please? shit! I didn't say that. I didn't say it. I'll say it, but see, he's but like, I go. He's like, Brandon Ingram he, can't even average twenty points. But but that goes to my point though. Like he used to be option. the fuck. He used to be the first option. But that goes to my point though. They are expecting him to make this big he's leap not, not right not now. Kuzma's the second Kuzma's best player on that team. Sorry, Kuzma's the second best Ingram player. Can't on that even team. Yeah, Kuzma. Yeah, Kuzma would be the second best player. Would be Ingram. He's saying he's washed. He is washed. He needs to go on like the Phoenix Suns or something where they'll actually. Let him do what he needs to do. I, I I partly agree with that. I don't think he's washed, but I partly agree with what he's saying because he, he's not being utilized to his full potential he's, because of the fact they want him to be that immediate number two behind LeBron. They want him to change up his game, yeah. much like what they did with Kevin Love. Look at Kevin Love. Sure. Kevin Love was a big who was a back-to-the-basket player, could play front side as well, who had the ability yeah. to stretch the three. Yeah. When he went to Cleveland, just be a stretch three. Or stretch four, or whatever. Same thing with Chris Bosh, twenty and ten guy when he was in Toronto. But when he went to Miami, yeah, just be a three point shooter. That's all we need you to do. That's it. So going back to the Lakers, Marcus, like you're looking hard right now. <laughs> going back to the Lakers, man, like they expect greatness too quick. They don't want to work for it. They feel like they're so entitled to it because of all the glory years they've had they, in the they, past. They've they, never really had to rebuild teams ever, though. But they've they need had a to. Star and brought other stars. But this look, is like their first real rebuild that we're. It's watching. not even a rebuild though. They, it is. They had. There was Lonzo. It was. It was Kuzma. It's Ingram. It's that Josh is a Hart. Before before LeBron came, that is a rebuild. They were garbage right after. Listen, I'm gonna say back. this. Magic Johnson is one of the worst executives ever. He doesn't know basketball from an executive standpoint. Why do you say that? L- look at okay. You signed LeBron. Good. You got the biggest free agent in the summer. That's what you're supposed to do. Dude, it's a four year. But plan ho- hold hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, there is a four year plan, but the man is 34 years old. The man doesn't oh, have he doesn't have much of the it's, tank it's, left. It's not. They're not. And, doing, and, and listen, then not listen, only that, look at look at look at LeBron's okay, but, but look at what he's number one player when he's done. But look at okay, it's, but, it's it's we have LeBron, so let's attract talent while he's still here, so, he can pass so that torch. when he's gone, we'll, we're we're building right now. Right? Okay, he's, he's just but that sounds like a good that sounds like a good idea. But the problem with Magic is that he wants the Lakers to compete with Golden State right now, and when you get he does, he does everybody. Dude, everybody knows the Lakers, even if they make Except the Magic! Except Magic! Magic He's delusional. Deep down, Magic, Magic signed Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley, JaVale McGee, all and all these fuckboys. It doesn't it's make any sense. He's screwing LeBron. I get it. They're on one-year deals. I get it. They're on one-year deals. I get it. It's all people who aren't afraid of LeBron. So they they're not. That's not conducive them. to winning, though. 
It is because when they play with them, they don't shudder and hide like everybody. Let else me ask you play. something: with this team currently constructed right now, are they getting past the second Bro, round? Beef with all those players. They are they getting past the second round? Yeah, it depends on who they play yes. first round. Are they getting past the yes, second they round? Are. Fuck out of here! Golden State, State. Who they play who's first in the round? West right now that they can't beat? Sorry. Who's in the West right now that they can't beat four times? They're not being Golden State in the first round. They're not yeah. being OKC in the first round. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, with they the way are. they're playing right now, oh they're God. second in the West. Paul George is on fire right now. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Fire. Okay. Portland's uh, beating right them in the first. Right now they're third. They're okay, not, so. no, Portland's, Portland's beating not, them. No, they're not. Portland, no, they're not. No, they're not. He's right. He's right. Portland's beating them. I don't care what they you guys say. They lost them the other night. Did they not? They played recently, but. Portland's beating them in a, in a seven-game series. No, man. I'm, I'm putting that on there. I, I'm going to say it because we should get back to you I'll put two the, points. You underestimate LeBron James <laughs> in the playoffs. I'm not underestimating. No, no, no. See, that's the problem right there. Timeout. I am not underestimating. I am not underestimating LeBron at all. I am underestimating the what talent built around him and the system that's put in place. All there's all, guys. There's all, all, the, all the guys they brought are all playoff guys. From, like, how many years ago? Like, why are we still putting matter. guys like Rondo on a high pedestal? This is This guy is out here spitting in people's faces. Hey, that's he so player Rondo's dope, either. right? That's why he quit on Mavs. Like how many years ago? When he's like, "Oh, I don't want to play for you guys anymore. I'm gonna get my check and bounce." That's yeah, playoff that's P right his, there. That's, that's playoff P right there. Fuck Rondo. Fuck Rondo. Rondo's one of the worst human beings I've ever come across ever. Like, fuck Rondo. You don't know if he's in Any- man's face. You don't know. We saw the tape. I don't know, man. And Rondo's a shicey man as well. Blurry, man. Rondo's a shicey man. He's like, the man called the, he called a gay referee a fag and basically tried to say, oh, I didn't know he was gay. Please, you could have used any other word if you didn't know he was gay. And they didn't even apologize for it. No, fuck Rondo. Fuck him. Fuck him. So how's that list, man? Um, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> um, Marcus, you, you, you go, actually. I was going to say, the Lakers yeah, going to be yeah, all right. They cool got down a little bit, man. <laughs> Okay, let me get back to my list, actually. No, <laughs> the one thing I was going to say, though, uh-huh. Magic is the worst yeah. executive because yeah. he slaps his players like Michael Jordan does. <laughs> that was funny, though. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> like, boy, what you, get your ass over here. <laughs> okay, let me get back to my list. I got a little too heated. <laughs> um, top five singles? Top five singles, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just basically saying why I gave each uh, list or what have you. So, I think I was on Gambino, This Is America. That's number two. I have that as my number two single, mainly because... The first time I heard that song was through the video. So I saw the video first. I thought it was amazing. Listening to that song, as still as impactful as it is, I didn't get that same feeling from when I was watching the video. When I listened to the song on its own, it's still a solid song, but it still doesn't grab me the way that it, it, it grabbed me when I was watching the video, but still solid enough that it's still in my top five and number two nonetheless. And then Kendrick Lamar, All the Stars with SZA, very good melodic song. So many things to tie in as far as the content, the subject matter. I love the instrumentation that they're using with the use of the violins and and, and what have you. I felt like it was, it felt like a movie score in a sense, but it was well orchestrated. It was was well condensed into the proper song format, quote unquote, so to speak. And I felt that Kendrick and SZA complimented each other very nicely on that record as well. So that's what I went with uh, my top five singles. Uh, Delegations, agree, disagree? I feel like you said This Is America? Yeah. That was my number like, two I single. Like, I feel like that's not a. Yeah, it was top a good single. Song. It was not. It's not I a feel top like the single. video is the one that really drove it home. But right, the right. Single itself, like. Right. You know what I mean. It was. It was a little iffy. Yeah. I. I. I'm no. No arguments to that. No, no arguments to that. Uh, you say the same thing. I, I as well, agree. Audrey? That, that 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 wasn't necessarily a go to. I get in the whip. I'm driving to work. I'm. I'm yeah. a right. In America, but the video definitely visually that's what what wrote home for me. Right, right, right. Marcus, <laughs> what what say you on that? I, I say the same thing. Like. I don't think I've ever listened to that song without the video. Right, right. Ever. True. Yeah. Um, right. 
Because I wouldn't really has. consider, even though it was a single, I wouldn't consider it a single, if that makes sense. Like it, sure. I don't think it even got radio play. I don't know that for so, sure, just because I barely listen to mainstream radio. radio. Yeah. Like I, I catch radio every now and then, right? And I've never heard like I you heard, know uh, it did, it flow, I've heard um, flow played it. Flow played it, okay. Kendrick and yeah. SZA. I heard them on the radio a lot. All like, right, all with all the stars. Yeah, all the stars. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I've never heard. Um, well, like, this is America. This is America. So, right, right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. All right, fair enough. All right, then with that said, uh, Marcus, uh, your uh, top five singles of the year. All right, so I'll go through the list. ZZ by Kodak Black featuring hey. Travis Scott and Offset. <laughs> Nonstop by Drake. What would Meek do? Pusha T featuring Kanye West. What would Meek do? That's the name of it. What would what would Meek do? Like in Meek Mills. We'll talk about that. That's we'll talk about that. Okay. Single mode. Uh, Travis Scott featuring Drake. And then my number one is Ghost Town. Kanye West featuring Party Next Door, Kick uh, Kick Huddy, and 07, 070 State. Is that off of Kids Kids Ghost? Ghost? Uh, it's off of Yay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yay, oh, yeah. So quickly explain. So the, the way I made this list, I looked at what songs do I listen to the most over the year. So I always oh, look sure. at my iTunes counts and okay. justify whatever, right? Right. So why is this the song I listen to the most? Mm-hmm. Except for one, that ZZ song. I don't even have it in my iTunes. Mm-hmm. I love songs that generate memories. And when they did that studio shot, of them going like, uh, like dancing, and it's like <laughs> literally two seconds. Mm-hmm. They had to play twice to even make it like onto Instagram because Instagram only allows like a minimum of three, three seconds. Mm-hmm. That became one of the greatest memes I've I ever know. seen in my life because they put Golden State on it. Mm-hmm. They put the cheese on it. Um, <laughs> they put everybody on that video yeah. to the point I was like, is that even a song? Yeah. And then it got released afterwards, and I was like, that is actual. So yeah. I had to put that on the list because, again, that's a it's a cultural, social impact that I respect and I love. So it's one of those guilty pleasures I throw on the list. Fair uh, enough, fair enough. Um, Nonstop by Drake. So out of all the Drake songs, mm-hmm. you know Drake is going to be on Nonstop to me is, we talked about this last year. I said, mm-hmm. this year is 10 years of Drake. We've heard Drake um, when he did the Lil Wayne song, uh, uh, Ransom. Mm-hmm. That was exactly 10 years ago. It was, yeah. So, and we all got into like, hey, when is Drake going to get back to that old school boom bap Drake? We know that he has flow. Right. So, and then when I heard that song, I played in my car. And, okay, first of all, the bass in that song, mm-hmm. like, it, right. if you if you have ill bass. Where, where, yeah, where, where do you listen to it? In the car. Okay. That's the sound the only, system? Yeah. Okay. So that's the only, only way I could listen to it because I just need to hear that mm-hmm. bass line. Um, it, his flow, mm-hmm. n- not a Drake flow I've heard before, but, again, I just kills mm-hmm. it's one of those songs where you just like listen you're like okay this is hard mm-hmm. okay. Drake's hard right. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he could talk about you no know, kiki all he wants and <laughs> all stuff, but, no he just reminds us like hey i still got some right i got the hard card in my back pocket right uh number three what would meek do now you and i daniel we talk about push your t a lot yes um <laughs> i found this song very interesting because it's just two things it's just the rapping about what would meek do like no, you talk about what would Jesus do. Mm-hmm. You might talk about what you know your mom might do. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what would Meek do? Meek would do something stupid. <laughs> oh, that's what the song's about. When he got arrested for, um, when he went to jail for Papa Wheelie. Yeah. Doing a Papa uh, Wheelie on the uh, ATM or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So that's the, what the whole song's while about. While he was on parole. But then, <laughs> while he was on parole, yeah. <laughs> but I think what idiot. I was stuck out to me was Kanye's verse on that. Uh-huh. So he talked about, um, like, the 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 phone call from Ricky got so so. So the phone call from Ricky is hazy. Uh, Heaven has a baby named Avery. Mm-hmm. Watch who you call him crazy. Yeezy, the new billion dollar baby. And then he starts going off and he ends the verse with saying, um, seven, pill, seven pill nights, do you know what that feels like? No more hiding scars. I show him like seal, right? That was the, probably the first <laughs> time like 
Kanye kind of went back to that old Kanye, right? But talking about what's going on right now in his life, right? Like, hey, you know what? I'm sick. I got some issues. I'm crazy, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna actually put this on waxes. I'm still Kanye. I'm honest, and mm-hmm. I don't know when to keep my mouth shut. And that's why I put it on my list because I thought that to me that always stood out to me. Like, right? That's like again a little bit of old Kanye. Did he shout out his sneakers after that verse? Absolutely, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, he did not. That would have been awesome as well because that would have been so Kanye. Mm-hmm. Uh, sickle mode. Okay, like I said before, I'm not a big Travis Scott fan. Right. But I found that I listened to this song more than I realized I listened to this song. Right. It was one of those songs that was just two things. Um, he drops two samples in that song, and you, if you drop like well placed samples, mm-hmm. like you got my attention. So mm-hmm. the Biggie Smalls, like give it a loop, mm-hmm. and then I always scream the second yeah. one every time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't so, stop. So, yeah, so the Luke, the Luke sample, yeah, I, yeah. that like things like that is what captures me in songs yeah. because mm-hmm. it's again it's attention to detail, and the song just flows. I mm-hmm. like it that way. Um, so number one, Ghost Town. So. Kanye had a very interesting year, as we all know, and I think <laughs> we'll, that's, we'll get into that. Yeah, I think that <laughs> year's still going on. <laughs> yeah, still going on. So I think that song again goes back to that old Kanye we kind of grew up and listening to. The production was tight, the sample was tight. Um, party next door mm-hmm. again, not a big party next door guy, but I said I made me go back and say, hey, wait a minute, have I been missing out on things on mm-hmm. party next door? Not really, but I maybe go back and check, right? Shout out oh, to Saga. Saga, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and just Kid Cudi and that. So that new person, uh, so, so so 070 State, I don't know who they are. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, either. New, new artist from New Jersey. Okay. But the part that they did was just cool. It was right. just awesome. Um, I want to be free. We're not the kids we used to be. Mm-hmm. I put my hand on the stove to make sure I could still breathe. I still bleed. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, that's actually a little bit. That's that's pretty pro, like deep, mm-hmm. but yet it's put in such a. I don't. know. I just thought it was a banger, so mm-hmm. that's why I put it on my list. That's the one I was telling you earlier about. Hey, does it have to be a single? Because that wasn't actually released as a single. I think mm-hmm. it was the B side to one of the singles. Right. But that's that's my list. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, any any delegation to that? Anything that we? What that was the song bit? again? Nonstop. He said he likes not so much that's his delivery on it. Not a, that song. <laughs> I think yeah, he says like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm light skinned yeah, but still a dark yeah. nigga. <laughs> yeah, I just was hard, flip, flip, flip. Yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody hard, yeah. doing. So, um, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh-huh. When he's doing some practice, he did a dance with. Yeah. So, for all the editors and all the graphic artists, yeah. they started making their own animations, and so <clears> that's one of the reasons why I like because when they're whatever the Giants play, mm-hmm. Giants Stadium, mm-hmm. they're playing in the background, and when he says, "This is not a rolly." Mm-hmm. Shit is nonstop. Mm-hmm. You can just the whole crowd just go goes up, went off. They just repeated the line, right? And to me, that's again, it's that impact piece. Like you didn't think I would not have thought that was a song that was huge this year. Mm-hmm. But apparently, is. And again, just a testament to I guess who Drake is, right? For sure, very popular artist, man. Every single one of the drop, every single record he drops is a gem. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. you said, he's going on ten, eleven years. How long will the run continue? Mm-hmm. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, Audrey, uh, your top five. So my top five list is a little different. Um, I think I have maybe one of the records you had on your list. Uh, and I had a uh, criteria based off of production, uh, energy, mm-hmm. popularity, and, and catchiness okay. uh, based off of the records. So uh, five, I'm going to go with Taste. Um, Who's that from? Uh, Tyga. Tyga featuring Offset. Okay. That, that, is that the one with the video? <laughs> that, the one with the same video. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Again, Tyga's comeback track. 
uh, selling a thousand copies, working at McDonald's, and I'm gonna come back with some shit. And it was just him back in that pocket of like that Rack City type of vibe. Right. That's what we want from him. That's that. That's what he does best. But I mean, change the beats coming after. They sounded too much alike. Yeah, the second single was too similar. I think it was drip or wet or something, something simple, yeah, yeah. something simple, just like drip, this. But drop, drippy, drippy, drop. Hey, it could sell. Uh, so that's five. Four was sickle mode. Um, um, I'm noticing a lot of Travis Scott on, on, on y'all's list. Not mad, not mad, but that album was crazy, man. Mm-hmm. On the drive here, that's what I played here on the drive. Right, here, right. From, from beginning to end, because there's so much fucking traffic. Right. Well, I can tell you, uh, it was going to be like a banger for like the rest of the year. So, I'm not mad at it. That record in particular, because well, the whole album is structured like this, but mm-hmm. how it's one song intertwined into a next. You'll hear two or three different sounds. Right. And and they just they flow so seamlessly. And and if you I don't know if you guys follow like BPM, like sometimes they're off a little. Yeah, but yeah. You don't you don't even you don't notice it. it. It's just like blends. Whoa, okay. it reminds me of. No, uh, no, okay. Oh, Okay, shit, and and it's just it just keeps going. You know what I mean? What does yeah. it remind you? Of? It reminds me of uh, the documentary part two from the game. He kind of had that same structure on on disc one of the, of that album. It, it was a two disc. He did a two and a two point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the on the two, that's what he did primarily throughout each song, basically. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it kind of reminds me of that. Dope. Um, for three, mm-hmm. um, I have what's free. That's that Meek Mill with uh, on his latest album, Championship, featuring Rick Ross and Jay Z. Uh, so they flipped the biggie. What's beef? Have you heard it? Yeah. You heard it? I heard it. <laughs> why, why, why are you shrugging? <laughs> why are you shrugging? <laughs> What's your problem? He doesn't appreciate it. Let's talk about it right now. <laughs> if it ain't Kendrick or Cole. No, nah, it's not, it's not, it's not even that. It's just that like, everybody Dude, came everybody came with their best track, bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jay Z came with his, but everyone else like held that. their weight, bro. It's not even that. It's just that like. I'm not mad at the, and the song. Production, I like the way they flip the sample. Right, like I'm not, I'm not mad at the song. I'm just like, I feel like because Meek got out of jail and now he's like the new face of prison reform, and he came out with an album like a he's month ago. Every, everyone, everyone, everyone's just like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard from Meek, or whatever. Yeah, and it, so you're saying that's no different from his previous stuff. Basically, like I heard the album, I heard the whole championships album. Okay. Like it's not a bad album, but. What am I? What's different? Like he's still yelling on records. He still has hype production. The production's good. Don't get me wrong, but like crazy. it's still the same ignorance. Like I'm hood rich. Like I'm rolling through Philly with my rolling and all that. I'm like, you're not giving me anything. Like at best, this is workout music. If I'm playing ball or if I'm at a gym lifting weights, whatever, cool. I'll put that on and get me hype. But like. He didn't really do anything to switch it up. He just gave us an album. He's talking think. about what he just went through. The man just got out of prison. The system. He's, you can't relate to I'm that sorry, thing. man. He's up the, like, you can't relate to everyone's that. making this guy look like some freedom fighter or something like that, man. Like, <laughs> get out of here, man. Like, so, so you're not messing with that single. You don't even mess with the album. I'm not messing with the album. I listened to it one time. I'm like, all right, it's not cool. on anyone on your list. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on his page. I, I'm not messing with that album either. Wow! Yeah, so, like it, it's, it, but who who <laughs> here can relate to Meek though? That, who, that was, no, no, who here can relate to Meek? Meek? Have I y'all been to jail? Have you no, been to jail? Have you been to jail? Have you been to jail? Have you ever popped a wheel and got arrested for it? It's not what he's talking about. The struggle in the hood, how you come up, how you don't have a chance to even. Like, they come after you as soon as you're an eight-year-old kid. But guess what? Like, there are other rappers who do it better than Meek. Yeah, but Meek better yes. spotlight now from coming out of jail from, like, in pop, uh, from being prison when he shouldn't have. Like, this guy's been on probation for 10-plus years. No chance at ever, like, having a normal life. As soon as they were able to get him, they locked him up off that wheelie, which is ridiculous. Then he was sitting in jail, came out, went back in. And it's just his story. He he put out his story, 
And if you relate to it, it's a good album. If you don't relate to it, maybe it doesn't speak to you. Well, he was never going to have a normal life. He's a rapper. <laughs> Celebrity. Yeah, but I mean... You can have a normal life. But you, you got to remember, like... normal life. Meek, from Meek, oh. for what we know from yeah. him, like... Okay. <laughs> Meek is that street disciple. He'll come with the bangers. Like, he's always in the club. They play a song. I will agree crazy, with you right? by saying sometimes the texture of his voice does get annoying on track. It so does. I can't listen to too much of him, but right. that was a standout track for me. So don't don't be throwing shade at me. It's no, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just like... That's number three. Like, I'm just giving the same energy. I'm just like, yeah, I heard it. Like, shit. <laughs> we can move on now. <laughs> <laughs> but he's hanging out with the owner of the Patriots, that basketball games like something, so? something's going on man something's going on I mean, he's just hanging out with billionaires right now so it's a Jay-Z rub man it's a Jay-Z rub that's Jay-Z all it is like, it's a Jay-Z rub that's all it is for years now and, and hey good for him but but then he's got that comparison if you talk about Jay-Z has evolved to who Jay-Z is now right are we saying that Meek's evolved to something else or is he still Meek I think Meek is evolving in the process in of, of in right the process now. of all right, we'll talk when. He yeah, does. yeah. Give me like, give yeah, me, that, give me no, no, two no. more albums yeah, in it, maybe. That's what I was gonna say. Right. See the follow up to Champions. Right. And then we'll because might, he might just be capitalizing off of what just happened to him, basically. Okay, so for all we know. So everyone does that, though. All right, and that's fine. But like at the end of the day, like it's no different with Meek. Like it's still the same old Meek in my in my eyes. Let's see the follow up. Okay. Anyways, we'll, <laughs> we'll save it. He's like, I'm done. No, no, we'll save it. He's like, yo, I can't. All right, yeah. Continue your list, bro. Number two. Yeah. Again. A record that I, I love to listen to, more so particularly when I'm driving, was right. Uproar. Uh, Lil oh, yeah, yeah. I, I love the way they flip The special that. delivery, yeah. yeah. That's and, that's and, probably and, the only reason why I liked it, to be and, honest. And it just stood out to me because I just remember growing up, listening to that early 2000s, yeah. baggy ass, yeah. 5X, that's the Harlem <laughs> That shit just stood out to me. So that's yeah. good for me. Uh, and number one was God's Plan. Okay. Um, more so for the popularity of that record. Oh, so that's why you caught heat for me when I had number three. That record with Diamond. Like, it sold... A shit ton, yeah. and, and the production is crazy. Plus. Produced by Boy Wonder, mm-hmm. um, I love the way the beats layered with with, with the drums and, and the bass, and mm-hmm. it's something that you can bump in your car, and and, and that's what I like to drive to, man. So to like, be fair, like <laughs> that that record grew on me over time. Like when I first heard it, I was really on it. I'm like, okay, it's a cool record, whatever. Mm. And then like, a couple months later, I'm just like, yeah, I kind of feel this actually. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of feel this. All right, yeah, this is my record. Yeah, all right, I'm, I'm liking it. Yeah. In the gym, like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a feel good record and it can be played anywhere. It can, yeah. It has, it has versatility. It has that energy, right? It has versatility. Oh, That's my five. That's my five. Quick question, kind of related to that. What did you guys think about the backlash that he got from that video that he shot for God's Plan? What do you guys think about that? I think it's dumb. He can shoot whatever video he... First of all, all Drake's videos are garbage. He has, like, no... All his videos? Yeah. Wow. Name me one good Drake video. I just listed one. What was it? Fucking, uh, I'm upset. No, that was... That wasn't like, a good video? If you like Degrassi, I guess. What, what about... what? Okay, hell yeah, fucking right. You didn't think that was a good video? No, I, missed one, I think right? that was... I think that yeah, was just, perfect. like... Okay, let's put him here, put him here. Let's. But I thought that was an original concept, though. Yeah, that's, I, I, Drake doesn't think, have videos that you, like, you're intrigued by. It's all just, like, random. I agree. Some, no hold on, hold on. Go on the video, man. No, no, I was going to say, like, for example, it, um, in my feelings, I thought it was a good video. It's not on my list, but I thought it was a good video. Only because he understand he understood the joke right. of what that song was, the right. dance and all that stuff, and he played mm-hmm. it. That's very smart. Right. Uh, at the beginning of it's kind of when he put, um, what's his name, Mrs. Huxable in the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Felicia, Felicia Rashad. Yeah, yeah, that was questionable. But, I mean, when he started actually... But he got points for that because that's Felicia Rashad. Rashad yeah, yeah. But yeah. when he actually started to say, hey, you know what, my my song created this crazy dance and yeah. Will Smith is on it. Yeah. And even at the end when he played the joke, he's like, oh, I just woke up in this dream. And, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I'll he give him credit for that. Like it's, it's right. I think with Drake's videos, they're not necessarily gonna they're not gonna be on like a 
top five lists all the time. Right. But they're, he does put effort towards them. I will say that. You're right. Buying it? You're not buying it? No? I would say <laughs> I would say I feel the same way about you about some of his videos, but there are other videos where he has where I'm like, okay, Drake, you put some thought into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I feel like sometimes his videos can be very low, like low quality. I'm like, whatever, I can pass by. But sometimes it can be very high. I've never seen like a middle ground. So God's plan for you. God's plan. Um, I like the video. Okay. I like the concept behind it. Like, it was an amazing video. It wasn't an amazing video in my eyes, okay. but I respected what what he did. And what people don't understand is that. There are, pe- there are the pockets of people in Toronto where, he, where they say, oh, well, how come you couldn't do that in Scarborough? How come you couldn't do that in Finch? He ain't real, nigga. Whatever. Yeah. And basically, it's just like, Drake has done videos in Toronto multiple times. Multiple times. It's like, well, how come he doesn't give money back to Toronto? He does. He has a whole bunch of inner city programs that he gives yeah. money back to, not only for certain areas like Scarborough or like the East End, but he gives money back to the Canada basketball. That's for the entire nation, let alone Toronto, where people who are like 15 and up can sign up and, and uh, not audition, but try out for, for Canada basketball and give them the resources for that as well. Mm-hmm. So he's a big part of that. He's a big contributor to that on top of the entertainment value that he brings and all that stuff. Like he brought in 5% of Toronto's revenue last year. So to say that he doesn't contribute to Toronto, like that's that's bullshit. And I felt like he owed it to Miami because a ton of his videos have been shot in Miami. A lot of people he's collaborated with have been from Miami. So I think, I think he. So I think he. About that. I think he owed it to the Miami community to give back in that regard. True. And people don't look at it from that standpoint. They just, again, they, they stretch out the goalposts because they hate Drake for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and they'll hang on to that for dear life and be like, "Why well, hate Drake because of this?" It's like, no, like, shut up. You're being a hater. Stop mm-hmm. it. That's my take on on the God's Plan video. All right. That's my five. All right. Uh, Goliath, you up, man. Okay, so my top five singles. Uh, we'll go mm-hmm. number five, Drip Too Hard, Lil Baby, and Gunna. Um, that's their breakout single. So they're both from, I believe they're both from Atlanta, right? Um, and Lemon Baby, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're on um, the Migos label, what's it called? Quality Control. Mm-hmm. So Quality Control right now, they're really pushing their artists um, so they paired these two guys together. So they both dropped their solo records and they dropped a joint um, album as well. Mm-hmm. So those guys are blown up. Trip Too Hard, great song for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's see what they do separately. Right. Sickle Mode, huge single. Um, I love the beginning, how it draws you in. Then Drake comes in with his voice, mm-hmm. captures you. And then as soon as like it's about to jump or you're, you're waiting for the big drop, mm-hmm. they switch the beat. Travis comes in. Crazy. Not going to lie, when I first heard it the first time, it kind of pissed me off because I was enjoying, oh, I was waiting I was enjoying that first beat. First I, I still, was enjoying it. I still want the rest of that Drake yeah. verse. I think man. everybody I like does. That. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. I hope, I hope there's a song in the I, I just learned to too. live with it after a while. I'm like, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> I think that's actually part of the magic song. So I have a friend. Um, she said, so when I was going through this list, like, mm-hmm. I posted something about it's, it's a Sycamore a top five song mm-hmm. and when we, were, we were talking about it she said to her it felt like a choose your own venture type of song and mm. I found that very interesting because I was like I was taken back by that because, like goosebumps yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but I mean like if you think about that song there's like four different yeah. acts four yeah. different breaks totally different yeah. like you said they changed the BPMs mm-hmm. uh, the fact that they teased that first Drake part yeah. it's kind of like yeah, different that, that's awesome like, right and then went into his part, mm-hmm. which was good. Then he went back to Drake. Right. And then they went into this whole other break after, like, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I think that was a part of the magic of the song. That's why, yeah, definitely. that is actually the reason why I ranked it higher mm-hmm. than I expected because to me it was just a different type of production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. 100%. Uh, number three, I have What's Free. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you got these guys. Did, you, did about you hear that? Shit. Did you hear what number three was? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck y'all. You got him talking about some real shit, and Jay Z gives us what, like 32 bars of like just 
craziness. Right. Um, more education again, just separating of why he's up here and why everybody else is in in his in his stratosphere. Uh, number two, in my feelings now, I chose that song because literally, I listen to the radio all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like my music is very mainstream. That's like mm-hmm. I'm always studying the radio and songwriting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, in my feelings, as generic and as fun of a song it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally on three stations all the time mm-hmm. playing in the summer. You can literally go from one flip yeah. to the next. Yeah. To the next one, and it's <laughs> right. everywhere. Plus, it made the two careers. So Sh- Shiggy, the yeah, guy who did the, the dance, comedian, yeah. made his career. And then the two girls, they sampled from um, Quality Control. So that was a good look for them. Oh, so the, the ones who were saying, give numbers, me the keys to the safe? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. right, right. So with the, song, with the song doing the numbers that it does, mm-hmm. uh, those girls got credited for it as well because yeah. of the samples and whatever, and it launched their careers and, and they're big too. So yeah. I like that. I like that when he, I like when Drake encompasses other people and helps yeah, people out. Yeah, and like their sounds, like Wizkid from Nigeria, for example, exactly. or, or like Pop Can or all that stuff, yeah. yeah. He gets a lot of flack for it, but at the same time, he gives back. Yeah, like some people say, oh, he's appropriating culture. It's like, it, it goes back to those same people who want to hate Drake for yeah. every little thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember I had one person tell me, they are like, oh, I don't like Drake because, like, he had an issue with one of my friends, and he said something about one of my friends, so, like, I don't like that person. You I'm just what? like, so wait, hold on, so, like, you didn't, you didn't even, That's so you don't even. claim to fame. That's why they're saying But that. it's like, they don't even, they didn't even meet Drake. You know what I mean? No, like, no, their no, hate exactly. is residual hate. Thank yeah. you that, for bringing this up, because <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. Right. Again, over the years, how many people have I met that said, oh, I don't like that Drake? I'm like, why? Yeah. Oh, and it's almost like Drake did something to them or yeah. to a friend. I'm like, to a friend of them, not even to them. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. I'm like, so you're just trying to ride off of the hate that your friend has. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, if I was a, not me and mm. I didn't know better, I'd be like, Drake just spent years running around the city just screwing people over. Mm. And yeah. And it's funny. It's just that it's sometimes it feels like one quarter of the city has some sort of bad interaction with Drake, but yet. It doesn't make sense. Like it, just it doesn't. doesn't make sense. Like <laughs> I don't, I feel is like, that like a popular thing? Is a trend? Like you know like, what it uh, is, man. I feel I've like here and there. I feel <laughs> like when it comes to this Toronto crowd, like depending on like what circles you're in and what have you, I feel like certain crowds look at Drake and they see him as the people's champ that they did not select because he doesn't represent the hood crowd, for example. Exactly. He doesn't represent the mans that come from Drake, Finch or from Drake, Rexdale Drake or anything like that. Like, yeah. And I, I don't say, I'm not saying he's corny. I'm right. just saying the perception. perceive him as corny. Right. Just because he doesn't follow the stereotypical black yeah. image. Like, exactly. But if you think about it, his upbringing is very similar to any other rapper that you could think of. He grew up in a single-parent household. He had to provide most of the money in his household while he was growing up as well. His father wasn't around. His father was a musician. He wanted to chase those dreams. If I said that, that synopsis right now, yeah. you could pin that on any, almost any rapper in the game. But because it's Drake, because he's half Jewish, whatever, because he grew up in a basement apartment in Forest Hills, because he was on a TV show, he came up as privileged or he's whitewashed, whatever. Like, I just don't agree with that assessment. I feel like people just want to hang on to these archaic and, and antiquated ideals of what our rapper should be and what a black man is supposed to be. Like, we can't ever we can't ever come up. Like, we can't ever improve. You know what I mean? Like, Childish Gambino got the same backlash. Yeah. Exactly, because he's he's the nerd or he's corny or whatever the case may be. But now that he has a super woke video and people see him with, like, a woman who isn't black, now it's like, oh, he's not down for the culture. But when were you ever checking for him, though? Right, but but they'll be like, "Oh no, that's not the point." Yes, it is the point, genius. But anyways, I digress. 
Okay, and then my number one single. I'm getting it all um, out today. <laughs> let it all. <laughs> my number one single is Taste because it was a huge banger, mm-hmm. doing numbers, and it revived Tiger's career. And I'm excited to see what he does um, after this. Like, he did the one with Nicki Minaj and some other songs. So mm-hmm. we'll see where he goes. All right. Uh, any delegation to that? Any delegation? Uh, I mean, I had I had Taste on there, just not number one, but okay. I understand. It did, mm. it did regenerate the man's career, right? So right. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Fair enough. All right, then. So let's go to our next topic. We're, we're, we're kind of zooming through these, man. I like it. I, I like the, the conversation that's happening right now. We may have to add, add an extra 15 minutes to this. <laughs> but nonetheless, we're going to keep it moving. Smooth, smooth transition, as always. So we are now going to go with the top five albums of the year. Now, for me personally, this is my favorite category. Wow, this guy's already, that's already laughing. That's already laughing. I, I barely said shit. Uh-oh. Barely said. I, did you see my list? No. Okay. I what's on your list? Wait, wait. <laughs> Shut up. You already know what's on your list. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, I like I like this category because anyone who knows me, including you guys, you guys know I'm an album kind of guy. Singles are cool, but like I need a body of work. I need somebody to tell me a story, top to bottom. I want to see what the vibe is, what the mood is, exactly all that stuff. So, with that said, here is my list. For a top five albums of the year. I already know I'm going to catch slack from this guy right here. I already know it. I already know it. But I don't give a shit. Give me all the smoke. I want all the smoke, damn it. All right. So, number five, I have Anderson Pack with Oxnard. Um, number four, J. Cole KOD. Number three, J. Rock Redemption. I feel like that was a slept on album, but I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Tyler the Creator, Flower Boy. And number one, and this one I guess is more of like a TDE compilation, but the Black Panther soundtrack. So, I went with Oxner because Anderson Pack, that's my guy right there. Like okay. when we're talking R and B, I think he's the best R and B singer in my personal opinion. What do you mean? Oh, okay. You're, 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 I know you're gonna go to the Jacquees thing for a second. You don't have to go there, but you right. think he's the best singer? I think he is, in my personal opinion. Come on, man. So, so who's the best singer then? The best singer right now. Yeah. As far as anyone who's put out work within like let's say like the last three years, for example. Chris Brown still? Nah. I mean he's a good singer, don't get me wrong. But like I don't know, he's he's a little. No. Uh, uh, he's ca- oh, sorry. Oh, does Janelle Monae. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. She's dope too. Nah, man, I'm not sold. You're not really. No. You don't you don't like the style? I, I feel you have Anderson Pack like a little too high on your list. That's all. Like, what, like it, for voice, you're for voice, yeah. because he he has. I think his He's style. Dope. Don't get me wrong. Right, right, yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand, I understand. I think his style of singing is a lost art, like the raspy, the raspy soul voice, like the like the Teddy Pendergrass sound. Like okay, okay. that's a very lost art. Like the, the Jaheem sound, for example, remember Jaheem? Yeah, yeah, Life yeah, Jennings. That's a very forgotten sound in R and B. And I feel like that gets slept on a lot because we focus on other things when it comes to pitch and melody like the and, and, and the annotation. Yeah. yeah. So okay. when I hear someone like that who has a very raspy voice, who's so soulful with it too, like a James Brown was back in the day as like well. Anthony Hamilton. Exactly. Okay. It friend, gives me friend. that vibe. Right, as right, well right. as the production that he... Yeah. Yo, that Malibu album from 2016, mm-hmm. that was on replay for the longest time. Yo, that, I had that playing up until this year as well. I'm like, yo, Pac, I need another album, man. I need another album. <laughs> and he gave me that with Oxnard. I, 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 it was a bit of a departure from what he did with Malibu because I felt like there's more rapping on here than the singing, okay. which I'm okay with because... Like a rap, more of a rap singer. Right, but he can still rap, though. He's a dope rapper as well. Yeah. So he gave me what I was looking for on, on this album as I gave him more listens. The first listen, I was like, but it's not Malibu, though. But I think that was a point because he wanted to deviate away from that. So I give him the pass on that. Um, and then J. Cole, KOD. I really wanted to rank this higher. I wanted to so badly. That's number four? That's number four. Okay, okay. Only reason why I didn't 
is because I still feel like that production's a little shaky for J. Cole. Because production for For Your Eyes Only, mm-hmm. um, that one, I wasn't feeling it. The production-wise, production-wise. You were not feeling it. No. I felt like it was it was a little too simplistic for J. Cole, especially after coming off 2014 Forest Hills Drive, yeah. where the production on that was well, he solid. he does it all himself. It's like in-house. He does, but I think yeah. that's the problem, though. I oh, feel like he I feel like he needs to outsource. Now, I'm not saying he needs to be with like a Metro Boomin or anything like that. Yeah, just, just out. get someone else. Or, yeah. Or maybe bring someone else in. Exactly, who knows your style and kind of refine it a little bit more. Like, mm. imagine if he had a Ninth Wonder yeah, on his oh, production. Yeah. What? Like at least get big Crifford production. He can he can he can produce as well, right? Just right? Yeah, exactly. Even for like a couple records. Yeah, exactly. Cause Only like they a couple for Just Blaze, yeah. Well, because <laughs> well, he has a budget, right? So he wants to like blow the budget. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing his whole damn self, whatever. Which I get, but still, it suffers, right? Fair enough. And I felt like with this album, it was the same thing. Even though he changed it up with with the with the rattling snare drums and like and like the eight oh eights, what have you? To, it ain't enough. It wasn't enough. Like I felt like we just got the skeleton of that. We didn't. There wasn't a, a degree of musicality to it, like mm-hmm. complex uh, musicality to it. So okay. it, it fell off. But content wise, concept wise, it may have been number four on my list, but it was the most important album in my opinion, based on what was happening with so many rappers like Mac Miller yeah. and Little Peep and 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 so many other people. Like because he dropped one two bars about it. Oh, okay. Here we go. All right. Oh. All right. There we go. Okay. All right. So we're gonna do this right now. Okay. <laughs> Not because he dropped one, two bars about it. The entire project was about that, basically. And I love the fact that he flipped the KOD acronym. So it was Killing Our Demons, uh, Kids kids, uh, kids Overdose. No, King Overdose, sorry. And Kids on Drugs, right? So you're talking about from different perspectives. So the kids who are on drugs right now because they're all about this, oh, I'm, I'm on drugs, I'm on Zanny, Percocets, da, 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 whatever. And talked about King Overdose, like how much of this lifestyle can you take as someone who's in that position? And then killing our demons, basically talking about like mental depression and stuff like that, or mental health rather. And that was a huge talking point in hip hop in 2018. Biggest time I've ever seen that as a talking point. And I feel like because of this, of this, you know, perception that rappers have and the perception that rappers feel like they have to carry, that it's not that you're not a man as a especially as a black man as well, that you can't talk about your feelings on record and like how you, and what you're going through and what kind of strain it's putting on you. I feel like for him to fully address that was needed. I'm not saying he was the only one who did it or he was the most important person that did it, but I think someone who has the voice, who has the influence, like a J. Cole, this needed to come out. And it's not like we haven't heard people talk about mental depression before. It's just that we haven't talked about anyone say literally the words mental and depression beside it, you know, as much as J. Cole did in this album. Like, DMX d- did it all the time. But he never said, I'm going through mental depression. He still ain't with it, though. I know he still ain't with it. He doesn't give a shit. He don't like J. Cole. Why not? Why, why <laughs> no, I like, like J. Cole. Oh. Like it was a good album. No, it was a good album. Oh, okay. So, why are you giving me so much smoke, then? <laughs> I'm not even... I'm just asking you... Um, because the one two bars or that one song that everybody really ran with is that is that the reason why? But what, 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 your reason? Which which record are you talking about? The one where everybody was talking about because he, they're saying, oh, is he addressing peep? Is he addressing? Oh, I think it was called like 1985 or something yeah, like that. Oh no 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 that, like that. that was a good song. Oh, that record. Yeah, that was yeah. Like I heard that record. I even know he was talking about little. I think it's little pump. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah little pump. Yeah, yeah. Like the, one, one of the. Yeah, they're all the fucking same. Right. Yeah, and like I didn't even. I, I'll be completely honest. I didn't even know who little pump was until after I heard about the the feedback of that record. I'm like, oh. This kid, okay, cool, whatever. But overall, it was a solid album. I think it was the most important album of 2018 as far as hip-hop goes. Like, the culture needed it, based on all the deaths that were happening and all that stuff. Um, and then I said, who was... No- oh, yeah, J-Rock Redemption. Okay, so between 
numbers four through two, I struggle with because I like those albums like for different reasons, what have you. Right. J-Rock, I really liked it because the production, first of all, was crazy. Crazy production on that record. And I feel like J-Rock, out of all the members of Top Dog Entertainment, is probably the least talked about, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, Kendrick, obviously, is number one. I have School- an honorable mention. Okay, okay, word. Um, Schoolboy Q, he gets talked about a lot. Absol is more of like a niche artist, in my, in my, in my opinion. And then J-Rock is like the most West Coast out of all of them, I would say. And because of that, because the sound is very regional, he probably doesn't get the... I feel like the, the respect that he deserves, in my opinion. So this album, I think the production switched things up a bit, but he still has some production that was still... It's a, almost a fresher production. If, yes, it was much yeah, fresher. Fine, yeah. He sounded a lot more confident on this record, oh, a lot more detailed on this record. Yeah. And like this is the first time I've ever listened to a J-Rock album before. I've only heard songs here and there, but this one, because I heard it, how it had so much good reviews, I okay, let me, let me listen. That was my first introduction as well. Too. Right, so I'm like, okay, like he's going in on this album. I love, I love the record Osam. I love the record... Um, I love I love uh, King's Dead, of course. Yeah. Uh, win, yo, that's my workout record right now. <laughs> win, 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 win. Fuck all y'all gotta say. Win, 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 win. <laughs> like that's Sorry, that's almost done with the machine. All <laughs> <laughs> <No>, right. <laughs> but yeah, like I thought, like he he brought his A game on that. And then Tyler, the creator, Flower Boy. I've never been a Tyler, uh, the creator yeah, I'm, fan I'm before. Interested to know how never. That, how did that get on your list? So again, kind of like with the J Rock thing, a lot of people review the album, like the blogs and, and like YouTubers, whatever, saying how like it's one of the best projects of the year, and like they're so detailed. And I'm like, really, Tyler, the guy who ate a cockroach, that guy? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let me check this out. So I gave it a listen, and there's maybe except for like two songs, I was like, wow. This is this is some shit going on here, and very similar to how you guys are saying about how with Tra- the the Travis Scott album, how he changed up the beat from time to time. Tyler did that as well. Like he had this smooth transition from one beat to the other on the same track, for example. At times it bothered me because the beat was going so well out, and I was vibing to it, and he switched. I'm like, fuck. But then, like again, like you get used to it over time, I right? Skip that album this year. I don't know about you guys. No, nah, it, it, it it's a good album. It's a good album. Like it's a it's a very it's it's a very it's not in your playlist. You didn't add it. Uh, uh, I think it's one of those songs that you hear it once, mm-hmm. or at least for me, I heard it right. once, and it wasn't. I was like, no, it's good, right? But, but I didn't uh, need to go back and right. Like again, like I said before, music for me is all about memories of some sort. It reminds right. me of something else, from experience, or it just reminds me of some old song, something. Right, that's why right. I love sampling. That's why I love DJing. That's right, why I do all that stuff. Um, I think with that record, it was like, oh, it was good, but I don't need to check it right now. Mm-hmm. I might check it in you know, a couple back. months. Right, right. So, yeah, like, it's a very personal album. One of the most personal albums I've heard all year, actually. Like, just going into uh, a lot of, like, what he's had to go through with relationships with, like, people in general. So whether it's a girlfriend or parents or friends or anything like that. And, like, how some people kind of shun him out because, like, they thought his music career was over for whatever reason and stuff like that. So he just goes in on a lot of records. Like my favorite record on that album is called November, where like he's talking about like a traumatic moment that happened to uh, him in November, in the month of November or whatever year. So he's asking the audience, "What's your November? Like, is it a person? Is it somebody? Like, what reminds you of something at a particular moment in time?" So I really like the fact that he went in with that type of concept. So I thought that was really dope on his end. Um, and then he has a record with Lil Wayne on, on that on that album too. They, and they, they kind of go in as well. It, on, it, on Redemption? No, no, on uh, on uh, Tyler. Tyler, yeah, oh, really? yeah, yeah. It, it's a dope record. I'm like, okay, I'm not it, out of hold this. Hold on, is it a dope record? It's a good record. Like I said, it's not, uh, no, is it a dope record? <laughs> I have high standards when I say dope oh. record. <laughs> so, right, but cool, it's a good record. Right, right. So yeah, that that was a surprising album. I didn't think I would like it. I did not think I would like it. Okay. 
but so I'm like, give it a listen before you. Yeah, end. give it a listen. At least give it one listen. All right. And that's coming from me because like I was never really crazy about Tyler Creator. A couple features here and there, sure, but like a whole album, I didn't know he could carry a whole album, so I was impressed with it. And then TDE for the Black Panther soundtrack. Now, normally when it comes to like group, not group albums, but like compilations and stuff like that, I just see it as like a collection of music, whatever, and, and that's it. But with this album, I was shocked that it gave me so much more than what I was expecting. It wasn't just an album to get hyped for like a really good movie that was coming out. It was actually a detailed album that told the story of two people, like two sides of the same coin, essentially. So first third of the album talks about T'Challa. Like literally you hear Kendrick say, I am T'Challa. And like it, it, it starts off the record King, I think, or whatever. And so basically talking about the responsibilities that King has to do in order to fulfill his people and what have you. And then the second third of the album he says, I'm Killmonger. You get into the more street shit. So you, there's this one record. I, I think it's called, um, uh, what's it called? It's uh, something with like paramedics, paramedics, whatever. Yeah. Like it has like an Oakland bounce to it, whatever, right? And it's, it's on some ignorant shit. But it makes sense because he's talking about the Killmonger character who grew up in Oakland when his father got killed by T'Challa's dad or whatever, right? So he had to grow up being hard and all that stuff. And then you have the King's Dead record that speaks to Killmonger as well. And then at the end of the of the album, he says, I am T'Challa, I am Killmonger, one side, whatever, whatever. So basically, it's saying to you that they are two sides of the same coin. And then the, and then the album ends off with Pray For Me featuring The weekend. And basically, the song is talking about, we need a hero, we need a hero. And if you've seen the movie, then you know that both T'Challa and Killmonger see themselves as heroes in their own minds. And you see where they're coming from. T'Challa feels like he has to change up Wakanda for the better, but then so does Killmonger. And Killmonger gives very good reasons as to why he feels he needs to change the perception of Wakanda. It's just that you may not agree with his actions, but at the end of the day, whether their actions are just or not, they both have to make sacrifices for the greater good in their eyes. And Kendrick goes into detail on on that particular record. And then what I love about how they close off that particular song is I think The weekend says just in case my faith goes I'll live by my own law and essentially that's what both characters do T'Challa says that he has to change Wakanda's you know isolation rules so that you know a Killmonger situation doesn't happen again and Killmonger says he has to change he has to change you know Wakanda's isolation rules so that he can rule the world basically so like it's a very great area of song so as a as an album, it told a very good story about the movie without spoiling any details, which uh, cool. I really appreciate that. And on top of that, the talent on that album, man. You had Kendrick, J-Rock, SZA, some South African artists on there as well. Khaled was on that. So many dope people, man. Like it, Wicked for some 2 chains. Yeah. The way he just the way Kendrick just curated that entire album, I'm like, I was like, wow, that's impressive. That, and the fact that they're all able to stay on guard with that same concept to, to a certain degree or another. So that's that's my top five right there. I think it's the best album. And I just love the fact that I found out last week that it's nominated for Album of the Year for the Grammy. So yeah. that's a big the look. Rest of that still. That's a big look. So Dude, that's what? my top five. Come on. No, you... no, 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 no. It's, no, no. It, it deserves to be. Right. But I'm just saying the Grammy literally since that Macklemore thing mm. just. Right, 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 right. Kendrick has what? Another like six or seven nominations again? Yeah, what what this eight. year? Yeah, yeah, he has a ton. I I, I only saw that nomination, but I have, to, I have to look at the list. I I, 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 I appreciate the fact, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I feel like they're overshadowing other people, just because it's like, oh, we got to give it to Kendrick. You know what I mean? Right. The people that they're not Grammys is a mess. Well, yeah. So like, just because of the fact that they they messed up the first time, right? Yeah, and since then they've been trying to make it up to the black community by mm-hmm. giving it to Kendrick. Well, I say just get it right the first time, and then. 
call it down the middle from there. But like again, I'm not mad at Kendrick getting these nominations. No, de- depending on like what he's being nominated for, right? Yeah. Because he's always been one of the standout artists in hip hop for like the last like four years now, basically. Yeah. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, delegations. Any disagreements about my list and all that? So the criteria was just your your favorite, like. Um like what did, I thought. Did you, did you find yourself listening to them at particular moods, or like just whenever you felt, just put it on you sort of. Um. So like when I would first listen to those albums, okay, I'm listening to Open Mind, yeah, see yeah. what it's all about. But they and just stuck to you as you went through. Them. They like, did, you yeah. Just found yourself coming back. Right. There's some albums I listen to once. I'm like, okay, cool, listen to it. Boom, on to the next one. Okay. And I felt like that for the majority of the year, to be honest, because even though there's a large list of names that came out, yeah. up until maybe, maybe. You know, after KOD, nothing really hit me until the Tyler album, to be honest. So, like, for the longest time, I was rocking with that Black Panther album. And then KOD came out. I'm like, okay, cool. KOD's dope. Production, yeah. Let me go back to that back Black Panther album again. And then after that, I'm just like, okay, I'm pretty much just on singles right now. And then I went to the uh, the Tyler album. And then I went to the J-Rock album. Those albums came out early in the year. But I was on them late. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Just my palate was a little... It could have been a bit spoiled, I guess you could say. But, like... Last year, yo, I had bare albums to listen to last year. I had Side High the Prince, I had Big Crit, I had Jay Z like I was well fit. Yeah. And I had a lot. I felt like every other weekend or every other week an album was dropping. Yeah. Right. A lot, a lot. Right. Um yeah, Marcus, uh yes. your top five albums of the year. Okay, so number five was Astro World. Uh, sorry, Astro World. Uh number four, uh Daytona. Number three, Oxnard. Mm-hmm. Uh Scorpion by Drake, number two. Okay. And Black Panther soundtrack number one. So oh. Travis Scott's uh, Astro World. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, so hey. <laughs> Astro World again. I've said it before. Not really a big Travis Scott guy, but I'm mm-hmm. like you. I'm a guy who likes albums that are complete, right? Not just a random mix of songs put together, right? I think production wise, it was just like a complete like follow a concept. Everything mm-hmm. just flowed together. It was almost like. It's like a mixtape, but not a mixtape. I, I, when I say mixtape, I'm not talking about like you know the playlist type of mixtape. I'm talking about like an old school. Okay, with with, with like, the DJ tags in the middle, yeah, and stuff like, like that. Doop, DJ, mm-hmm. like Tony Touch, like they, DJ Envy. Yeah, they used to mix yeah. tapes and everything DJ was Clean. blended together. Was like that that's a storm, that's a storm. About <laughs> this idea. So when I used to make mixtapes back then, right. you had to pick up your records, and I'm not going to mix a record that is going to be 120 BPMs with an 80 BPM record. Right, right, right. right. So you got to plan out a concept. I think that album was kind of like that. It was almost like, hey. We have a sound, we have a vibe we're gonna we're gonna follow. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they said, Okay, every song has to follow this and they, they hit it on the head. Mm-hmm. Um I like albums that are like that. So production wise that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh Daytona, same idea. I think that flowed well together. Out of that June Kanye stunt, <laughs> I think that was the best. That was dope. That was yeah. dope. I like how it was just Kanye. Sorry, to cut you off, but it was Kanye, Kanye, like a Kanye month every week, every yeah. month, every week. Also, that he could sabotage yeah, Drake, yeah, but we'll leave that for later, though. We'll leave that for later, though. His own right? people were like, "My album got rushed. It's not what I wanted to put out." Blah blah blah. Yeah, what was like, that about? It was all just him being selfish. Yeah, yeah. Over. Like, like the album out in fifteen minutes. If you ain't here, I'm right. Like the album that we got from Nas. Like we haven't heard something from him in like six years, and like that's what we got. So that I think that's what I blame that on Kanye. Better than I think a lot of people give credit for because so Ye's album he rushed that. Um, yeah. Nas, were, we just, was, were, were we talking about that before the show? We, How, we did, we did. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, Nas album felt rushed. Just checking. Just checking. Uh, <laughs> Taylor's was rushed. Rush. Was rushed. So I think I think rushed. all that time he spent in where, where he was, mm-hmm. I think it was like 
they worked on the Pusha T album, right? Put the effort into it, and they were like, "Oh wait, we got four days like, to do the other three albums." Like th- that's what it felt like. And even with the Pusha T album, Pusha T already had his album complete. Kind of listened to it, it's like I can do this better. Better, exactly. So uh, I just thought that stuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, so our number three was with Oxnard. So yes. I'm a big Anderson Pack fan. Mm-hmm. Like ever since he was on Compton. Okay. Like that's yeah, why, that's, yeah, that's, that's how I got introduced to him too. Yeah. Him. He just gets better. He's He's such a soulful dude. Yeah. Like, I think right now, he's going to, when, again, like we talked about Meek Mills, where mm-hmm. is he in his evolution? Right. I think when we, you can see his future. He's just going to be ill. Right. He, if you even look at his album, his collaborations on his album, mm-hmm. like he got Dr. Dre do verse, mm-hmm. Kendrick, like the list cool. goes on. Mm-hmm. I've, you got to push on that album too. Pusher, yeah. yeah so. Yo, that record, Brothers Keeper. That, that's deep. <laughs> but I look at albums, if you are at that point in your career, and you got to look at the collaborations you're doing on your album. That mm-hmm. kind of measure where you are in your career and where your That's trajectory true. is. And if you look at that, if you look at Anson Pack, he's mm-hmm. he's elevating. Yeah, that's so gonna be really cool. Um, number two, Scorpion. I surprised myself with this album. I did not expect. I thought this was gonna be Drake's fall off album after like a couple, you know, buzz. Right. I found that I listened to that album more than I expected, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would ever. Mm-hmm. Even like the in my feelings, mm-hmm. um, in my feelings, it goes back to what we we're saying about um, sickle mode. There's a bunch of like hidden production things, like mm-hmm. the two girls, yeah. the the little Wayne sample, da, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. like like mm-hmm. I just thought it was really a lot of smart production on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, Little bit of challenges because Dan, Daniel, and I talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. What exactly is the OVO sound? Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this album kind of established what an OVO you sound don't is. Think it does? I don't. Th- a few songs did. I, that's the thing. But I think it's a few songs. The majority of it didn't. I don't think But did. I also think that's part of the magic as well, the song. So it's almost like Drake, Drake just had a bunch of stuff that he felt worked together, mm-hmm. to put it together, said, let me put it down and see what happens. And mm-hmm. people, re- like, people liked it. Right. Um, it's not one of my personal top. Uh, albums mm-hmm. like give it number two because again big year for Drake big year for the album I th- sorry to cut you I think they could have condensed side A side B made one and it would have been a banger mm-hmm. see just that, a, a blend of both that scared me one. when I heard it was going to be a double mm-hmm. album I was like Ugh. I got something to say about that but I'll, I'll let you finish <laughs> I was like Ugh. and then so you know you listen to the hip hop album yeah. I was like okay cool that's awesome right alright time for the R&B outside let me get some wine right alright <laughs> like, but, but was, at the end of it I was like you know actually that was that was actually good it wasn't even right. like, it wasn't that bad that yeah, was actually bad. good yeah, yeah. right and then I've again, that jaded record is hard so yeah. <laughs> it is it is and then again an album that you could go back to <laughs> yeah. and I found like when I listened to it I listened to it from beginning to end right like so it's on my list. Now, number one. So, yeah, so the Black Panther soundtrack. Okay. But, but before you go on, before you go on to that, I just want to say one, one quick thing about <laughs> about the Drake soundtrack. Um, okay, when it comes to Drake, my biggest critique about Drake is that he puts too many songs on one album. That's always been my critique against Drake. With the exception of Nothing Was the Same, that was a well-condensed album, 13 songs. It's all I needed. I feel like he gives too much, but I get it for the business purposes, streaming and all that. I, I get it. I get it. So from this standpoint, I understand. But from a creative standpoint, it kind of drags the album down with a lot of filler tracks that don't need to be on there, basically. And I felt like this album, Scorpion album, though I liked it, it suffered from that as well, especially on the second side. So side day, I got a lot of content that like I got hungry rapper Drake. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like you niggas pop Molly's, my Molly's pop niggas. Like, I love raw MC Drake. That's the Drake I want. You know what I mean? Comeback fun, season Drake. Fun, fun. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> but yeah, like I like the rapper, the the rapper side of Drake, not, not trap rapping Drake, but Drake just on his game. You know what I mean? And I got a lot of that on side A. Side B, 
for the most part, it was just random singles here and there, in my opinion. Like, those singles could be placed on any album. And, again, because I'm such a stickler for albums, I don't understand why he named the album Scorpion. Like, what's the story behind that? I want to know the story behind that. Not saying that's a dumb name or anything. I just want to know why he called it that. And, like, sometimes you can understand why you call an album something as you listen to the album. But, like, I've listened to the album three or four times. I'm like, why is it called Scorpion? You know what I mean? So, like, I felt like he kind of lost me with that. So I, I find myself listening to Side A more than Side B. A few tracks I, I messed with on Side B, like uh, like the, the Michael Jackson remix or whatever. Like, I thought that, that was a dope I record. I thought that was The weekend. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> I, I like that record. Final Fantasy was dope. Um, and the, March 11th, I think, the one where he's talking about his son. That's the last song on, on side on B. Side B. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it? it's called this March fifteenth. Yeah, something with March in it. But I thought that was a dope record too. Um, but yeah, overall, again, Drake just too many songs on each project all the time. Like it loses me from time to time. So that's my only critique when it comes to Drake as far as his albums go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you were going about, about to go on. Yeah, Black so Panther. number one, Black Panther soundtrack. Yes, okay, I'm ready. Same for this. same thing, like you said. I I I I love I love hip hop soundtracks or mm-hmm. movie soundtracks. Yeah. Um, for the same reasons why I hate them. So, okay. a lot, so I'm thinking about like the old school ones I grew up on, like Above the Rim mm-hmm. and Murder Was a Case. Mm-hmm. Know, they had some real good songs. Sunset Park. a lot Park. of junk inside of them as well, right? Yeah. So I think with this album, two things. The fact that Kendrick said, hey, I'm taking over. The, okay, the biggest movie in, in, his in, his, like, in movie history. Yeah. Um, <laughs> biggest movie for black people. Yeah. Like yeah. Kendrick's like, you know, I got this. Sorry, Spike Lee. Yeah. True. <laughs> and then to also put together... Like that cast of MCs, yeah. Like you could have gone with your typical, hey, who's hot right now? Right. Like that's what movie soundtracks are. Who's hot? Who's going to sell right. this movie? Yeah. Let's put it together. Who? Whatever. Right. It, it was well thought out. It was a very smart album. The concept, like, hey, he clearly saw the movie mm-hmm. before he put out the album. Then yeah. he made this album completely around the movie. Yeah. Ryan Coogler actually showed him portions of the movie to give him ideas about what he wanted to contribute to the soundtrack. And then Kendrick was like, hold on. Let me do the soundtrack. That's how it came about, basically. Mm -hmm. He asked Coogler if he could curate the soundtrack rather than just adding one or two songs to it, basically. And also, you brought the good point about the whole um, dualism between, like, say... Killmonger Killmonger and and T'Challa. Yeah, yeah. That album kind of reflect that. One thing I noticed about the movie, everybody I knew, Mm -hmm. either side or one of the two. Yeah. It was weird that how they... The protagonist and the antagonist was both, like... They were both fifty. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you could understand where they were coming from, and that was the point of the movie. Right. That was the point of soundtrack. Yeah. And and they just totally hit it. Yeah. So uh, that's why I put on my number one. Yeah. It's a very smart album. Great album. It came out in February. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. One of the best albums. That's what I'm saying. Like the replay, I was on that for the entire year because nothing else was really moving me like that, basically. And like at first, like when I when I first heard the album, okay, cool. I got a dope movie with a dope soundtrack to go with it. But as I listened to the soundtrack, I'm like, yo, this is more than just a compilation of songs. Like there's thought that went into it and that's what i really appreciate yeah so yeah that's that's my five all right uh delegation delegation there was nothing on that list i'd say no takeoff Mm -hmm. like i I agree i mean i have it on my list but i'm not mad at it right 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 all right so audrick you're you're, your top five then uh my top five these are the albums i personally found myself continuously coming back to okay based off of production uh popularity consistency and energy throughout the album so it didn't just fall off and i didn't have to skip a track i was able to listen from beginning to end 
uh, as well as replay value. Like I said, I found myself coming back to it. Right. Uh, so five is going to be... Do you want me to, I got some honorable mentions, so I couldn't just do five. I got eight. Okay, yeah, give us your honorable <laughs> mentions first and then get, and get so into your top mentions, five. Honorable yeah. mentions, uh, Drake, Scorpion. Okay, uh, fair. Pusha T, Daytona. Okay. And then Redemption, Jake. Uh, oh, J-Rock, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the five, though, that I found myself coming back to, five would yeah. be uh, KOD, J. Cole. Okay. Um, the production did evolve. It just didn't evolve as much as you wanted it to. Right. No, you, I need you to acknowledge that. Oh, you want me to? <laughs> because I, I, you're like, nah, I need man. you to acknowledge it. <laughs> I can't go on until you Because you're like, nah, man, the production, he just, he needs right. to get someone else. <laughs> like, like, yeah, he switched up the production, but like, he, he, I'll say this, he switched up the sound of the production, but it was still minimal, though. Like, you you have the trap sound for the most part, but then, like, there's nothing beyond that. Like, you didn't have anything to layer it on there. So you didn't layer on, like, a sample of, like, let's say, like, a, like an orchestra, for example, or a layer of a, of a guitar riff or anything like that. It was just your, your rattling snare drums, then your 808s, and then that's it. So you'd like to hear someone else just sort of take over the production side. Like, if he did kind of like what Anderson Pack did, and it's just a, an album but done by Dre, yeah. can't, you want to see something like that? Yes. Yes. I would even, like, and Anderson Pack does co-production on his work as well. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad to see what and Anderson Pack could do oh, with, oh, that would be shit. solid, would it oh, not? Shit. Yeah. And okay. they've collaborated before with yeah, one another yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, that'd be dope. Yeah. Um, number four, I got Astroworld. Okay. Uh, the production on that was ridiculous yeah. from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that, I got, I found myself coming back to it, listening to, not so much the beginning to end, but I could just jump in wherever and I, I yeah. would just sort of just, be able to continue on. That's right. actually a very good point. Yeah. I found myself doing that as well. Like, hey, I want to listen to Sickle Mode first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then it just picks up. That's another test of a great album. You can pick it up from a certain point. Stop trying forward. to be God. Let me start here. Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, number number three. Mm-hmm. This is a curveball. Like, I wanted to go just the mainstream, the hip-hop, but there was one R&B album this year that was slept on. Okay. And... I don't want you to give me flack for it. Okay. But the Mai Tai album. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that album. That Mai was uh, Jeremiah and Ty Dolla Sign. They put out an album together. Oh, I didn't know that. End of like August, beginning of October. Oh, okay. I did not know that at all. Uh, the producers, uh, hit, hit Maker, Hit Maker. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, if you guys are familiar with, he used to rap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Was it Hit Boy? Um, Berg, Berg, Young Berg, Young Berg. Yeah, oh. yeah. So he's pretty much the backbone of the production of that project and it's about 11 songs of just situationships of these two guys going back and forth and okay it's not too much crooning not too much auto-tune and and the beats they're just like uh, it, it kind of has some of that 90s flavor to it but with today's sound kind of blended together so right i find that that album stuck out to me that is what i put as number three okay number two I'm going to go with Everything is Love, the Carter's album. Okay. All right. I felt the Not production that. on that was crazy. It was solid man. production. Crazy, crazy. And to have Jay-Z and Beyonce, like Beyonce was holding her own. She was. She I, think was she, it, I think she yeah, carried she, the album, she to be had, honest. She did. I think she carried the album. I think she did. featuring Jay-Z for sure. Yeah, I think she carried the album. I think she did. Okay. I personally think she I, I did. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at that yeah. because I was about to say to, to strengthen that argument, she held her own. It wasn't like Jay-Z was out rapping her. Right. She was... Rapping and singing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Migos was telling her oh, to, to yeah. do certain shit, and she was doing it. So. I can do anything. <laughs> yeah, hell nah, hell nah. That's my favorite record off of there. <laughs> uh, the number one album mm-hmm. that I found myself continuously coming back to that dropped at the beginning of the year uh, would be Nipsey Hussle Victory Lap. Okay, I heard good things about that album. Uh, I heard that good production. About it. I'm a pr- I'm a production guy, so I'm gonna listen with my eyes closed and just try and paint and depict mm-hmm. what it is you're saying and and just get a, a, an energy off of the beat. And I'm listening to it at volume five, volume fifteen, volume forty five, and it's just yeah. 
Volume 45. <laughs> The sound system is crazy in the whip, but right. uh, the energy was just cohesive, right. sonically cohesive. Right, that's it, man. So that, that's my five. Okay, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad. I, I can't think of anything to pick on that. So, um, the Carters. You don't think it was too grown folk? I think that's what we need, though. I think see, it, it can't see, just be about a young man's game. Like yeah, you got, we have to show that hip hop can can evolve you know into what? into. You know what? Maybe it's. I, I'm just not. I, maybe I just don't want to hear that because <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm 32. Right, right. Okay. That sound, that album was like people who are like 40 plus. But I think that's me. I think that's fine though because hip hop is fine. It is fine. Yeah. But I'm asking mm. him. Oh, okay. Think uh, it was too grown folk. Maybe. I guess I didn't mind it because it also showcased the adversity within the relationship. Like it sort right. of talked about like the young hardship stuff, and it right. just talked about them getting over it. It was. Still, yeah, it was a relationship. Yeah, I, f- couples, I feel like I feel it was like therapy on wax. Yeah. I feel like their whole album trilogy saga was like the Marvel cinematic universe where it's like everything just ties into one it's like we on lemonade we hear about the the, the dispute or whatever and then 444 we get his side and then there's like the culmination there's like avengers infinity war and then like the elevator clip that we saw like all those years oh, back whatever that's like thanos poking out his head for the first time at the end of the first avengers movie it's like a shared universe man it's it's good theater i'm not mad at it they're always two three years ahead they are yeah yeah for sure like if you're gonna have like all this trial and tribulation, you may as well like profit off of it. If you guys can work through it, then even better. But I, I, I think to your point, what you were saying is this grown. kind of too grown. I think that's kind of where things are at right now. Like think about what we started, yeah, with, yeah, what yeah, I started yeah. with. Mm-hmm. My favorite mm-hmm. band, my favorite group of all time, celebrating the 25th anniversary. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Locks 20th anniversary. Yeah. I think hip hop is at the point where the people that kind of made who well the people who made it who is are more than grown mm-hmm. but right, the people right. who actually set off the generations or the industry that we know it is mm-hmm. they're grown yeah. so I think right. if you're going to be hip hop and honest uh, we talked about this last year with mm-hmm. 444 mm-hmm. you loved it because you're saying this is Jay now he's like I'm not saying I sling bags or rocks I sling diapers now yeah, yeah exactly like yeah. <laughs> right right and, and, and I think that is it and like, Jay Z he's 50 now isn't he or is he uh, 49 49 49, 49, 49 okay. yeah so I think that's just where hip hop is and again, we talk about evolution as well. Mm. I think we're in the middle of this evolution. Mm-hmm. I think when he actually retires, mm-hmm. or like for real, for real, <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. I yeah. think that'd be like kind of the good way of looking back and say, "Hey, this is this is what." But does is. an artist, like regardless of genre, really retire though? Like that's the thing. Like who uh, has been retired and has stayed retired? You know what I mean? Stayed or uh, like in any in genre? any genre? Yeah, like um, I would say there's quite. a bit i think that like you're, okay so like, it's, like it's, anita it's baker fans. is still it's singing yeah <laughs> no it's it's your fans right the thing about being an artist is um if that's where you're making your music or mm-hmm. your money from yeah you literally have to do that shit you're right you life. have to tour you'll and all that back to it. and yeah, that's find first yeah because it's your love and you need to be making money and you grow with your fans like all those classic um like rock bands and all yeah, that bands, yeah they're still selling out like aerosmith i think is probably one of the highest paid um bands in america yeah the who but retired like 14 times yeah exactly Aww. but that's because their fans still appreciate them right, right? And, and that's the thing right that's what i was kind of trying to get to because like for like rock for example like, especially that 70s era like i'll be on the go train i'll see bare people wearing like acdc shirts whatever going to most of the amphitheater and all that yeah but then for like rap we don't have that mainly because it's a young genre but it has to show that in order for it to evolve you have to let some of the predecessors if they're still making relevant music and relevant content then let them do their thing right. but it doesn't have to be for the the 1920 year old it could be for like like the like people who are over 30 for example who grew up with their music in, in the 90s right we all grew up in the 90s with reasonable doubt hard knock life volume 2 etc cetera, etc cetera. we're all grown men now and like we can still appreciate where jay's coming from even though he's literally like almost two decades older than us for, to a certain extent but like we still appreciate it because we've we've seen the growth 
for the last 20 years now, basically. Right. So I think people in that demographic, if you're like a 80s baby or like early 90s baby, for example, then like you can still appreciate his sound and what he's coming with. Mm. But with, with, with hip-hop, do we want to hear the old shit? Or do we just we want to hear the new stuff that they're putting out? Because with every other genre, mm-hmm. you can go to a Spice Girls, you can go to an um, like we were saying, John Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. or any of those guys. They don't need to make new shit. Right. They can still tour off all their old stuff. But I don't want to hear Jay Z back from you know nineties two thousand. Only person I would probably say is Ja Rule if he did like a Ja Rule. Yeah, all his. I'll, I'll go I with would that. Go yeah, I would too. His, you wouldn't do it hits. if it was Jay. No, I would I do it. Listen to a whole Jay Z like. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Like, I'll say this. Like, if it, I'm like, I'll say this, man. Like, I've been to a Jay Z concert before, and he mixes up the old with the new. He has right. to. Though. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and and I and I and I get that. You come from but, old shit. Yeah. But I don't want the entire. I don't think Jay Z can can be touring just off old stuff. I think he needs to be doing the new stuff to stay relevant. And I think that's what my question is in hip-hop. Do they do our older artists have to keep coming out with new stuff? You know what I'm saying? I don't think they do. Relevant? I don't think they do. Um, and I'll give you another example. About six years ago, I saw Big Daddy Kane in concert. Okay. And that was one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my life. And mind you, he's before my era, obviously. Like, I was, like by the time he put out... Um, uh, like what was the album he had in 1988? 1988. It was uh, "Long Live the Cane," right? "Long Live the Cane." Yeah, I was born that year. You know what I mean? Okay. And he's performing hits off of off of that album. He's going no half step in. Um, he's 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 going in with the symphony, like all these records, right? Yeah. And I'm vibing the fuck out. Like I've that's one of the few times where like outside of the Jay Kanye watch watch the own concert, that's probably the best show I've ever seen. And this comes from a cat who's who I came way after, like in terms of generation, right? They know how to put on a show. He's doing all these dance routine moves that he did in his videos back in the day. And then he's going into the crowd and rapping. Like he gave me a pound as he was rapping and everything like that. Like that's dope. Like that's showmanship. That's what being an MC is all about, right? And that right there shows that you can still be in old school acts quote unquote and still perform off of nostalgia in a sense and nostalgia is one of those things where like we can never let go of instinctively because nostalgia is one of the hell of a drug that we like to get high to from from time to time and it's nothing wrong with you know on the occasional basis and I think artists like him can give us that from time to time as long as you know who your fan base is like how you're going to market yourself to that fan base etc cetera, etc cetera, and go from there so I think hip hop is at a point where like you could still be a rock kid you could still be a big daddy king whatever the case may be and still tour off of your old stuff if there's a demand for it and if there's a yeah, and I don't think there isn't a demand for it. Right, they're not selling out the ACC. Right, right. Like, you know, open up a little right, like I saw this at Cool House, mind you. So okay, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Right, Marcus, you're, you're in deep thought right now. No, I was just thinking about um, your question. I think so. I, 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 I listen to all genres. I love rock bands mm-hmm. for where they are, where they are right now. Right. So like the Rolling Stones, the fact that Rolling Stones again has retired, they've retired 15 times. Right. They're still in this tour and they're old men on stage <laughs> is a testament like you say you're a musician you that's what you do that's mm-hmm. what you can do till you die you don't really retire right. there have been some who retired um i can't remember the guy he, he, uh, not jimmy buffett um has a shoe um, has a shoe he has a shoe because i had a pair of shoes My, steve madden he's a singer he's a singer he's a, um doesn't matter but basically he's a guy who because he has branched out into other businesses um, I got the shoes. My my aunts live in Florida, mm-hmm. and they brought me his shoe, and I was like, "This can't be real. I'm gonna rock these, right?" So, uh, <laughs> but um, 
but I think it, it depends on who you are and where you are in your career. And I think that's where hip hop is right, right. entering right now. It's almost like hip hop now is the late '80s of rock. So guys are starting to think about, okay, am I going to be Big Daddy Kane who's going to do my old school stuff? Right. Um, I've been to old school concerts where, so I'll give you an example. I saw Kumul D at some sh- some show, uh, some club mm-hmm. a couple years ago. I had the totally opposite ex- experience. Kumul right. D pretty much yelled at us for an hour telling us how us young cats don't know about uh, the old school. Oh, you can't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. so doing that. I think a lot of it has to do with who you are, your attitude, Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. Um He's totally different, right? I, think so. I mean, like if he didn't, well, Big Daddy Kane was one of the first rappers to dance. Like nobody was doing that back then. Right. It was very rare to see that, and then you saw guys like Kid and Play do that and incorporate yeah. that. Will Smith did that, mm-hmm. right? And it's funny that you say that Kumo D was saying, "Oh, you guys, you young guys don't know or don't appreciate hip hop," but like they came to see you, so obviously they must appreciate the old school to some certain degree. Yeah, I didn't show up here. He's just pandering to, to that crowd, though. Right. If time. you're gonna mention it once in the show, fine. But the entire set, yeah, yelling at me. Yeah, it's so <laughs> condescending though. Like that's why, like I, I don't, I don't like it when guys like him or like KRS one do that stuff as well. Like, yeah, you have the clout, but like you gotta chill with that shit. Like don't talk down on us or don't talk at us like that. Like we came to see you for a reason. You know what I mean? So like obviously there's a reason why we want to see you. But like even though you are this pioneer or whatever, you don't have to toot your horn at us. Like it's very pretentious, you know? That's how you lose your audience. Yeah. So yeah, it's just interesting that like like I said that point you said like it, I think it really depends on who the artist is. Mm-hmm. We're in that phase where we're just seeing where it's going, right? And maybe that's a question you return to like in uh, five years or something like that, right? Yeah. All right, who were we at before? We, we were at, are you still uh, doing your albums? No, that, I, was, I did my. I did my okay, and we were just delegating, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, cool, cool. All right, so yeah, yeah, uh, Paul, you're you're your okay, top five. So, yeah. so let me just go through this real quick. Um, it's pretty much a lot of the same ones that you guys have. So number five, I have Invasion of Privacy. Okay. Um, just because we know what it did for um, Cardi B. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. She literally dropped like five singles off of it, and they were all smashes. Um, Kamikaze number four, just because the one that he put out and put out before mm-hmm. wasn't really um, received well. Mm-hmm. And then boom, you wake up, and everybody was like, "Yo, did you get Kamikaze?" And like the internet exploded, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "Okay, M, you know, he proved himself again." Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Carter five, just because of the drama. We've okay, been waiting yeah. years and years and years. I don't think it. It was a good album. It didn't like blow me away. Right, right, right. But just I'm just happy to see Wayne. Like I love Wayne. Look at me. Like this is this is Wayne. Right, right. Um, I'm just happy to see him back doing back in his pocket. Right. Uh, number two, I split it between Astral World. <laughs> between Astral World and Championships. Astral World. Um, I'm not so big on Travis Scott. I liked Rodeo. And I was wondering yeah. if he was going to be able to top rodeo because he's one of the pioneers, like the jazz Cartiers and those guys who yeah. that new sound. Yes. And yeah, Cardi reminds me a lot of him, actually. Exactly. And everybody was like, Travis Scott, we're going to put you here. You're going to be the leader. Mm-hmm. And then when he dropped Astral World, and now he's doing like the mega tours and shit. But I think that was like, even he the took album it and ran with the it. album before this one, Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight. That was the album that introduced me to Travis, and I'm like, yo, this shit. Yeah. Is stupid. It's a new <laughs> sound. Like, I went back, listened to the earlier stuff, Rodeo, and all that stuff. Days before Rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he's, stuff, yeah. He, he's, he's got it. He's got the juice. Um, and then I split that with Championships. I, mean, I listen to fucking Championships every day, yo, since it came out. Every Today day? I listened to it twice. <laughs> Yo, I'm a big Meek Mill fan. Like my my style for rapping. I didn't know you were to be honest. Like this is news to me. No, no, this is news to me. Like I've been listening to you for like years now. Like 
I don't. Is, I don't talk the street stuff because that's not where I'm. Uh, like that's not. Yeah, that's, not, that's why I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but I still came up from the same shit. I just didn't want to live that type of lifestyle. Right. Right. I have friends that were all doing it. We all have friends that were doing it. I, mm-hmm. I grew up in the fucking hood and shit. Um, but with Meek Mill, just like seeing his journey, I have a lot of respect for it, and I like the fact that he really took this album to talk about his problems, and he still gave us like the bangers that he's known for. Like nobody shuts down a club. Like a Meek Mill joint, like when that shit is hot and DJ drops it, it's, it's over. Um, number one album is Scorpion, um, and it's only the number one album because Drake. Uh, I think he's the number one artist. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone's gonna argue with that. Um, the album itself, I listened to. Maybe a little <laughs> bit. I listened to some of Side B. I'm I'm talking as the number one album because of the numbers and right, like right, everything right. that it did. Uh, all the singles the as well. In the same he is, brand. he is, yeah, okay, he is. I, I think he is the number one artist. So I mean, he'll have the number one album, like he, the most. I'll say in terms of popularity, he's the number one artist. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. In terms of popularity, yeah. yes, yes. Um, but that's what I'm basing these the, the number one album on is just he just exceeded um, all expectations with it, depending on who you talk to, but the majority of people, he went on what, like a 52 day tour, everything sold out. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's incredible. That's man. bananas. Um, side A, I fuck with side mm-hmm. B is, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the girls like that. And he's, he, he has to play to that crowd. Right. At that time you had a lot of like the older artists only dropping five to six, seven track albums. Mm-hmm. And all of the younger artists like Mio's Post Malone, um, Cardi all of them they were dropping like 20 plus a lot of fillers Right. so I was wondering what Drake was going to do I was like Drake are you going to go with the stream guys or are you just going to drop like something concise and like dope um, then you heard it was a double album nobody was sure and then he dropped it as a double album I think of it a lot of it was fillers mm-hmm. but at the same time just what he was able to do with it and the traction that it still elevated him I, th- <coughs> I thought Drake was you know by now he'd be on his way down but that Put him into another stratosphere, so mm-hmm. that that's why it's a yep. one for me. Yeah, everyone wishing for his downfall. It ain't happening. Yet. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> wishing for it. Yeah. I'm just saying it's ridiculous how long this guy has been on a come up. Right. And still it's kind of like in. It's kind of like a LeBron to be honest. Kind of like a LeBron. Like LeBron hasn't. He hasn't declined. He hasn't declined. Uh-oh. No, I'm just trying to think about who had the longest say come up run. Like Kanye was, if you consider his production period, 2001 to maybe mm-hmm. 2000. 13 maybe sure yeah yeah production run yeah i, I can go with maybe that maybe yeah. 16 because of uh life of pablo i like life of pablo so but as a rapper i don't I yeah think he, it, he, might, it, he might be the longest but drake is definitely close as a rapper his as a rapper though he, his reign ended with Jesus. sorry say his, again as a rapper, Kanye's run ended with Jesus as far as like his track record and what have you. Yeah, so yeah, so like his first album came out 2003. 2004. Yeah, Kanye's run Yeah, Jesus was 2013. Yeah, yeah. So like, in Chicago when it came out. But but Kanye's never just been on the radio, never been smashing records. Drake has literally from when he got Set hot. A record broke a record. Yeah, yeah. His own he's, record. He's, he's he's breaking his own. Records. You know what the crazy thing is with Drake? With I didn't realize that he didn't get his first number one record on the charts until maybe like two years ago. Like his first number one record. Just I, him. Yeah, I can't remember which one it was, but someone said that it was his first number one. I'm like bullshit. I don't think like that. yeah, I can't remember which one it was. It wasn't Hotline Bling. It was he just broke some record by the Beatles, fam. Right, I know. Like most, like most. Uh, well, he had seven in the top ten. Yeah, like mo- to yeah, most songs in the, yeah. When Scorpion dropped, he had seven songs in the top ten. Right, 
Like, what the fuck? And that's that's part of the generation that we're in right now. The streaming yeah, it's age. It's just a streaming game. Yeah, exactly. And he plays it. And um, Spotify helped him out a lot with that album, too. Like, mm-hmm. they went hard on the promo and shit yeah. to the point where people were complaining, like, God's plan was on the gospel charts at number one. Gospel charts? Yeah, man. Just because he said God he in it? placed his song That's hilarious. Every char- everything had him. So people were complaining. They're like, it's too much Drake. And Spotify had to refund a bunch of people's money for that for that month. Why? Because of the blowback. Because they were doing unfair practices with um, how they promoted him. Really? For Scorpion, yeah. That's why it smashed all the streams. It's numbers. funny, though, because like, he has a streaming deal with Apple specifically, doesn't he? Or yeah, has that, that expired? Was a while ago. Or has it expired yeah, now? Yeah, oh, okay. Now, now it drops everywhere. Yeah. Oh, okay, now, fair now enough. All right, interesting. Yeah, no, nah, not nah, Drake's on time. I, I have no problem with that. Some people do. But they just they shit. I can't help him out with that. <laughs> all right. Um, and then so our ooh yes, we're almost there, people. We're almost there. Thank y'all for for sticking with us. We still gotta keep it moving though. We still gotta keep it moving. So with that being said, it is time for the next segment, which is the top five artists of the year. So this one, this one's really interesting because it's also another favorite topic of mine as well because it encompasses everything that the artist has done for the entire year and what have you. It's a good way to celebrate the artist. So I figured, you know, let's leave this one for the last before we get to Wanks of the Week, of course. It's kind of like it's kind of like Artist of the Year for like the Grammys or something like that, right? But anyways, I digress. So let's get to it then. Top five artists of 2018 within hip hop. Number five, J Rock. Number four, J Cole. Number three, Drake. Number two, Kendrick Lamar. And number one, Childish Gambino. So I had J-Rock at number five because he had an album that was kind of a sleeper in a sense. But it got critical praise all across the board. And as well, he contributed to the Black Panther soundtrack as well. So you get residual rub off of that too. Um, J. Cole... Like I said before, he came out with the most important hip hop album of twenty of twenty eighteen, and basically he performed at a whole lot of places on national television as well. You know, promoting the album, just talking about what's happening with today's generation of youth as far as hip hop is concerned, with all the littles and all that stuff. When it comes to like Percocets and all that shit, so I'm glad that he used this platform to talk about that because that was very topical. It's very timely, especially when you consider the deaths of so many prominent people within hip in hip hop because of the drug use. And if you think about it, all the people who died in hip pop this year were under 30 like you gotta take that in like that's fucked up under 30 but anyways that speaks for itself drake i gave number three because even though like he broke so many records and what have you i just felt like for me personally when it came to the to the scorpion album it didn't hit the way i wanted to in terms of like the in terms of the the cohesiveness of it side a was very cohesive side b it just felt like a playlist basically of like single after single after single there wasn't really a story behind he it he was everywhere though i, I know he was everywhere and I, and I get that and i get that but oh for me that was just like that was just one thing i i couldn't get past and it just really bothered me that he couldn't get the, I couldn't get that cohesive album that I know he can deliver. And I guess my expectations for him are very high because I know what he can bring to the table because he's that good of an artist, in my opinion. I don't think he did that for me on this album. But again, I understand why he made it the way it was for all business purposes. So I get that. Um, Number two, I gave it to Kendrick because, again, because of the Black Panther soundtrack. You made arguably one of the best albums of the year accompanied with one of the best movies, if not the best movie of the year, the most talked about movie of the year as well. 
So he did all that, and that was like a new venture for him, curating something, right? He's never created a, a, a collaborative effort with multiple artists. Like, that is a hard task to do. You know what I mean? Like, a producer does that. He's not really someone who's considered to be a producer, and he stepped in that role, and he hit it out of the park. So you know who else made a crazy soundtrack this year? Uh, Mike Will Make. Yeah, yeah, for, for Creed 2. Oh, yes. Yo, that's my, that's my ball workout Ooh. soundtrack. Like, he has some hits on there. He has some hits on there. And then Childish Gambino. He was my number one because not only did he operate major success within music, but he did outside of music well. So outside of having two of the biggest singles of the year, he also had easily the biggest video of the year. Like, there's no debate about that. On top of that, he also had another successful run of Atlanta season two. And that a lot of those episodes are talking points all over the internet, especially the Teddy Perkins episode. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but if you haven't watched that one, it's crazy. He has writer credits for, for Black Panther as well because he helped out Ryan Coogler with, with some of the script writing processes as well. Um, and then on top of that, he hosted Saturday Night Live. And Saturday Night Live, that episode that he hosted, has the highest ratings of the year. For, for that particular season of Saturday Night Live. So when it came to the music, when it came to film, when it came to television, the man had his imprint on everything. And I don't think I've seen that from an artist in a very long time where they were the jack of all trades, but they were the master of all of them. The only thing this guy didn't do was put out an album. So imagine I if he actually put that that's out. coming out at the top of next year. I think it is. Yeah. I think or it is. in the making, you know? Yeah. he's already done so much. Exactly. He's teasing us right now. So... <laughs> With all that he's done, like this guy is the modern day Renaissance man. And he's not a jack of all trades, master of none. He masters all of his trades. Like he could be, he's the type of artist who could win a Grammy, an Oscar, a Tony, an Emmy. Like he could do it all. Like he could go for that triple crown. So that's why I have him as my top artist of 2018. Okay. Comments, concerns? I, I can't be mad at that, man. No. No, you backed it up. <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't, I don't actually, fuck you with know your what? number five, but yeah. What was five again? What was five? J Rock. J -Rock. Oh, you don't fuck with that as five. Not really. Why? Not, not with so much that was going on with the artists. Well, the, and again, it's your own opinion. Sure, sure, sure. You you backed it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. I just I'm feel curious. like there was a lot more. Um, wouldn't even say popular, but more topical talked about artists. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, then. Uh, Marcus, you're top five. All right. So I broke the rules on this one. <laughs> of course you did. Of course oh, no, you did. In a good way. I just always going to break the rules. Right? <laughs> it all comes back Why to hip-hop. Why I make the email, damn it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It all comes back to hip-hop. So I made it into a PDF. <laughs> so number five. Number five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Butler. Wait, 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 before, before you go on, just, be, just, just because you brought up basketball, I just want to say, okay. fuck Kentavinus or whatever. How, oh, how Contavious, Contavious. Yeah, fuck Contavious Codwell Pope. Yeah. Is that guy on house arrest? I don't know. But Trevor Reza uh -huh. is involved in the three-team trade. Yeah. Oh, is it official? With the Wizards, Suns, and Grizzlies. So the Lakers, we missed out on Trevor Reza, and I'm pretty sure because Codwell Pope said he doesn't want to waive his trade clause. Trade did not go down. Not with the Lakers. Oh, it went Suns. down with the Wizards, the Suns, and the Grizzlies. Yep. So who did Trevor Ariza go to? Trevor Ariza went to Washington. Um, yeah. He went to Washington. Back to Washington? Yeah, he was on Washington for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, this was a few years back. Yeah, he went He went to Washington. Kelly Oubre went to Memphis. Oh. And Austin Rivers. And, uh, oh, Austin's got two. To Memphis? Uh, no. Austin Rivers, Wayne Seldon, and uh, Marshawn Brooks went to Phoenix. Oh. So Washington's still trying to compete. 
don't know why. These fuckboys are still they trying to compete, defense, eh? Man. Yo, they I thought Bradley Beal was out of there. I thought he was too. Yeah. They, he probably will get moved. I'm not going to lie. As much as I hate the Lakers, I can see him as a good fit with LeBron and the Lakers. They have Kuzma, though. Yeah, but like I would say for as far as like, outside shooting, like he's one of the most consistent outside shooters in the league, yeah, and that's what yeah. LeBron needs. Like yeah. Any LeBron team needs like a, a, a I'm sorry, did you say shooters. we? <laughs> that's your team? Uh, we as in me and LeBron I don't really don't care oh. about the Lakers <laughs> I'm a player fan Fair enough, fair enough I'm not mad at that He, he keeps the same energy So uh, I, 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 I rate him for that um, okay, So hold on, Jimmy Butler Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. I, I, I could justify this one That's hilarious, please Okay, so number five, Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler Number four, Travis Scott Okay Number three, the whole cast of Black Panther Okay, sure. Number, <laughs> okay, I'm not mad at that. Shit. Number two, uh-huh. Kendrick. Okay. Oh, shit. And number one, Kanye West. Okay, All hold right. on, hold on. Okay. Guy. Just because you're the top you had, doesn't mean it's for good reasons. You had exactly. one hot take. Exactly. We don't need two. <laughs> but fuck it. So, Go. Jimmy Butler. Okay. Yes, please. That's hilarious. My man is a goon. I love this dude now. So, you show up late to work. <laughs> then you... <laughs> You take the third stringers and you beat up on your coworkers, <laughs> and then you leave work early, yelling that they need you, and then you tell uh, Rachel Nichols, "Hey, um, you might want to come over here to uh, Minnesota. Somebody be going down." So you have this premeditated. Yeah, she's not leaving L.A. just to show up to Minnesota. Right. She. she so he. Brought her in and sat down on national TV. Said, "Oh, I'm so passionate. So that's yeah. why I had to beat up on my coworkers. Right? And I had to, t- yo. We talk about streets and hip hop. What's more streets and hip hop than that? I hope he went up to Carl Anthony Towns during practice and said, "Is this your kid? Is this him? He's supposed to lead you a point, steals and assists. That's him. Him." <laughs> I'll to show up in the playoffs before he, anybody rates him again, man. Oh, man. Yeah, so, he turned into a ghost last year. I remember that. So my parallels is that if if Jimmy Butler was a hip-hop mm. artist, uh-huh. that, is a hip-hop, that is a hip-hop artist. Fair. That's kind of like 50 Cent in yeah. a way. Uh, number, four, uh, number four, Travis Scott. So okay. real simple. Again, we talked about his productions, how I feel, how he impressed me. I think... I put him on this list because that concert concept that he has, yeah. the amusement park, crazy. That is, I don't. I, I looked it up. No one's ever done anything like that before, and I didn't get the chance to see it in Toronto. But apparently, it was nuts. The Travis Scott show. Yeah, I went. So how yeah. was it? Like, was it as amazing? <laughs> it was a ting. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. So the the first wheel, right? So he has the first wheel. Uh, and then a roller coaster set up from one side to the next. So there's mosh pits fucking everywhere, fam. So he's on one side, and he was, like, doing, like, a cycle, like if he was going to disappear. And people started running like ants, fam. Because I'm up top looking down, but he didn't actually go down. He just went to the side to come back, so they ran back. I'm like, mm. holy shit. But anyways, he dips down, comes over to the next side. They run over. Then they sit across the roller coaster from one side to the next. He'll pick a fan or something. Yeah. And they ride across, and he's... That's crazy. I've never yo. seen so much energy in an arena, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I appreciate were, that. Like, it was electric, basically. Holy smokes. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, after a while, it becomes overwhelming on the ear. Right, right. Because all the auto-tune, but yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was crazy. Like, I'm, uh, so, again, what I do professionally, I do a lot of experiential design stuff, okay. development. And I th- when, I heard, when I heard what he was doing with that concert, mm. I was like, that's, A, innovative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's next level. Um, original. Like, it's just so many, you know, great words you could put onto it. So yeah. that's why I said, this guy has to be on my list because... Mm-hmm. When it comes to that live performance, mm. like I don't think anyone was messing with him this year. Mm. Right. No, yeah. no. Probably, probably not, not messing with him for a while. Right. right. Yeah. Um, my number three, the whole okay, the whole cast of Black Panther. Right. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about the impact of not only that album, that movie. Yeah. And I think 
for me, again, Black Panther came out the beginning of the year. Yeah. For the whole entire year, even until Black like, History Month. Black History Month. <laughs> for the Grammys. We like, see you, Marvel. We see you. <laughs> the culture. But yeah. I mean, they weren't like your typical phase. It's not like you no know, Kendra from the years before mm-hmm. or whoever. These guys were like, hey, we made a movie with a bunch of like African characters, black mm-hmm. African characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Marvel film. Mm-hmm. That's, that's big in its own. Right. They just became, to me, the face of the culture as a group. Mm-hmm. It's not like um, a lot of actors, they might work in a movie together, they do some promo and they split away. No, these guys were like literally together. They're, mm-hmm. You see them in magazines, you see them yeah. show A lot together, of their press runs, they were together, to yeah. And they, they got it. They got what they were doing, they got their significance in history, they got their significance to, mm-hmm. to pop culture, right. mass media. So that's why I had to give them number three. Kendrick, again, the sound, putting together the soundtrack, mm-hmm. um, winning awards that... Rappers are not supposed yep. to be winning. The Pulitzer, yep. Still relevant, putting on good shows. He's still that that voice. Like, uh, I hate the, I hate to use the term like real hip hop. Like, I don't think right, that's right, right. Isn't right. But if you were to use that term, like, like Drake is the pop god. Yeah. Okay, fine. Kendrick and that's is, fair. Yeah. Kendrick, I mean, rap god. Rap god. I feel like Kendrick is in that lane where like you can operate between pop and rap. Like, there's a fine yes. line, yes. and a Kendrick aesthetically at the very least can. Uh, catered to like the Uber underground backpack crowd where that they want that real thing back, so to speak. He can cater to that and still do major numbers as well. He's just like, he's just like low key pop because yeah. he doesn't have that image or anything. Or like I that. found it amazing that after Damn last year, yeah, which are like best album of best last album year, last year, like, like yeah, touchable by anybody else. Mm-hmm. He was able to kind of still hold that plateau, yeah, without dropping an album. He dropped a compilation, yeah. and just did his regular business. Yeah. Again, I gave him number two for that. Yeah, he hasn't had a misstep yet. And I, my number one, Kanye. All right. So like I said, you're not... Oh, <laughs> Times Man of the Year is not always the greatest man on earth. I have him on honorable mentions. So okay. the fact that he has been in everyone's voices for as long, mm-hmm. doing what he has did, mm-hmm. still put out some, some good albums. Decent albums. Just, there's some good ones, and then the ones that are bad kind of pull them back. There's more bad than good. I think there's more bad. Than Listen, I've but seen also, toilet paper with shit stains that look better than Kanye's album. Man, <laughs> fuck out of here. But at the same, at the end of the day, though, that is who he is, who he's been since we've known him as a rapper. Right? He's always Kanye's two things. I'm honest, and I don't know when to keep my mouth shut, so I'm just going to tell you the way it is. Kanye's never like he's never really. He's always just told you what is on his mind and his feelings. Right. It's never really about been about hate. And I guess he's at the point in his life where you know things are not he, things are trifling for Kanye. Mm-hmm. He's in a he's in a rough place. He's in a tough times. Mm-hmm. Yet he's still it's, it's almost like he's a true MC or true artist where he's like, hey, you know what? I might be going through junk right now, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to tell you the way it is in a, my creative way. Mm-hmm. Is it my best work? No. <laughs> but at the end of the day, though, it's probably a big part of the Kanye story, whatever that may look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had to give him number one because throughout all the year, right, all right. throughout the year. <laughs> We but, did not talk about Kanye at some point. Are you still listening to his music actively when he says he's putting it out? Will yeah. you still rush for it, even though he's going off? Oh, yeah. Twitter yeah, when or... that month of June, I was like, I know this is not going to be great, mm. but I have to listen to it. It's like, um, it's like, it was like Howard Stern, a big radio guy. Mm-hmm. People used to say, um, I don't like what he's saying, but I can't turn the dial because I'm interested in what he's going to say next. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. Kanye is like... I have a feeling Kanye isn't going to put out something that's not so great, mm-hmm. but I am going to listen because I'm going to see if he proves me wrong. Right. 
Yeah, you'll, you'll at least give him the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not, there's not a lot of artists we'll do that with, but I'll give Kanye that blind. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, man. All right. I have some stuff to say about Kai, but I'll leave that for later, though. I'll leave it for later. Uh-oh, he's coming up again? He's coming up again. He's coming up again. I'll leave it for later, though. There's only one topic left, so I know where he's coming up. There you, <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, Ajay, you give us uh, our top five artists. So, so my five, uh, again, not necessarily because of doing good mm-hmm. or because of doing bad, but popularity and just name continuously coming up throughout the year. Um, right. Number five, guys, Takashi 69 <laughs> um, this kid, like, call, say whatever you want. He but, is a bucket. <laughs> like I said, say whatever you want, but he knows how to keep himself relevant. And like, I don't know if you remember for a few months he was going on tour or whatnot, and he was. I don't agree with so much beefing with the artist, mm-hmm. but to go into their neck of the woods and to, to take videos, I'm in your hood, like just to stir up that controversy. Stupid. Mind you, whatever repercussions come with it, I mean, that's at your own risk. You're an idiot. Yeah, he might be facing name, life in prison. He got his name buzzing. Yeah, he got his name buzzing in the streets, and I mean. But was it all worth it at the end, though? That's the thing. See, maybe he knew there was a ticking time bomb, so let me just do what I can do now. Let me just get my name popping. But that's stupid, though. You're losing out on money. At the end of the day, yeah, it is stupid, but co-branding with 50 Cent and, and just stirring shit up with other people to be that annoyance. Like, it just sort of has always had his name. And then 50 turned back and was like, yo, don't call my phone <laughs> if the feds are <laughs> arguing. You ain't my, my son no more. What's your GZ like? If you get jammed up, don't call my name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's why I had his number five. Number four, uh, J. Cole. K.O.D., for what it was, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. we needed that album for its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a standout album for me. I always want more from J. Cole. Like, yep. I, I feel the albums could always be a little yep. longer. So this little tease of that 1985 intro, and I thought another album was still coming this yeah. year, because that's the anticipation that he left, the impression. I was like, right. damn, man. I wanted it, man. Where, where is it at, man? Yeah. You know what I mean? So to, to me, it was a standout album. Um because it wasn't long enough, I do find myself going back to it more and more and more. I am addicted to the album, so I had to put mm-hmm. it as four. Number three, Ty Dolla Sign. Um, as a featured artist, he was almost on every single hot album this year. Right. And, and not a lot of people recognize it. It may have been like a, ooh, yeah, in the background, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was on that track. He had something to do, where if, whether it was writing or just being a part of the record. He was on the Drake album. He was on the Kanye album. I think he was on Kids. Was he on Kids? He goes, he was on Ye. Yeah, he was uh, on um, Black Panther soundtrack. And he was on that Ooh, as well. Who, Tyler Osai? I don't think he, he was. He, oh, what song was it? I have a look it up. I think he did. Like, some I, guess, some yeah, I, love. Yeah. I think he was credited on that album. Okay. Real, real quick before you go to number two. In your, in your estimation, based on like what you just said about Tyler Osai, is he this generation's Nate Dogg in that, in that respect? Uh-oh. No one knows. No one is Nate Dogg. I, 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 no, no, I'm yeah, not trying to say yeah, Nate Dogg. Yeah, He's yeah, like yeah, Nate no, Dogg. No, no but like in that respect, as, as far as collaborating with so many different artists and being the hook guy. Like, He's, is, is he... of, of 2018, he's been that guy. Okay. Now there's some cocaine. Up. Oh, no, 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 no. I already see that, bro. No, no, no. The reason I'm thinking because I had I remember saying once that this person's the next Nate Dogg. Keep on talking. Oh, you who it was? I'm trying to remember who it was because it was a good example. So yeah, for the year 2018, I'd I'd love to see what 2019 has for him. Hopefully, it's prosperous and he's not locked up in the bin because right now there's some allegations and man might be going somewhere. Oh no, he got me too. Cocaine up to 10 years. Oh shit. Um. Stay strong, hashtag stay strong. <laughs> stay strong. And um, he, he's number Hashtag three. stop messing up. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what comes of 2019. If, if he's still out, then I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what he does. Right. There. Number two, I'm going to have to say Travis Scott. Um, crazy body of work, and I like that follow-up from his previous album. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I missed it. I wanted to go on that tour, and I didn't get to go to it. Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight. He came out on the Eagle, and apparently it was oh, crazy, shit. man. So my sister told me about it. I'm like, yo, there's no way I'm missing this next concert, right. man. And so like, he, he's a showman, basically. His stage presence is just crazy, okay. man. Like, I missed Sheck West. That was the opening act, and then it was Gunna for 10, 15 minutes. And then I turned to grab my drink, and I heard the intro, Stargazing, and I just turned, and I'm like, oh, shit, uh, man. Like, he came out, right. and everybody was just, There was a lot of white kids, yo. I'm like, not surprised. Like more than white I would kids ex- go to hip hop. More than I would expect. Like yeah. they were mosh pitting and running around. Like it was. Yeah, all the crazy white kids. They love that shit. Music, like I remember. <laughs> I remember like what a couple of years ago. Mix, yeah. 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 I remember like a year ago, two years ago. I remember there was like a big concert where it was. I think it was Migos, Two Chains, Tory Lanez, whatever. Okay. And I was coming back home. I think it was like a Tuesday night, whatever. I was coming back home, and every single person I was on that train just came from that concert. And everyone's lit as fuck. And like, ah, da, 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 da. I'm just sitting on the train. I'm just like, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Yo, let me turn on my headphones real quick. I can't deal with this right now. I'm not trying to turn on. I got to work tomorrow morning, man. <laughs> but yeah, yo, White Kids are on it. They've been on it. His album was good. Stage presence was great. And I'd love to see what his follow-up was for 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel that he's always sort of been, at least on his come-up, Kanye's um, protege. A lot a lot of Kanye's earlier uh, work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of Kanye's experiments and whatnot. Travis Scott was a part of that. He mm-hmm. was in that incubator helping with those projects. And right. I feel what Travis Scott... Kind of like what Cuddy did for him back in like 08, 09, yeah, exactly. basically. So yeah. I feel what Travis Scott was able to do on his body of work is what he's been doing for the last couple of years for Kanye. Now, right. Whether they're still working together or not, let's see if Kanye can still sort yeah, of... Yeah, especially with his collaborations with Drake and all that. If you ain't come with the juice, obviously it was come from somewhere and right. it's Astroworld. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. Number two, and then number one, hands down, I'm going to go with Drake because... Uh, the album, like I said, from top to bottom, it was a great album. I do yeah. feel it could be condensed, yeah, A and B to make one solid listen through beginning and end. But for the the single to go diamond, mm-hmm. uh, for him to have gone on such a large tour, for him to still be popping and have such longevity after so many years, mm-hmm. the, the torch keep it keep it going, dog. For sure, <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Uh, Paul, your uh, top five. Okay, so my top five again. This is just based more or less around. I guess the drama, right? Not so much what they did as an artist. Right. Some of them, some of them, yeah. Right. So number five is Kanye West, just because every two weeks you heard about this guy, <laughs> whether he's tweeting some stupid shit, yeah. if he's releasing an album, whatever. Um, so we all know the drama behind Kanye West. Number four, Meek Mill, just following his journey, him coming out, dropping the album and whatnot, and all the prison reform. He's um, no, nobody. Nobody's really doing that, you know, and he. Whether or not you're going to say it's it's for the publicity or he's doing it because whatever it is, he's leaving a legacy. And when we look back on his career, that's going to be a part of, hey, this is one of the first guys who actually actively was fighting um, against that prison reform to, to help the people in the streets. Because we all know how it works. You get locked up. They keep you in jail. They don't give you bond. You lose your job. You Now you can't bond out. You end up losing more or less. You can't afford a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. Now you're in jail for two years over, like, a fucking two grams of weed in the States. That's just how it is. That's how the system's set up, and it's bullshit. So for him to be speaking out on that, I think that's really big, especially someone that holds a lot of, like, weight as Meek Mill. Because not a lot of rappers, not a lot of gangster rappers have been hot for that long like he has, like street guys. You look at Future, um, Future doesn't stand for shit. He's just dropping his music and whatnot, you know what I mean? Meek Mill is one of the few street guys who are actually saying, yo, I'm going to kick you some knowledge too. So he's one of my top artists this year. (laughs) 
He doesn't think so. As soon as you said Meek, I'm like, let me look at this guy. Because he's comparing Meek to like J. Cole and all these other guys. No, no, no. You got to remember, Meek, okay, Meek is every every rapper's, I'm going to say not every rapper, but like every street rapper dream, man. Like, he was like the top freestyler or the top battle rapper from where he was from. Really hard as fuck. Okay? He came up, (laughs) had the streets buzzing, killing it with the singles, went to jail. Everybody was waiting for this guy to drop. Comes out, drops his shit, takes over, hooks up with Maybach Music, just slaughters everything, goes back to jail, comes out. Now, this is like the second part of his career where he's you think trying to evolve. And you have to appreciate where he's coming from. He is the, the, like, he is the street dream. Like, he embodies that. So for those who don't see it because we're on the radio, <laughs> Daniel has his hands in front of his face like he's on a heads old down. school Tupac album brain. <laughs> All right. I got two things. I got two things to say before you go on your list. Two things. So about, about the point you made about him being the best rap, battle rapper from his area, I guess. If that's the case, then that must be a terrible area for battle rapping. Yeah, but he was like Because Meek Mill is one of the worst battle rappers I've ever heard in my life. For somebody who claims to be from that culture, I've never seen one man take so many L's in battle rap. He takes as many L's in battle rap as Alonzo Mourning did for facials whenever he tried to block a man. Like, this guy lost against Cassidy. He lost against Kendrick. And we all know he lost against Drake. And this guy claims to be a battle rapper. And the joke is, he's the one who started the rap beef with Drake. And it took him, what, a week, two weeks to, to for him to come back to two responses that Drake already gave him? Yeah. And Drake's supposed back to be the non-hip-hop guy? He's supposed to be the non-hip-hop guy, but yet you let Drake body you. And it's to the point where that song got played throughout the entire summer, and it got nominated for a Grammy? Like yeah, that, no, like Meek, that's Meek. a that's a cherry on top, man. That's Come on, don't don't forget, Meek Mill took major L's, even with the whole Nicki and Nicki leaving him too. Like, yeah. everybody counted him out he for bounced dead. Back nice. dog. He bounced back, and now he's back. So like, uh, okay. And I and you know, I'll give him credit. I will give him credit for the bounce back. I'll give him credit for that. That's hard to come back, man. Right. Like, Hip hop is very hard to come. It back. is. And that leads me to number two, this whole thing about prison reform and all that stuff. I get it. I agree 100%. Like, the, the prison pipeline system is corrupt as fuck in America, especially, right? Because it's all systemic, it's all institutionalized and what have you. What I hate, not from him, but I just, just, I guess just from the general public, they try to compare Meek to your average everyday citizen. We have to remember that Meek was sentenced to a two to four year stint. He got out in six months. The average person, like you would, like you, you, everyone in this, in this building, we would have gone to prison for like five years minimum because we don't have that celebrity aura around us. We're the average everyday working class citizen. We don't get the privileges that celebrities do, whether you're a rapper, actor, whatever the case may be. So the fact that people were out here for the entire year comparing him to people like Sandra Bland or or or, or Eric Garner. Or or Philando Castile, in, people in, in the in the way that it was unjust. But those people don't have the privilege that Meek Mill had for being a celebrity, which is why when he got incarcerated, it was for less than a year. Like they don't have those privileges. They don't have a, a record label or an agent that they can go to be like, "Yo, get me out of here." They don't have that. They but don't have those like, privileges. Know, but you're looking at it like as if it's like he's a celebrity. So no, it's because Meek Mill employs thousands of people. Like he's literally has an office of people working for him in his career. So when he's locked up, a whole section of like that mm-hmm. what he represents, people are out of work. And, and I and, and I that's why celebrities are given celebrity privilege when they go to jail and shit. Because they literally fucking But if that's the case that's a, 
that's joined up with them. But if that's the case, then don't like. I'm not saying that you do this, but I'm saying if that's the case, don't make the comparison between him, somebody who has a network of people who work for him, and people who are just working paycheck to paycheck just to survive. Of course, and if you're on Twitter, you're going to see, on Facebook, you're going to see those stupid comparisons. Exactly, and that's what I hated the most. So I'm not really playing that on Meek, and and I'll keep the same energy that I had like six months ago when we first found out about the verdict. Yes, the the, the judge that was working uh, his case was corrupt to sell as far as like, like having to put on parole for for ten years straight and what have you. But if you know that you're getting a bad rap from your judge, you and your and your and your lawyer team should make a complaint or should make an appeal to the district attorney to have a different judge reinstated for the presidings of your case. And because you know you're under that microscope uh, of being under parole and violating the terms of parole and what have you, you just gotta move smarter. Move smarter. You can't keep doing all these knucklehead things that you feel like you can get away with because you feel like you're untouchable. You can't do that because they're going to screw you over. I'm going to say I want him to go to jail, but at the same time when we, when we found out that he got a prison sentence, I was like, were we surprised? Were we surprised? It wasn't the fact that he went to jail for popping a wheelie. It was the fact that there were so many things that, <laughs> that led up to that that got him that sentence in the first yeah, he, place. He was acting very reckless. Yeah, and I'm saying, Meek, you got to move smarter. That's why I'm like, I'm not surprised. He knows now. You he dropped knows. the fucking ball. So now you want to be on your black power and all that stuff. Fine, that's cool. Just as long as you you learned your lesson. You learned your lesson. And I'm sorry, but I can't call this man a gangster, man. Like, like, he's not a gangster. He's now, not. Now you know he's not. When I you have... What meek you, my number three. Yeah, <laughs> like when, when you have... When you have a... When you when you go up in front of the judge telling you, oh, I'm not really a gangster, I'll just do this shit for the money, like I do this for entertainment. And when you're crying in front of the judge, in front of your, in front of your then-girlfriend, Nikki, it's like... You lost your street credit, in my opinion, at that point. Like, I get it. Rap is entertainment. But when you're trying to fake the funk, be like, yeah, this is what I do. This is what I do. And then that stuff happens. I'm sorry, but your G card gets taken away. And I feel I find it so funny that despite all that that's happened, that's been documented and what have you, people will still give ratings to Meek, but then they'll still clown somebody like Drake. I, d- I don't understand. I don't understand. So I'm just leaving it at that. But anyways, go back to the rest of your list. <laughs> <laughs> now you can finish your list. <laughs> this guy, fucking, you hate me, okay? Oh, I just, um, yeah. Number three, Takashi Six Nine, just because he was the hottest <laughs> fucking name um, in 2018. He was literally. a bigger troll than Azealia Banks, man. That's that's hard to do. That's really hard to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what he was. His whole come up is based on that, uh, right? Troll. Yeah. Takashi Six Nine before he like did the whole blood shit, mm-hmm. he was just another emo rapper online trying to make it, mm-hmm. and then he linked up with those guys, and mm-hmm. they and the rest is history, right? So you always got to top. It's like that Boot Gang guy. Mm-hmm. You always got to top the next act that you're doing to get more publicity. Listen, and more, man, I ain't dying my hair, and I ain't no. on my face. <laughs> you know, it's funny. hit it with the stiff, yeah. out, man. <laughs> I hope it was worth the the year for him, but. He's just a footnote in hip hop history now. Like yeah, he, he exactly. screwed himself. It's in funny. five years, you only remember. He's just like Trinidad James. Like, there yeah. you go. No, he was actually my number five on my list, and I bumped him for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler, I'll never get over that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this back. I'm just gonna laugh my ass off. Uh, number two, Travis Scott. Same reasons why everybody else is saying it. And right. number one, Drake. Exact same reasons. Just two, two breakout years for them. Right, right. Mm-hmm. All right then. So with that said, does anyone want to delegate on that list, or is it? Pretty fair and square. Uh, other than your meat mill beatdown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 there's a lot of time coming, man. 
Final episode of the year. How did you suck? <laughs> All right, then. So with that said, let's go to our final topic of the evening. And if you're still rocking with us, I appreciate it greatly because we're now running on three hours, ladies and gentlemen. But, hey, it had to be done. I haven't been here for the last two weeks, and we have to get it for you real rugged, real raw and rugged as it is. So with that being said, let's get to the final topic of the night, the top five wanksters of the week. And I feel like this drop in particular is most appropriate. All right, then. So, same as before, top five from five to one. Five being the lowest, one oh, being the highest. Five wanksters. Yeah. Oh, you. how much did you get? How much did you get? I thought we were coming with one wankster. No, 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 no. We all have our own personal top five based on the list that I sent you guys. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So, with that said, I have my five, so I will start off. So, number five, I give it to uh, the most annoying YouTuber of life, Nicole Arbor, for her terrible rendition of This Is America. Um, number four, I gave it to Monique for <coughs> defending Roseanne despite her racist tirade towards the president of NBC. Um, number three, I gave it to H&M as a conglomerate for that uh, coolest monkey in the jungle campaign that they did with the little black boy. Um, number two, I gave it to Kanye for his visit to the White House with Trump. And then number one, I gave it to Kanye for saying that 400 years of slavery was a choice. You're a fucking idiot. Um, so now let me backtrack and go by why I listed everything from five to one and all that. So Nicole Arbor, like she's probably the most hated YouTube per personality right now for the last few years, I would say. And her rendition of This Is America, the video parody, was terrible. It completely took away from the original concepts of the video. And she tried to say that it was all about women empowerment. But like, if that's what you wanted to go for, then why would you do half of the things that you did in the video? You just wanted cheap laughs. And like, no one could take you seriously. And she's from Hamilton as well. So like, that lets you know something. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Listen, come on. We, we, we know Hamilton's kind of dirty, man. It's like, it's like, it's kind of like Oshawa, but like on the other side, like the west side, Joshua. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> number four. Number I'm from four. Hamilton, by the way. So. I, was, I, was say, I, I grew, hitting, I grew I up in Hamilton. Listen, I was born in Hamilton too, so I'm allowed to say that shit. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, so number four, I gave to Monique because she was siding with somebody who made racist comments, yet her whole campaign for the past year has been campaigning for the rights for black women in comedy in particular. So you're trying to campaign and trying to be, you know, the next Coretta Scott King as far as speaking for women of color in the, in the entertainment industry, yet you side with a woman who basically called you and people who look like you the most racist things under the sun. And she only sided with her because she was the only woman, quote unquote, who who did her a favor back in the day by appearing on her show, which aired, what, 16 years ago, basically. And I guarantee that Rosen hasn't spoken to her since. So I, I thought that was very contradictory of her, and I think Monique is a fraud in, in, in my eyes, to be honest. So screw her. Um, <laughs> number three, I had to get the... <laughs> Yo, it's all coming out today. Number three, I gave to H&M because... They're just they're just tone deaf, man. You like somebody in that marketing room had to yeah. think to themselves that putting a shirt that says "coolest monkey in the jungle" on a dark skinned black boy. I mean, it doesn't even matter what the skin tone was. Like this kid was black, and you put "monkey" on his shirt, and no one thought that that was a bad idea. There could have been at least one person to say, "Hey guys, you can still do this if you want, but we might get backlash." I'm just saying. Just mine. Yeah, and then they ended up losing a shit ton of money because a lot of people pulled back. Like, Beyonce pulled back as a spokesperson. The weekend did on top of a whole bunch of other people. Then number two, I gave to Kanye for his visit to the White House because that shit was a hot mess. 
that I watched that three times just to, so I, I so I had like a fair opinion on it. I'm like, man, like some of the stuff you say, I'm like, okay, I see where you're trying to get at, but you're not explaining it properly, and you're explaining it to a guy who's not even going to implement anything that you're saying. Like when he's talking about the I plane and like how our president has to be in the flyest plane, and how he looks at him like a father figure, and he couldn't really rock with Hillary because Hillary's a woman. Like, dude, dude. And then number one again, Kanye. For the 400 years of slavery was a choice thing. I don't. The thing I hate about Kanye apologists is this: they always say, "Oh, well, you know, Kanye, he just doesn't know how to articulate things." So does that mean that it's right for him to say that shit? Because we all know if anybody else says shit like this, we would roast them. We would roast them. But because we can't keep the same energy for somebody who made us feel a certain way in 2004 or whatever, we have to be like, no, guys, no, it's not his fault. It's it's mental health. No, no, shut the fuck up. No, he did wrong. Keep that same energy. He did wrong. He said wrong. He denigrated an entire group of people. And I don't care what he was trying to say. He is our grown man, and he has been in the public spotlight for the longest time. He knows what he should say and what he shouldn't say. And, yes, you have freedom of speech, but you also have the freedom to get backlash for whatever you do say. And for him to say something like that, especially for the content that he's put out over the years, is completely irresponsible of him to say. And for him to say, oh, I'm sorry, I just want positive energy, guys. No, shut the fuck up. You did it for a sneaker rollout. You did it for an album rollout. We know what you do. Whenever you speak in the public spotlight, you know it's because you're rolling out something. Just today, he was talking about how Drake said this, that, and a third or whatever overall on Twitter. And come to find out, he's released a new pair of Yeezy 350s. Big fucking surprise. So, Kanye, fuck you for using Black Struggle as a way to roll out whatever shit album that he came out this year. Fuck you forever. And the Kanye that I knew and loved is dead. I don't give a shit anymore. Like, I topped off the Kanye bandwagon about four years ago, and I'm glad I did. Because I'm watching from the shore right now. I'm seeing that Titanic sink lower and lower with all the Kanye apologists okay, so, on it. So, so let me say this, because I'm not a Kanye apologist, but mm -hmm. I do fuck with Kanye, and I'm like, I hate what he's doing, but Kanye's my man. So when he was saying J um, George Bush doesn't like black people, right. when he went and um, interrupted... Um, was it Taylor the, Swift? Yeah, it was Taylor Swift right, right, right. or whatever. Right. And Kanye, when he was doing all of the funny, positive shit that right. the black community liked... right. And everybody else is giving him backlash, and we were backing him up, saying this, right. this, and that. Right. But now that he switched sides, or people are allowed to grow, whether it's his mental illness, or he finds himself as a hardcore Republican, or just wants to be on that side of history, right? Um, how do you feel? Because to me, it's like everybody was like, "Oh, we love him when he was doing this right. against them," but right. now that he's on their side, it's like, "Oh, fuck Kanye." But Kanye is Kanye. Like whether or not he's doing it on what side, it's mm -hmm. just. That's just who he is. I'll say this. So I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for myself personally. When he said the stuff about George Bush, like that was totally unexpected, but he wasn't completely wrong because the way they handled the FEMA situation with Hurricane Katrina, they didn't give people enough time to evacuate and they didn't uh, provide enough resources for them to replenish themselves once a hurricane actually hit. Like It was to the point where the New Orleans Hornets at the time had to play in Oklahoma City for like a season and a half because New Orleans still had to recover from what had just happened. So I'm not mad at him for saying that. I was caught off guard by that, but I'm like, he's, he kind of has a point. Um, should he have said on that platform? That's the one that's always up for debate. But either way, I think something had to be said about how that situation was handled. Now, when it came to the Taylor Swift thing, I thought that was stupid of him. Because sure. even though you didn't agree with the decision from – it was the VMAs, I think, right? Yeah. Even though you didn't agree with that decision, that doesn't mean that she doesn't deserve that award. And who are you to say? Exactly. Who are you to say? You're, you're not a part of that committee. You know what I mean? If you want to have a say in it, then apply to be a part of that committee. Like, did Beyonce have one of the hottest videos of all time? 
sure, maybe, but that's not your call to make. Like, you shouldn't be taking that moment away from him. So when he did that, I'm like, man, Kanye, you fucked up, man. Like, you fucked up. Like, I like you and everything, but, like, nah, you, you got to take the L on that. So that's me personally. So it's not about me taking sides or whatever. It's just that some of the things that he says, like, they, they lack responsibility, and it, co- it completely goes against what he has said in his music as well. Because normally I'm the type of person that says you can separate the, the music, uh, the artist from the actual person behind the artist, basically. Yeah. But with Kanye West, what he says on and off the mic are almost one and the same in a sense. So what you get from Kanye off the mic is what you get from Kanye on the mic in terms of subject matter as far as what he said in the past and what have you. So that's why for me, I hate it when he's in this position when you're talking about stuff that affects people to this day. Like slavery still has long-term effects. Like we are privileged in Canada as black Canadians because we can tie our heritage immediately to our parents, right? It's like you being Jamaican, you being Jamaican, you being from uh, Gambia, right? The Gambia, yeah. And me being Ghanaian, Nigerian, we can tie that immediately to our parents, right? With Americans, they can just say, oh, I'm black. You know what I mean? We're, they can go to their Asian friend, they can be like, yeah, I'm Chinese. They can go to their Arabic friend and be like, yeah, I'm from uh, Morocco, for example. But it's me, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm black. And like they can't trace that back. You know what I mean? So when you have stuff like that where you are fully aware and conscious of and then you make a jackassery moment of yourself by saying that 400 years of slavery was a choice, dude, that is irresponsible as fuck. And now people like Fox News and all these other like far-right media uh, pundits are going to be like, yeah, he's we, we, you guys need to be like him. Why can't you be more like him? You know what I mean? I don't care that he's a Republican. That's your choice. But don't make ignorant rhetoric like that. That's fucked up. That's fucked up, man. Especially when you have a legion of people who look up to you. I think he's since then apologized, if I'm not mistaken. But his apologies don't mean shit because yeah. whenever he does apologize, he's he'll do it on Twitter and then he's just selling something again. Mm. So it means nothing to me. That's why I don't fuck with him anymore. So his next album you won't be. I don't give a shit. Okay. I don't give a shit. I'm done caring for him. Right. Like even when his last out this latest album came out this year. It took me like a month or two before I, I went to it. I waited to the second week to get it because I didn't want to give him his first week, first week number. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't fuck with him. I don't fuck with him at all, man. Like, <laughs> nah. Out of spite. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Because in hip-hop, that's what they care about, your first week. Right, exactly. But, yeah, nah, I don't I don't mess with Kanye anymore. He can come out with a classic album, and it's just like, I'll listen to it on my own time. But I'm not going to rush to it. Like, I'm I'm done with Kanye. Like, with the, with the generation that we're in right now, with the Kendricks that we have, the, the J. Coles, sure, even even the Travis Scott's. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of Travis Scott, just because I don't listen to his music that often. But, like, with so much variety in hip-hop today, why should I have to cling on to Kanye? True. Why? If I want to listen to Kanye, I'll go back from stuff from 04 to 10. But that's it. That stuff, okay. That's it. Damn. All right. Uh, Marcus, <laughs> you're, you're top five waxes. <laughs> so, number five. Uh, all the people there said that you can't be pro- pro-black and date out of, yep. your, out of your color. Preach! Sorry. I hate every single one of those people. I agree with but, but please, I, get, I, I agree with them. Yeah. So my number four. Um, Idiots. The guy. The no tips. The guy who got hard fouled and then called the police. Yeah, yeah, I heard about <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just crazy, man. Uh, number three, Bette Miller's saying that. Um, oh yeah. Women, women are the new N word. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was stupid. Number two, people destroying their Nikes. Yo, shit! I forgot to add that shit. And number one, <laughs> that's Ma- an honorable mention. <laughs> Megan Kelly saying that she's all right with blackface. Oh yeah. 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 That idiot. So, um, so to break them all down, 
pro black, being pro black and not dating, like yeah, your your political or socio political views have nothing to do with your rom- romantic preferences. Like, but how how deep does pro black go? Are we talking about pro black where you only support black businesses? Because there's some people who are like that, and those are the people who are saying you can't date outside of your race. But that's stupid. That kind of that's still stupid. I can still support a black owned business. Like if if. If Audrey wants to sell me one of his shirts, for example, I'm going to buy that, no problem. I'm not going to say, oh, well, because you've dated a white woman in the past, I'm not going to buy it from you. And That has nothing to do with the content that he creates. So why should I not support someone because of their dating preference? If they were to say, if they were to make ignorant comments about people's dating preferences, so, that's a different thing. So then how about, is it Tariq Nasheed? Who, who's oh, him and Dr. Umar Johnson yeah, yeah, and all these, Johnson. yeah, all these hoteps. Okay, but those are the guys who preach pro-back, pro-back, pro Right, black, mm-hmm. and then you look in their past or even recent. Yeah, they they hook up with white women. Yeah, they're false prophets. Mm. That's, that's exactly what that's, they are. But that's where the outrage comes from. It's from those people who constantly preach it, preach it, preach it. Right, and then behind closed doors. You're right, and I would say to the people who support them, know who you support before you follow somebody. You can't just follow somebody because the rhetoric that they're that they're spewing out is from like somewhat of a black academia standpoint and because you don't know anybody it's like oh he sounds intelligent yeah I think he's right about no like investigate on what he's saying and then formulate your opinion before I didn't know what to think about them until I kind of dive deeper into their history and then deeper into their rhetoric and afterwards I'm like no I'm not supporting this guy and like those are the types of people who only see black as like one monolithic group and I don't agree with that at all like you can as a black individual you can define what, what being black means to you you know what I mean? It doesn't have to fall in line with the stereotype or anything like that. Like, I've seen black punk rockers and all that stuff. I think that shit is dope, right? Like, because that thing is not stereotypically seen as black, even though punk rock was started by black people once upon a time ago. But that's neither here nor there. But basically what I'm trying to say is, like, those people like them, they're false prophets because of the rhetoric that they're spewing out, but they don't actually live it. They don't actually preach it. You got uh, Umar Johnson talking about, yeah, I'm going to build this school in this area or whatever. That area still hasn't been touched yet. Meanwhile, LeBron James has been building a school. Like That's already grand opening, yeah, right? We're talking about influence. E- e- exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Your political views, whatever, or whatever the case would be. Like, unless you're talking about black love, for example. Like, if you are very adamant on preaching about, um, you know, the black household, et cetera, et cetera, then... Even though I don't completely agree with it per se, if that's your stance, then fine. But like, if you get caught slipping with somebody who's non-black, then that's their ass right there, basically. So that's where I stand with that. My number, sorry, my number four, the hard foul guy. So yeah. I thought it was funny. I remember seeing. I was like, "Oh, did he really just call the cops?" Because you got. I thought to myself, "How many times have I been hard fouled?" And maybe I should have called the cops. Yeah. I think. I think. <laughs> I think that was blown out of proportion too, though, just because of the environment was white people calling cops on black people for stupid yes, shit, right? right? And maybe it was a hard foul. Who knows if they had beef before the game right. or if they played before in the past and that was the last straw and he was like, fuck you, I'm calling the cops on you. And because of everything else that's happening in society too, right. he felt like he could. I don't know. I think there's more of a backstory. Yeah. I think the internet just took that Whatever it was, it's still a wankster move. But I think we call But I think because he had to go to that resort and based on what was happening, I think there's a great deal of uh, privilege behind that, if you know oh, what I mean. <laughs> like you're playing pickup. I'm just saying. So my number three. Um, so Bette Miller yeah. saying that women – so I didn't know about this until you sent the list. Right. Because I, I I totally missed that in news. Right, I, right, right. I don't know why I missed that. And I was right. thinking to myself, what does that mean exactly? Like, yeah. And, yeah, I just, 
it, it just doesn't pan out. Like, foot I mean, foot just in mouth. Yeah, exactly. It's just That's, people just trying to try to capitalize off a of black struggle, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Or not that. I think it's also. I think I get what you so obviously behind the whole Me Too uh, movement was happening, mm-hmm. but I think what was, what I I have issues with, or I guess what I have beef or why things are wanks to move is that instead of bringing up articulate new points about your movement or the movement that you were behind, mm-hmm. you're now drawing parallels to other movements. So is that really moving forward, or are you just moving parallel? Mm-hmm. I think I think in her white privileged mind, mm-hmm. it was if I associate this with. A, a known hardcore struggle, mm-hmm. that same group will identify and jump on the train as well, right? Mm-hmm. I think she she said it in the wrong way. We all know what she's trying to say. In the way wrong way. Yeah, she said it in the worst way possible. Because she said women are the new N words. Mm-hmm. So what does that make black people then? Like, are we not? Are we below that now? Like, no, we're still getting unjust treatment basically. So no, you're not the new anything. Like, we're still here. We're still getting like the short end of the stick. Like, women have been getting the short end of the stick as well, but. Mm-hmm. You have, you have to word your struggle in a way where you are showing empathy right. towards another group that has had similar hardships. Not show that you are now su- supplanting them in the world of struggle, basically. This is not the Struggle Olympics. Like, we all have our own struggles to deal with. You can't say that yours is greater than ours. Yep. My number two, people burning their, uh, destroying their Nikes. Yep. All I'm going to say about that, I saw a lot of, like, you know, the... $40, $60 pay less Nikes being burned. Yeah, like, right? the, like the New Balance Nikes. <laughs> but, but I didn't see any Cortezes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, any... I'm, I'm cooking a mean-ass barbecue Nikes <laughs> with the grass stains on them. <laughs> the so, ones that you wear indoor your house. <laughs> and again, it's... $30 shorts. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm going to prove a point, but let me take the old pair that's been yeah. sitting in the backyard for the I'm last two years and burn them. That's stupid. Dumb. It was just dumb. And people were burning them with, while they're wearing them. Like, he got... And then my number one, Megan Kelly, saying that she's all right with blackface. So I'm not sure if you guys followed that or saw everything I, I about followed it. that, yeah. I, it's more than a wankster move. It's crazy. It's, it got so crazy where her coworkers, like, people who were not even on her show, people on the network, yeah. started turning against her. Yeah. Like, we, and there was, wasn't even like a, I like to apologize for what Megan Kelly said. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, she ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember watching, I was like, oh, she's getting fired. Yeah. She, she's done. Like, there's no way she's going to be See, employed. Here's the thing I don't understand, right? Like, Megyn Kelly came from Fox News, all right? Yes. And ABC was more than aware of this. And, like, even though she is a hot commodity and what have you, like, you guys had to know that something like this was bound to happen sooner or later based on being from a platform like Fox News. So now that they fired her, which is the right thing to do, they still have to pay out the rest of her contract, which is worth up to $69 million. So even though you're firing her for saying some insensitive shit, she's still kind of winning in a way because even though she may not be on the network anymore, she's still going to get paid her her money's worth. Like, I don't know if any media personality getting paid that much money. Like, that's a lot of bread. Like, Stephen A. Smith only makes $5 million in comparison to that. Yeah. And that's how you, I'm not even trying to like like slam or anything like that, but that's an NBA worthy contract right there, man. That's a, that's a that's a cheap affordable contract for an NBA player right there. I would say, yeah, that's messed up. 100%. All right then, um, Audric, your your top five wanksters. So I did break the rules on this one only because I thought it was only one. Right. Um, I do have an honorable mention, and if you want me to grab a, some random others, I don't mind doing that. But okay. The wankster of the year. Uh huh. Wait, is this your honorable mention or? I'll do the honorable mention. Okay, okay. Do your honorable mention uh, first. The honorable mention, uh, her name is uh, Brianne Miller. She's the equipment assistant for the Memphis Grizzlies. So. Uh, <laughs> With the LeBron shoes? No, why'd you give her the wankster? 
Okay, okay, I understand that you want to collect all these shoes, but if you were offered a hundred thousand dollars, you're not gonna give that up. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I'd stir shit up, man. Come on, man. I don't know. Would I you mean, do it? Would you do it? That's. Would you do it? It's the context of the situation. Like that was a special I, I moment for it, her. I get it. You know what I mean? For me, it's like yo. Well, depending on like like what's her financial situation like, you oh, know. So that matters. It does matter. Yeah, that could be a side gig for all we know. Especially if she has all his shoes. I mean, she must have some bread in the bank. So you know. So you guys would play I, I, I look at this way. If it was LeBron shoes, I would because you would accept I mean, the I offer love... or decline the offer. If I accept someone... the offer. Okay. If it was Sean Kemp's shoes, who oh, Sean Kemp is like, my... no, <laughs> Sean Kemp is my LeBron. Like same it's... amount of money, but it's the player you're saying. Because there's a memory again, memory attached. Yeah, like she... if Sean, if Sean Kemp gave it to him specifically, yeah, hand gifted it. Yeah. Right, like that means what something. If LeBron gave it to you. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Like put it this way. Put it this way. If Vince Carter gave me his first ever pair of Nike shocks, I'm keeping that. Yeah. I'm like to the grave. Like bury me with these shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And again, there's because you have that attachment. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't blame him for not giving it away, man. Like that's. I know, man. For me, that was my honorable mention. But what's still for me for throughout the year? Yeah. Uh, it has to be Kanye West. It yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Just his presence through social media. So you only hear from him when he's selling something. Yep. But it's not what you say. It's it, it is what you say, and it is how you say it because yeah. he's going about everything the wrong way. Yeah. And the most recent news is the whole. Like I said, I, I can't say I've heard much on Drake's side, but you threaten my family and you, and you this and you that, and then the wife's chiming in, and it's, it's like the boy who cried wolf in, in my ears. These, these things really take place, or you're just saying that for attention to get people to say shit back. Yep, and that's all he's and, doing. And at the end of the day, after that, is is it because an album's coming? Is it because you, a new pair of diapers? Like, like right? What's, what's really going? More on? bullet hole shirts worth seven hundred dollars. Go about doing it a completely different way. Right. I feel like everything's just been done for attention's sake, not yep. so much for the substance of the actual. Mm-hmm. Tangible item, whatever it may be. Yeah, he, he's so, past that point. So yeah. for me, Kanye's starting to fall off where I don't rush for his stuff anymore. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I may not give him his first weeks anymore. And I just maybe. He's basically turned into Darth Vader before our very eyes. Oh, shit. That's how you feel? <laughs> That's how I feel, man. He was a chosen wrong, one. I'm still going to listen to his music, but I feel a lot of. You're a better man than me, man. <laughs> I feel a lot of the stuff like the, the Tiana Taylor album, the, the Nas album, those are all forced albums. Yeah. Like you oh, made Nas yeah. put that out, man. Like that's Nas's best effort for the year. I felt was uh, on the Swiss Beats album. He had, he had a oh he had a track on that one. He had a track oh, okay, on I got to get the name of it. But that presence that he brought, yeah, was like yo. I want an album with this, and apparently there's an album in the stash with Swizz and Nas. I yeah, that shit. he has a record with uh, Frank Ocean apparently as well as Justin Timberlake. Like that's oh, all in the shit. stash. That's why I was waiting. I'm like yo, like he's putting out an album. Kind of, okay, let me see. And I see like seven records. I'm like, this isn't the one. Yeah, it's yeah. not the one. So so Kanye yeah. for me is Wangster Deer, man. That's that's what I brought for for Wangster Deer, man. Right, right, right. Uh, but I, I find it funny everything that we said about him. It goes back to why I have him as number one mm-hmm. because he's Wangster the Year, mm. um, most talked about. But we still check his stuff one way or another. I mean, you're waiting two weeks <laughs> so he doesn't get his numbers. <laughs> you're like, you know, I don't, I, I don't like where he's at, but I'll, I'll check him later. It's because it's, 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 it's Daniel's hiding. That chance that <laughs> I think he'll come he out of hiding. That's why. Listen, I'm only checking for it because of my position in the platform, right? Like, I got to deliver the latest, right? So, of course, of course. Like, of even course. though I don't want to talk about it, like, I, guess I, I don't want to do it, but it's my job, you know, so I got to keep up with things. Basically, like, same with the, 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 the Takashi stuff. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to talk about this fuck boy again, but again, it's created headlines. Another so. arguable mention for ranks of the year. Sure, well. yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely, for sure. Not a bigger fuckboy than Kanye, though. Like, his fuckboy level was, like, on a million. Like, it's over 9,000! Like, that's what it was. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Goliath, what's your, your uh, top five? My top five wangsters? Yeah. Okay, so my number five is Omarosa snitching. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know she's like the biggest fucking. You know, she switched sides. You get caught up in some shit. Yeah. And everybody, Donald Trump is like Teflon. Like no, no matter what you throw at him, yeah. like he's coming out clean. He's no Thanos. Nobody gives a shit, right? Yeah, he has the Infinity Gauntlet. He's good. Exactly. Yep. So she released those tapes, <laughs> all of that shit, trying to pander back. Like black people accept me, just like how you wrote down in the thing. Right. And it didn't work. Right. Fuck her. Um, number four, people destroying their Nike products yeah. for the simple fact that it's just fake outrage. You're just it doing is. it for the likes and the retweets the and whatnot. Can Nike fucking, so. they give money to the Republicans, they give money to the Democrats, yeah. they pander to both. It's a huge, it's a, it's a multi-million dollar yeah. worldwide fucking business. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like You can burn all the Nike gear that you got, but you still bought it. It's still money still in their it, pockets. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to buy it next week again too. Exactly. Uh, by the three. way, I just got some Paul George sneakers. By the way, those things are fucking lit. High man. top, low yeah. top. Uh, it's it's like a mid. It's mid. like a mid. Yeah, it's the two point five. Has like a strap on the front as well. Yeah. They are super comfy, man. Yeah. Like especially when you're playing ball, wraps around your foot tightly. It's great. But anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah. Sorry. Fucking leg. Yo, he's balling this year, though, man. Fuck. He is, he is, he is. Yo, I got it for cheap, too, man. Cyber Monday? Woo! Wow. Like, after taxes and everything, but with 25% off, 122 and change, man. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's beautiful. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend that much on Paul George, but no. Yeah. <laughs> um, number three, Roseanne's comments. Yeah, yeah. Like, you should know, especially in this kind of climate, anything you say, they're, mm. they're going to sack you. Yeah. These, these, like, um, not agencies, but these networks, yeah. they care about what the listeners um, think. Mm-hmm. So for her to go and say that shit, just because you're on... And, and her show, I never watched it, but they said like they went really like... They're Republican family. They mm-hmm. talk about, you know, they make fun of Obama. They talk about Trump. They talk about Bush. Mm-hmm. And their their audience loves that. So they, they really pander to their audience. Yeah, they so give it to the white trash audience, basically. Exactly. So I think in her head, she's like, sorry. oh, these people, they follow me, they this, this, and that, and she got caught up in the moment. In her America. Life, and reality hit really quick. Yeah. Uh, number two, Treasure. So that how, black sorry, girl? sorry to cut you. How did, They pulled her and still kept her show running? Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> so they didn't pull her, say they pulled her from the show, yeah. and they killed off the character so she can never return. So was, okay, so was there a storyline about it? So what's it called on? now? So uh, oh, same thing? Connors. Because oh, the show was never really called Roseanne. It was yeah. Called Roseanne. yeah. Oh. So that's how they were kind of able oh, to get away with it. Right. The older show was called Roseanne. Yeah. 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 Okay. It seems like they kind of have this in the bag. Like, just in case she slips up, <laughs> we got this plan B. <laughs> I'm not mad at it, though. Uh, number her. two is Treasure, so that black girl who oh. she's white. Oh, I was a fucking shit. idiot, yo. Um, I, I didn't follow up with the whole story just because, yeah. like, just the original story. I'm just like, this girl's lying. Right. She's a fucking idiot. But what happened? Her sister? Yeah, sorry. Her, yeah, her sister exposed her on Instagram saying uh, that she did that just for the attention because of the Catch Me Outside girl got, yeah, got all the buzz from. Bod Baby or whatever. Yeah, Bod that. Baby or whatever her name is. Yeah, so she tried to do that, and her mom was in on it as well because they just wanted that. a free trip to wherever that show's located. Like California, I don't know where it's located, mm-hmm. but they just wanted the free trip with like all expenses included and all that. And yeah, she just wanted to be the, like the next internet meme. 
Yeah, there's there's no way, like, come on, you're looking at yourself. Yeah, like, like, like I have lips like Kim Kardashian. Like, bitch, you have a gap to the looks like a field goal post. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> and with all the outrageous stuff. Touchdown! Like <laughs> like, black people are all lazy. Black, like, yeah. no racist, red like, stuff. Like, some Uncle hear. Ruckus type yeah, level stuff. Yeah. Just like, do you have to go that far? Like, we know you're lying, but do you have to go that yeah, far? Yeah, like. Just be like, oh, I think I'm white. No, I'm not black. Why are you putting black people down at this Yeah, time? it's you know? like, oh, my, my dad's white, therefore I'm white. I'm just like, yo, you're black than the ace of spades what are we talking about like if she was mixed then I could kind of see where she's coming from yeah. but like there's nothing there was nothing ambiguous about it like she's black like 102% black like African you know what I mean like she probably has like Ghana and like Guinea Bissau in her and all these like <laughs> like she like shit like you probably came from Wakanda sweetheart come on now yeah, she's whack. She's she's definitely the number two. Um, she would be number one if Kanye wasn't such a dickhead. Yeah. So Kanye's West. We've talked about it all episode. Yeah. He's definitely number one. There Hands you down. go. Hands, Hands down. down. I, like he took the cake for the biggest L of the year in my opinion, mm-hmm. as far as like public perception goes. Yeah, he he ruined his he ruined his whole perception of what people think of. He him. really did. But I feel like we're in the culture where like if he puts out a hot album, it'll all be swept under under the rug, and that's a sad thing about it. Yeah, but music always trumps all, man. In, for better or for worse, yeah. Especially in this generation, because here today, gone tomorrow. But it is what it is. But nonetheless, gentlemen, it took us about three and a half hours. <laughs> but we got this shit done. We got through, we, we got through it. We, we made it. Mama, we made it. <laughs> but nonetheless, gentlemen, I want to thank you guys for coming through to bringing your, your talents, your insight, and your perspective on the year that was 2018. Um, probably one of the best shows I've done all year. Most definitely, about three and a half hours long, but hey, it was worth it. I missed the last two weeks, so I think we owed it to the, the listeners, so you guys are welcome for that. Um, but definitely, this is uh, something that we definitely had to talk about, and it's rare that we get a lot of creatives in one space at one time to delegate on these ideas and what have you. So whether we agreed or disagreed, it made for great you know, for great content for the listeners to listen at home. Um, I'll definitely upload the entire podcast as a whole when I get the chance to, and then I'll just split it up on YouTube depending on like, what topics you want to hear about the most and all that. So once again, thank you guys for coming through um plug in shout outs anything that you guys got on your on your your plate uh marcus i'll start with you um if you want to check out what i do what i've done you just go to my website marcus247.com m-a-r-c-u-s um socially most of my stuff i do now is on instagram Mm -hmm. very visual video guy Mm um yeah my mass media tech background Mm -hmm. um I was thinking about whether I was going to say this or not, but this weekend I am soft launching a project mm-hmm. called. What do you mean we're going to say it? <laughs> soft launch. Okay, I don't okay, like, okay, okay, okay. but really? I think it's it's a pretty good platform to tell people about. It's um it's called eleven nine ninety three. Okay. So it's one one dash zero nine dash nine three dot com. Um, for anybody who knows who's a fan of hip hop, that's probably the most significant day in hip hop. That's mm-hmm. the day that Enter the Thirty Six Chambers came out mm-hmm. and Midnight Marauder. So. Mm-hmm. What we've done is that we put together a project of content that kind of goes to data from those two albums. So I'll give you a good example. Um, Midnight Marauders, Fife says, Sha- uh, Shahid pushed the fader mm-hmm. from here to Grenada. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting around and said, how far is that exactly? Mm-hmm. So we break down things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how many words did Method Man actually say on the album mm-hmm. opposed to how many words did Rayquan? So we did a whole entire word breakdown. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like, it's just... Dumb, cool. nerdy data. Yeah, yeah of course, like yeah. Okay. So we have a, it's a different concept compared to what I've done in the past. So we just break down things and what we're going to do is update different versions of right. data, video, graphics, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, just one of those fun, nerdy hip hop things. Sorry to, do. sorry to cut you off. They did that with um, Ice Cube's "Today Was a Good Day." So they took everything that he said, yeah, right. and they actually broke it down and figured out what day he was talking about. Yes. Oh, Based okay. On, like it was sunny this day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lakers played on whatever. Right, right. Things that he said. Was it in March? Was it in April? Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Cool. They figured it out. You know what they should do? They should do like. A composition of how many times the game says Dr. Dre's name in each album, because like <laughs> especially think? especially in the Doctor's Advocate, like he says Dre a lot. Yes. My goodness, so, yeah, that that's, you, you should be, you should be doing that. I'm just yeah, saying. yeah. <laughs> well, you know that's what I do. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm up to. So yeah, yeah. yeah, like I said, it's launching this weekend. Okay, unless unless I go home and everything that we've worked on is junk, <laughs> I'll, I'll pull the Kanye. I'll pull it off the table. Yeah. <laughs> post something about it but yo that's what i'm up to so again Word. thank you for having us having us on yeah absolutely man uh Audrey, man what you got coming up um yeah i want to start with shouting out the podcast so mm-hmm. i hold the podcast no hard feelings mm-hmm. it can be found uh, at the nhf podcast we mm-hmm. drop that every friday mm-hmm. um that's what i do i guess yeah i do that on the side as well and then right. my music of course so right. songwriter engineer producer mm-hmm. uh got some music that i'm working on that i'll be releasing for 2019 so you can check me out audrickrose.com mm-hmm. uh and again thank you for having me on the show it was a blessed 2018 and yeah, uh, yeah look forward to new content from you 2019 as well for sure man and for the podcast like is it on like soundcloud or itunes so like the what? podcast could be found everywhere so from um everywhere am i talking about so apple music mm-hmm. uh, google play yeah. stitcher mm-hmm. uh soundcloud it, it's on all platforms yeah. okay where 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 all right. And Goliath Pod, man, what you got coming up? Uh, coming up? Damn, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still promoting uh, the King Paw EP. Right, so right. We released that in July. Dope project. Um, yeah, it's it's doing numbers. It's it's um, five songs. We're killing it, man. So mm-hmm. go to www.goliathpod.com. Mm-hmm. You can listen to it there. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Might follow you back. All depends on how interesting you are. Yeah. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter at... Twitter.com at Goliath Paw. Right, Instagram, right. same way, Goliath Paw. Uh, Facebook, if anybody uses it anymore, it's <laughs> Goliath Music. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, just keeping my nose on the grind. Got a lot of projects coming out, working on some R&B stuff, mm-hmm. um, putting a bunch of promo videos together as well from um, private listening party that we had, mm-hmm. and uh, just pumping out content. So yeah, just hit me up on social media, talk to everybody, mm-hmm. and um, let's get it popping. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, once again, gentlemen, I want to thank you all for coming through. You guys are always welcome to come through anytime. You already know what it is. Um, as for me, you guys already know, uh, this is our final show for 2018. So we will be back on uh, sorry, January 4th, where we'll have our special guests, uh, Jay O'Shawn and DJ Express, in the studio to talk about their new work and stuff like that. As for me, you already know where you can find me. You can find me on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud on the handle Cool Radio CC, where you can catch different types of content whether it be the full episodes clips updates on who's coming on the show and like what we're going to be talking about throughout the week all that good stuff we're going to get content content out for you in multiple uh forms whether it be through the podcast through the videos through script as well so we'll keep you on the lookout for that but once again as you always do man thank you for tuning in uh all the stuff that i do is a process and i do this guys for you because i feel like in the type of space that we have to discuss hip-hop and what have you we don't really have a lot of that in canada in particular in america you have like all these different youtube channels or whatever but it's good to have it on a canadian platform as well because you get it from a different aspect and a different point of view as well and that's something that i try to provide for you guys so i thank you guys for giving me the feedback 
back on a regular basis for chiming in, especially this past week when I was asking you guys your your top album of the year, your top artists, all that good stuff. So I appreciate the feedback, and I'll continue to give that good content to you guys as well on a regular basis. So as you already know, Cool Click Media and Entertainment is is basically reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies, and Cool Radio is a part of that as well. So all that being said, Merry Christmas. Have a happy new year. Enjoy the rest of 2018 and may 2019 be even better than 2018 as well. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Uh Uh-huh.